Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez, um, River Brown, and John Carlos. And this is now episode 136. In this episode, we'll discuss the Pacers leading towards a full rebuild and we'll pick the best destinations for Sabonis, Lavert, and Turner. Then we will talk about if the Utah Jazz are being slept on, Grizzlies winning without John Morant, Anthony Davis, and the Chicago Bulls. A quick Patreon shout out to Anthony, it's Black Ace, BJ, PJs, Mario, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Brian, Ricky, E, Enzo, Sean Solis, Sean Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Aqua. Little Jay Aqua, baby. We decided to do this live stream on YouTube for episode 136 because we are now at 10,000 subscribers. Yes sir. yes, sir. So we had to do a live stream because we are at 10K now. We just hit it last night. And just to let you guys know, this episode, I am going to mostly do hosting because yesterday was a pretty wild night for me and I'm still feeling talk about the it. after after effects. <laughs> we don't need to talk about talk it, but nah, it. it's like Red wants it's to lit. get me caught up. Yeah, wants, come wants, on, man. He wants come to get on, me caught nah. up. You know what we're acting like right now? You know how when guys go in the studio and their man's just making a banger and they just in the background. O like, D. Mad lit, mad excited. That's what we acting like right I'm now. hype right now, man. Ten K is crazy. Yeah, 10K, 10K is crazy. Ten K we got ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. We got Almost 60,000 followers on TikTok. We almost got 3,000 on, on Instagram. And our downloads been jumping. They've been busting. You know what I'm saying? We going crazy. Only thing we got to get going is that Twitter. That's it. Exactly. That's Twitter. We got to get we gotta get Twitter jumping from now on. But just just uh, let's let's tell the audience how we feel, you know? Because okay. I think 10K is, yep. is a big milestone. Definitely. Riv hates these emotional moments. He hates being vulnerable. <laughs> no, he hates being uncomfortable. That's what it is. Yeah, you can see now he's, you know, touching his face. His heart's racing. <laughs> yeah. Pumping. He's like, you know, and what he's going to say exactly is, you know, y'all appreciate y'all, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, yo, yeah, Jew, you know, appreciate him for real. <laughs> So I'll start first, and I just want to say everybody's listening or watching this live from currently, or they're talking about it, you know, or you're listening later. Thank you guys so much. This has been a long time coming. We have been doing this for two years. After one year, we hit 1,000. Then a year later, not even an exact year later, we're hitting 10,000. So we grew by 10 times our amount in the past year. And it's all been because of you guys, you know, because of you guys, we're starting to get emails for potential business opportunities that kind of suck so thanks for that hey, it's all right you take <laughs> yeah. them though we take them as we get them yeah so now we're getting noticed even more because of you guys and these shows are, are very long you know they're not they're not one hour shows and you guys ride it out with us and it's been it's been amazing doing this you know i i wake up and i love doing the show my preparation is crazy and it's all because i love giving you guys a great product so thank you guys so much for listening to us because we're hoping to be one of the best sport podcasts in the world. Not 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 only on some like the quality stuff, of but I'm talking about the numbers. Like our numbers back it up. Come mm. on. Numbers oh. most important. We need that. We're gonna go crazy this next year. So Let's go. um what do you gotta say, Riv? If you don't wanna talk, you, you could pass it along to Drew. No, nah, I just uh, I can wanna... backpack us. You, you want that, bro? <laughs> uh no, nah, I just wanna say, you know, appreciate y'all. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the same stuff, bro. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Appreciate the fans and all that. Appreciate oh, my boy. family, all that good stuff. So you know, I'm grateful. That's it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is pretty surreal. 10k is nuts, man. When I came here, what were we at? Almost like two five, three k. Yeah. Here we yeah. are now, maybe two, three months later, and we're at 10k. It's been beautiful. I love the ride. I appreciate all the fans. I appreciate all the comments. You guys are what make it worth it, truthfully. I mean, I love talking sports, and it just comes so organic when we come together and we work. We work twice a week, and we put our efforts towards, you know, making good content. And I love it, and I want to keep doing this, and I want to see this 10K turn to 100K. 100K turn to a million one time. So we could do it, 100%. Pat McAfee just got a four-year, 100-plus million dollar deal with FanDuel. What is he, NBA? <laughs> what? Sorry, because that's going to be us yeah, with DraftKings. Like that's years. with his show. He, that's his sponsorship. For he got four, four years, years $100 million for his show? His show mm-hmm. is good, though. His podcast is really good. I he has like over one or two mil subscribers on YouTube. Damn. He does a show every day. Bro just got a superstar deal. Bro said, I'm done being a punter. I'm about to secure the bag. Right. Yeah, he got the bag. And I, I'm telling you guys, I think in a year we can do that. And no doubt. And in a year from now, we all of you. <laughs> we could be nah, at, we could be at make a hundred million oh, yeah, subscribers. Bro. Oh, nah, that's, yeah, for sure, that. that's for sure. I thought you said the hundred mil deal. <laughs> Just for everybody watching and listening, you guys right now are at a very special moment in in pick a side history. This is ten k. You know, next year we're gonna be at like maybe fifty k, and y'all that are watching now are gonna be like, yo, we knew them when they weren't big. Word. This is this is the this is the Look this is we already getting some of that in the chat here before 100k here before 10k it's like we yeah. had some riders this we, is before Friday this is Friday Night Lights last year was the warm up so a fact. you know that's next one gonna be the sideline story <laughs> so I, I don't know you know Riv said his piece uh, something <laughs> I, that I uh, predicted yes. <laughs> spot on appreciate y'all <laughs> Drew said his sweets I don't know if you want to say anything JC I mean, before I mean, I'll, say, I'll say a couple of things I mean obviously I was here when the show first started so I was here from the beginning but then I took a little break life hit me or whatever I was still a fan from afar from these three guys you know putting out great product week in week out you know whenever I wanted to be up to date with football or basketball or you know just casually watch three guys who know the game talk about it I would always tune in comment and, you know, the fact that they received me in open arms to come back to the show meant a lot. I mean, this 10K is more so for them. I want to be part of me. I want to be part of the next milestone that we hit. It would make me make me feel more like just, you know, that like I was a part of it more. I'm not saying I don't feel that way, but, you know, I can't wait till we get to the next milestone so that, you know, I could really feel like like I was there with you guys from the beginning. But other than that, you know, these guys put in a lot of work. I was I started like I said, I started. I was a fan from afar. Now I'm back. I'm thankful for 10K. Thankful for the fans who welcomed me back because I see a lot, a couple comments saying they like having the fourth guy in. So you know, I appreciate that, and you know, hopefully it keeps going up from here. But these guys did a great job. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Today is gonna be a great show. Like I said, I'm gonna be hosting because my mind's a little bit drugged up right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna be hosting, and this past week in the NBA. <clears throat> The biggest headline was that the Pacers, the Pacers are heading towards a, a full-on rebuild. Like, and the president, Kevin Pritchard, he's been opposed to this idea because he always wants to give Indiana and Pacers fans a quality product on the floor despite their first-round eliminations. But he's finally gotten on board with this full-on rebuild. Players they're shopping, Lavert, Sabonis, Turner. What do you think about this? I'll start with you, Riff. I think it's about time. You know, I think 
you know, Indiana, it's not even to say just this year, but I think Indiana has been stuck in mediocrity for a very long time. You know, just been a team where, you know, you can expect they'll probably make the playoffs. But after that, you don't expect much else. Even with the players they have, you know, they have a bunch of good players, good to, you know, solid mid type of players. You know, Malcolm Brogdon's a good player. Sabonis is a good player. Miles Turner's a good player. Levert, when he's healthy and on the court, he's a good player. TJ Warren, he's a good player. But they just don't have that superstar high level all-star that really can just take them over the top you know even like a Jimmy Butler who can at least get them to a second round or something like that they just don't have that and I don't think they've had that since Paul George you know Indiana isn't a place people want to go play you know even back in the day Reggie Miller kind of saved this franchise because a lot of the times this franchise couldn't make much moves so I think Kevin Pritchard he finally has understood that he has to build through the draft and I think they have a perfect position right now because Miles Turner in the league right now, Miles Turner, he can be used on a lot of teams. He can get, you can get a lot for him. Sabonis, you could probably get a lot for him. Karis LeVert, you could probably still get some things for him. His potential is still high. TJ Warren, you could probably get some stuff for him. So I think with having those players, you know, their contracts are a little big, but I think at this moment you can still get something for them. I don't know if I'm all in on a rebuild. Listen, prior to the season, we know I was high on Indiana. <laughs> I was I was pretty high on them. That being said, listen, they're still only two, three games out of being a playoff play-in team. So am I all in on a, on a rebuild? I don't think so. I feel like you still look at the talent that they have on the roster. You mentioned it. You got Levert. You got Sabonis, Brogdon, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, if he ever comes back. Uh, Duarte has been playing solid for his rookie year. I just struggled to see the way that they're using Miles Turner. He's averaging 50% from the field. He's averaging about 40% from three. Leads the league in blocks, total blocks. And he only has eight attempts a game. That's where I struggle, especially with the fact that Carlisle has been on record saying that Miles Turner is the future at the center position. And we're not seeing him utilized in the way that we, or at least I had projected coming into the year at least. Maybe he said that, but he just didn't mean for Indiana. But now he's the head coach. I don't understand the, you know what I'm trying to say there? It's like, I understand Sabonis is talent-wise the best player on the squad. But you look at, at the way Brogdon's been playing, you could argue that Brogdon's their best player right now. We can, we've seen a three-headed monster coexist, and I feel like Brogdon, Sabonis, and Miles Turner can be that. You, you can't have Miles Turner, who has these, these uh, shooting efficiencies, the, the way that they are, as high as they are, and only have him having eight attempts. So do I think a, a rebuild's a, a smart idea? I guess in the grand scheme of things, you're Indiana, you're not going to attract much free agent talent, sure. But you already have a good set of a good group of guys right now. So I don't think that rebuilding is necessarily what the way that I would go about it. I just feel like you need to try something new. What you're doing right now is not consistently having success. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, Russell. Indiana, Indiana is a, it, it, it's a, it's a weird team because on paper, I was really high on them. I thought that they, that they could actually finish fifth or six in the Eastern Conferences, everybody was healthy. Obviously, TJ Warren's not coming back for the year. He's been gone for a while. Karis LeVert has been injured. He has been in and out of the lineup, but that's been the story of his career, even coming from a Nets fan. I know how that is. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I look at teams like Milwaukee, Brooklyn, even the Chicago Bulls, and a bunch of other teams. They're just flat out better than the Indiana Pacers. And I think, I don't think Pacers... I don't think the franchise should be content with what's been happening. First round exit, second round at best. I think it's time for a full-on rebuild. And the GM talks about how he wants to put good product on the floor, but in attendance ranking, the Indiana Pacers are last in the NBA. Mm. So not anybody even comes to go watch that team, to be honest with you. And 
we could all agree that I mean, like we said, the Pacers aren't a bad team. On like they have like a collection of good players, but they don't have that superstar. Um, <coughs> I just think I, I think I think it's time to blow it up. I don't think this team can win a championship. I mean, you're 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 relying on Karis Levert, whatever, to be your third, second options on some nights. He's injury prone. So bonus, I can't ever see him being the best player in the championship team. Miles Turner has already stated that he's unhappy with his role on the team. And then TJ Warren, who knows when he's going to come back, how he's going to come back. I mean, this team is just, it's filled with good players, but a lot of holes. So, um, yeah, I think I think in the grand scheme of things, this team should blow it up. I mean, they have a bunch of good players that can get some something back for Sabonis. They can get something back for Miles Turner, Lavert. They can get something back for even Malcolm Brogdon if, if he becomes available on the trade block. So I think it's time for them to to move on. I don't think they're going to really do much with this team. Let me see something real quick, though. Did anyone here see Lavert dropping five points in average from last season to this season? Five points? From, go, from going to 20 to 15, listen, I know you Bro. and I weren't as high on Lavert as maybe Joel and, and JC over here, which, is, listen, I get it. He's shown in the past that he could be a baller. He's shown he could be a baller. He's I'm not disrespecting no, you. He's a good player. What he's doing this season is... Is shocking to me. I mean, he's a little bit more efficient with his opportunities, but he's only taking one less shot. Per I noticed game. that too, actually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's five less points, especially you're, with you're the, too high on Indiana. I am. You're way too I high am. on Indiana. But it is not like they're a bad group of talent, though. Yes, but you have to look at the you when Indiana were making back to back ECFs, right? Hibbert was drafted, PG was drafted, George Hill was not drafted, but in trade. Outside of PG. I mean, there's more talent on this squad but than that one. It was, but you can say that. But that the, they had their superstar, That's and a then fact. a bunch of good players around. That's a fact. Them. Even with, with Danny Granger, yeah, with this team, I just but Danny Granger wasn't even a part of that ride. Is you that know a fact I mean? though? It is I personally think is so. this Miles Turner better than that Roy Hibbert? I don't think Ooh, so. No, no, no. I yeah. think that but at I think that time, Roy Hibbert. Be. I think so. He too. has all the intangibles. Yeah, he, too. They had Actually, David West too. In my, in my opinion, Roy Hibbert was a, a defensive. Yo, player. I he forgot. Was, yeah, David West was good That's too. That's a fact. <laughs> was tough, bro. They had David West. Are you taking that David West or Sabonis right now? Sabonis, but Sabonis is more yeah. talented. Like, like you got Brian, no, Sabonis you got, is better. That's what I'm saying. No, so yes. yeah, Sabonis, but it's like it's for that team, I want David West. That's I understand what you're saying because he was a great hard nosed type player, really good defensively. Made ECS with those teams, right? Yeah, he they he Not was to mention, bro. You got a bunch of guys who get injured. Lance together Stevenson, another all one, the same way that they just committed to defense. This team is too one sided right now. But I don't know why you're so like stuck on the let's keep this team together thing. This team, like, if they weren't talented, that's that's the only thing. But but it's, but you're putting a cap on because even if even if they stayed healthy for the year, mm-hmm. you don't think this team can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't think this team can ever win a chip. You 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 barely see this team going to the second round just off I the don't strength. Think, but how many teams in the, how many teams in the East right now do you genuinely believe can go to the Eastern Conference? I think Milwaukee can. I think I Miami can. Yep. I think the Nets can, and I think Chicago can. Yeah, that's so four teams. I, I don't think Indiana could beat none of those teams. Not I just agree. the four top teams. I'm, listen, bro, I think Atlanta can beat them like it, i think charlotte in a series the wizards, maybe beat them. The wizards maybe like there's a Cavaliers. lot of teams in the east that can still beat them in a series like there's yeah. so much time everybody's getting better you know the Cavs are getting better with their Facts. youth That's the heat fact. just got better the bulls got better the nets still have their two guys milwaukee still has Giannis. you know what i'm saying charlotte's gonna get better with their youth mm-hmm. indiana's not gonna get better with their youth because malcolm brown is 28 miles turner 29 they, sorry pardon me 29 miles turner they haven't let him unleash his potential. Sabonis, so he can get better, but I think he's probably going to be this type of player <laughs> for a long time. Chris Duarte's already twenty. He was twenty four when he walked in, so it's like he's twenty eight. Levert, he's always hurt, so he can't get better. I mean, he's he's still always played, hurt. He's played twenty <laughs> games this season. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's like 
you want this team to be better, but yet it's I don't think they just fit. I think you have to That's look at the look at these next couple drafts and think we gotta hit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We gotta go out and we gotta go make moves and we gotta hit in this draft. We're in it's Indiana. Nobody's coming to play for Indiana. Nobody's saying yo, this the is a fans great aren't even watching the game. Yeah, so we gotta look at the draft. That's a lot like, of teams right hit. now. And I feel like a lot and of teams wish they had Indiana's talent right now. That are in their so. and you think Charlotte wishes they had Indiana's talent or their drafts? Honestly, no, say that one more time. Charlotte, Charlotte. Well, Charlotte right now is in you a great position. You think Cleveland wish they nah, had Indiana's talent or their no, draft picks? But I think right. Yeah, I understand what point. you're saying. I just feel like they have better youth right now than what the Pacers have. But I in think terms of a collective, even even Detroit is not wishing for Indiana's talent right now. I, I think they're like, fine with their draft picks. I feel like OKC. Okay, I can't even talk How about they the Raptors. Have so Indiana, Indiana's roster right now. They're like a great value version of the 2010 Atlanta Hawks. Pretty much. <laughs> with Paul See, but they were the number one seed. Or excuse me, they not, were, no, 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 not, not that, that one. Not that one. Talking about the Joe Johnson with Josh Smith. Josh Smith, yeah. good team. Mm. No, that team. See, but no. why can't even no, that team, that team was, was better? Hear me. That team was better. The Pacers are a great value version. The Al for Demar Carroll, Kyle Korver, Jeff Teague boys. This is them right here. Are they really though? Because they're not going to have anywhere near the record that they had like at all. Just a bunch of they got lucky. I don't know what happened that year, but they just a bunch of good players. Like they're they're good, but they're not. The last time the Pacers had a top eight pick in the draft was in 1989. They refused wow. to, to really Reggie? commit to the. No, it was George McLeod. Okay, but the year before, in 1988, they got the, they had the second overall pick. They drafted Rick Schmitz. That's a good pick. What number yeah. was Reggie? Do you guys he was the, the 11th pick in the draft? I think he yeah, was drafted. He me, might man. have been drafted in 90 or no. I think it might have been like 87. Pacers are the definition of mid. Really, they are. we think of time, mid, yeah. we think of their roster. Yeah. But like I said, even with them being quote-unquote mid right now, they're still two, three games out of being a playoff team. All it takes is a, a few spurts of games. Do you to want to win right a championship? Of course. You know me. I'm the guy who says, if you don't win a championship, the season's a failure. Oh. So, this, <laughs> so that, that's perfect. I'm, I'm glad you said that. So what do you, why do you want this team to— Because, again, I do believe in the talent on this squad. I just think what what you're saying makes sense. Do they have the pieces that fit together? I yes, you, I don't think you, so. So you must think Sabonis can be a superstar. No, I think Miles Turner. <laughs> that, I think Miles Turner can be what can, can take not superstars pretty pretty strong. But I think that if you give Miles Turner more opportunity, we'll see the Pacers actually do something of quality on offense. Only eight attempts with fifty percent and forty percent from three is interesting. It is interesting. I think. In order and for the, defensively, he's one of the Miles, best. Miles Turner has to walk into and be like categories to propel this team to where you think they can be. You think so? No, I know. I so. mean, but you got Sabonis, you got Brogdon, and you have Lavert. He doesn't necessarily have to be Embiid. He needs to be at least putting up 13, 14 attempts a game, in my opinion, though. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't, it's tricky because it's like. Because listen, Sabonis can pass the ball pretty well for being a point yeah, forward. He can. Brogdon, another one, can pass the ball pretty well and shoot the ball so, very well as well. Lavert can, can pass. He can, can pass too. So. I, I I'm under I'm not understanding the reason why they're having such issues or with chemistry. All right, but, Drew. Uh, if everybody on the Pacers plays to their potential, <laughs> all those guys you just named, what's the maximum ceiling for Indiana? I guess as at this point in time, the maximum right now, I guess, would be six, seven seed. No, I'm saying like based off of how good you think they can be, and they're like all if they, you think if they can they make the second play. round. Of the playoffs. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It's like right now, Cavaliers are playing really good basketball, and the and the the seventy sixers are the seventh seed right now. The Cavs so. best and Indiana's best. Indiana's better at their best. Yes, at their best. 
That's so tough because talent-wise, I'm taking the Pacers. Well, I want you to answer this question in a mm-hmm. way where, you know, when we did our Eastern Conference previews of course, that, and we gave— The way that I spoke about them before the season, I was on—I at least thought there would be a six seed. It's just you look at the higher-ups of the East right now, it makes it difficult for me to really so, say someone can make an ECF that's not Milwaukee, that's not the Nets, the Heat, or the Bulls right now. I agree with that. But ba- based on that, you don't think that rebuilding is the smartest thing to do because those teams that you're naming aren't going anywhere. The Bucks aren't. But it's like, I would not give up automatically just because... Even if they're going anywhere, the Pacers aren't the next up to take their spot. If we're being like honest. I agree. The Pacers, I agree. Could. No, no. There's, a, there's a few teams. Like, yes. The Pacers yes. aren't the next team to take their spot. So it's like, you got to pick your poison at this point. It's so tough, though. Are the, are, are the Pacers even better than the Raptors, in your opinion? Because I feel like that's the tier that they're in. They're really evenly matched. Uh, that is, and that's what I'm saying. You can go tomato tomato with those two. Yeah, I just I like, feel like they're we, on the same I boat like as the Raptors because none of us here would pick Toronto to do anything in the playoffs. Again, they no, need a five, and that's not at are all. We, are we going to talk about our our, our definitely uh, destiny? De- okay. Definitely. All right. So just just job. to recap what everybody said, Riv, you think. This is great that they're rebuilding. JC, you think the same? Yeah. Drew, you think they should, they should <laughs> keep fighting? Skeptic. Yeah, I think so. I mean, talent-wise. <laughs> should keep fighting. I think so. Like fighting. I said, the East is so close right now that you just win a few games in a row. You throw yourself right back in the mix. And to be thinking about a rebuild 20, 25 games into the season, I'm not with that. The players at the Pacers are shopping are Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, and DeMontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I want each of you guys to give me a team for each player that you want to see them go to. If you have a trade package along with it, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. Just name the destination. All right. Let me start with you, JC. What do you got? Oh, well, I got two teams. I kind of split in the middle, but I feel like the, my number one team for, I'm going to start with Karis LeVert. I think Karis LeVert would fit well with Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Being that Colin Sexton went down, was averaging 16 points per game, went down. I feel like they could use a boost in scoring another person who could score the basketball. Uh, him and, and Jared Allen have chemistry. Uh, Darius Garland's been playing really well. I think like if you can, if if Karis LeVert can be added to that mix to provide a scoring spark, because when he's healthy, I think he can give you 16 to 19 points per game, and that's not far out of the realm that he can do that for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think, I think the Cavs would be great, uh, just because a great fit, just because of the fact that he's a scorer, and you know on some nights they need that scoring, and I think he can fill in that void that Colin Sexton has. You know, put the team in, and right now they're fifteen and twelve. I think with an addition to Karis Levert, they can cement themselves as like a, a actual playoff team, and not be around the cusps of like the plan, and you know, not being in the plan. So I would like to see Karis Levert on Cleveland. All right, so if we're gonna just go one by one, that's fine with me. I had Levert going to the Nuggets. I feel like you lose MPJ, you don't have Jamal Murray until probably January, <laughs> February. You need a boost right now, and. Lavert, where he has been struggling this season, maybe it's because there's too much going on. There's too much personnel that needs the ball in their hands to be successful. And you bring him to the Nuggets. He's their second option immediately. Maybe we'll start to see the Karis Lavert that we saw last year or, or Karis Lavert when he was on the Brooklyn Nets. It's a good fit in the sense of he's only getting paid $17.5 million a season. You have him until 2023. Let's say Michael Porter Jr., Unfortunately, his back injury is going to continue to linger, which would be very unfortunate for them, given the fact that they're about to start paying him the 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 max deal for a rookie. He's gonna, I think, he's gonna be making around like thirty five million next season. And then Jamal, you don't know how he's gonna come back from this ACL injury. 
you need guard play desperately. And Levert would be that perfect fill-in for them. Right now, they're the eighth seed, and this is basically with Joker just backpacking by himself. You bring in a guy like Levert, you relieve some pressure off Jokic, and now you get yourself a solid number two option. I feel like for the cost, $17.5 million, you eat that right now. You have a top five player in Jokic on your squad. You're not trying to waste him in his prime. And God forbid that he gets the idea to leave. I think that is the absolute dead last thing that any Denver fan wants. So you try to cater to his needs. And I feel like Levert is a good filling option for that. So Levert. Levert's a funny player. Um, <laughs> Levert has all the talent in the world. All the talent. You know, been watching him since Michigan. He just is always hurt. You know, there's always something wrong with him. He gets hurt. Then he comes back. He's shitty. Then he does the cycle again. I think like, it's really weird. He does the same cycle every year. He does year. it every year. But I think Levert, I think Cleveland, for me, Cleveland was a good spot for him. I think Cleveland, with Colin Sexton going down with that injury, I think they need that second guy. And I, it was two spots for me. It was Cleveland, I think Washington. I think Karis Levert needs a place to where he can be unleashed. And I think Washington is allowing their players to play. And I think that's somewhere where Karis Levert can get his groove back. I think that's like a place where he can go and he can just be free and be the type of player. Cleveland also is another, they kind of play a little loose style. I think Levert can fill in, not perfectly, but right now he can come in and play that role. He can play that on-guard, off-goal role mm -hmm. for Colin Sexton while he's out. I think those are two spots for me because I think Sexton, I mean, I think Levert is, still can be a good player. Mm -hmm. He just has to maintain the consistency. And I know injuries suck and I know it messes up your consistency, but if it continues to consistency, he can definitely contribute to a playoff team. If Colin Sexton has to be involved in the deal for Levert, are you still are you trading Sexton? Yeah, I would. I would. Are you trading Sexton to get Levert if you're Cleveland? I would. I guess because it would be cheaper. Maybe I would do it, especially because you have until 2023. I mean, they've already expressed that they aren't really fond of having Colin Sexton on the team to begin with. So, but it's uh, like, is it because you're getting a player of Karis Levert's caliber that you're not getting much else with Levert? Are you just getting Levert and that's it? I believe you Straight can up. get. I believe yeah. if Levert is healthy, you can get about the same production. Maybe not scoring rise wise, mm -hmm. but you can get a defense. You can get Passing. better playmaking. You can get another rebound and mm -hmm. more size. So mm -hmm. I think if Levert can stay healthy, <laughs> then that's a good trade. Okay, you guys told me your destinations for Karis Levert. Mm -hmm. now, let, me, let me get a quick question in because the chat doesn't think this seem that we're interacting with them enough. They have a question for you, Joel. Okay. RJ <laughs> or Levert right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> RJ Barrett. Easy? <laughs> pretty about easy. The, yo, let's keep it a step. They're, They're about, about the same, the same right now. At least right now, I think that's pretty They're facts. about the same. I feel like in year three, I guess I would take the upside. I, I of would RJ. take. I would take RJ right now. I'm just gonna let you. I'm just gonna let the chat know right now. If you're in the chat currently, at the end of this recording, we are going to be answering all your questions and stay for like an hour, an hour or so, and answer all your questions. So don't think that we're not gonna make you guys feel special. No, we on see you this special day. We we fact, definitely man. are. Here we go. You guys mentioned Levert and yeah. where he should go. Now, yeah. I want to hear where you guys think Sabonis and Miles Turner oh, yeah, can yeah. go. And this time, instead of just naming one player, name me both and give me the destinations. Okay. Um, for me, I would like uh, to see Sabonis try to find a way on Charlotte. And then for Miles Turner, I would like to see him come to the Brooklyn Nets because I'm fond of his game. <laughs> I am. Oh, that would be pretty cheap, yeah, but like, what would, you, would help us? What so would much? you guys give? Like, I'm trying to even think off the top of my head. Lamarcus is not like that's not. He's I, have a, I actually think Miles Turner is. I would think be so better. too. 
on Charlotte. I, I have a deal. Ooh, they I like need, the they need a center. I have a trade for the Nets for, for Charlotte. Oh. I actually made one. Okay, let me hear it. Let me hear it. What's your trade? Mason Plumley, PJ Washington, and James Bucknight for Miles Turner. Absolutely no. Say that one more time. PJ Washington, James Bucknight, and Mason Plumley for Miles Turner. Take James Bucknight out the deal, and it's a deal. So it's just that you would give up those two. Yep. I don't know. I feel like I would need Buck Knight. I would probably take PJ out and take Buck Knight if I'm Indiana. I would, I would ask for Buck Knight take out. If that's the price, yeah. If I would I'm want Charlotte, Buck, Buck Knight's untouchable. He's untradeable. Right now, you think so? <laughs> well, in that deal. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Miles Turner, I don't. Yeah, I think Charlotte. For me, I think me personally, Charlotte or the Trailblazers. I really want to see for who Miles Turner. I, I really want to see him in a new environment. I think. Charlotte, in terms of like, because they need a center bad. Why not like, Brooklyn? Um, because you've got. I don't want. No, no. I think he Charlotte would help us so much. He would, but I think I mean, Charlotte is Eldridge a place. has been doing his thing for y'all. Yeah, but he's a defensive liability to the That's extreme. That's true. I want to see true. Turner get unlocked. <laughs> to the extreme. I, I want to yeah. see Turner's potential get unlocked. Okay, I don't want to okay. see him I could not go agree be more. just a guy. I want to see him go be unlocked. And I feel like okay. Charlotte and Portland are two places where he can finally unleash his game and unload his potential. For Sabonis, now Sabonis is a tricky player. But I think Dallas would be a good spot. Perfect. Me and Drew was just talking yep. about it. I think the, that type of player can definitely fit in Dallas. Another playmaker, another guy that can pass out the post. Him and him and Luca pick and roll would be OD. Why do you want? Do you want an all European team? That's exactly we that's exactly what I was that saying be, to him. Forget sick. about like the actual talent of the squad in terms of like attracting fans to watching the game. That could be their whole shtick. They're the Europeans. And, th- and they could 100% run with that. <laughs> and uh, as funny as it is, it's crazy. You would have Luka, you would have Sabonis, and you would have KP. I feel like the only one that would really struggle in that scenario would be probably KP. No, he's not in the paint. No, yeah, he's been getting more post-ups this year. What would you give up What would you give up for Sabonis, though? Oh, you don't think I, they I don't want to get Porzingis? into the give up because oh, okay. I, I don't really want to give it. It would, it would, have, it would, it would have to be like Maxi Kleba. Reggie and Bullock. Hill. No, not best. Reggie Bullock. Like it would have, they would have you to. You think give Brunson up. would have to go, or do you think he's? You can't move him at this point. I don't think. I don't think he'd have to go. And his, he's not getting paid too much to where he's good. They need that contract can fulfill Sabonis. I know what you Sabonis mean. isn't getting paid too much though. I know Maxi Kleber would be in a deal like probably a Dwight Powell. They'd have to like put in some picks because nobody's accepting that deal straight up. Now, question: Do you think that obviously you bring in Sabonis? Like I said, he's like a point forward type player. Do you think that? Luca would be capable of playing off ball where you can actually have Sabonis have the ball at the top of the key and actually run a type of offense where you have KP who either you have him on the block or you have him outside where I think KP doesn't like to be outside, especially with last season, the way that they were using him. He likes to have his back to the basket or, or just try and do anything to, to just not be a consistent corner shooter. Do you think that he could benefit that Luca would benefit from that? Or do you think Luca's game is so ball dominant that it wouldn't allow the offense to run smoothly. Sabonis has to fit Luca. That's exactly what I'm asking. Do you think that Sabonis could? Uh, excuse me. Do you think that Sabonis could his play could fit with Luca? Is essentially this what is I'm why asking. Sabonis is such a confusing player to me. I don't like know like the perfect. He's a poor man. Miles Turner so what's the, like, is I don't easier to just plug in on most teams yeah. than Sabonis because yeah. you could just plug in a defensive big. He can shoot the three ball. And if he wants more touches, you can get more touches. But I think Sabonis' game is so tricky because it's hard. To, like, I've seen people keep saying, oh, you know, I've seen Golden State in the in the idea for Sabonis. I don't personally don't like it. No, I don't I mean think he either. should go to Golden State. But 
I don't know. Like Sabonis is such a weird player. I don't really know. Why wouldn't you like? I'll tell you what. Sabonis. Um, excuse Sabonis, me. Miles Turner. What? No, Miles Turner goes to Golden State. I didn't say that. I, said I thought I you like said Sabonis. Miles Turner. I don't okay. Like Sabonis for Golden State. That's what about what Miles Turner to Golden Miles State? Yo, that'd be, but what you giving up? Wiseman. I feel like yeah, but that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. See, I thought we weren't doing that, but. What you think we could just gradually? Do? Nah, but you said you take, said that you were, you said you were straying away from the financial. That's why I'm not. No, I'm not saying uh, no, no names. Wait, what's your? Why don't you guys or why don't you think Charlotte's a good destination for Zabonis? He's 25 years old. He fits their timeline. They lack rebound. I think they need a defensive big more than anything. Yeah, they yeah. do. I feel like with PJ there and Miles Bridges there, who plays the four. But you'd have to give one of them up realistically. I don't think they should baggage. give up Miles Bridges. I ain't gonna lie. Just give no. up PJ. Oh, 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 yeah, no, nah, not Miles Bridges. PJ. Yeah, Miles right PJ. now is untouchable. How about no, I don't, Charlotte? PJ I don't, I don't think Sabonis fits what they need. I think they Miles Turner is a perfect guy for Charlotte, Charlotte. Is one of the worst defensive teams in the world. See, but I'm like the world. What I'm surprised about is that we haven't spoken about Miles Turner to Toronto at all. A team that really, so talk about it. A team that really does need a center. <laughs> Obviously, I'm yeah, not. A, I'm. I. I do think Pascal Siakam's a good ball player. He's not a center. Well, okay. Some of you trade Siakam. No, I'm saying that you look, Siakam look, needs look, to be a four. Look He's at their not lineup. Look at their lineup, though. They. I think they. Me personally, this is just what mm-hmm. I think. I think they want to run, run one guard or two guards and three wings. I think. Who? Uh, Toronto. I oh. think that's how they like to play, and that's how they want to run. So who would you? You'd have Fred. You'd have OG. You'd have. No, you have Fred. Barnes. You have Trent, and then you have Trent, OG, yeah. Scotty. Trent, Trent could be that six man easy. He could be that six man easy. Easily. OG could he run could. the two. You have Barnes run the three. Pascal run the four. And there's Miles Turner at the five. That'd be a great Miles Turner team. And that team is desperately needing a center. You know and what? Not one that only that's gives. That's not a bad team. That's exactly what I'm saying. Right. And not, not only is he off you shot blocking that, you know, they refuse to give Boucher minutes, but he's not a five either. And he's the, one of the few on their squad who actually is a good shot blocker. You bring in Miles Turner who can actually shot block on top of shoot the basketball, space the floor. Maybe Siakam actually could get some work down low and 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 start to see this offense really get really flowing. He Miles Turner for for all those reasons that's why I would want him on the Nets. Oh, of course. I mean reasons. Miles Turner really gives you How everything much more you want in the center. Need. Exactly. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I just want a center. What's but, wrong with that? But, but, all right. Wait, about, but Kyrie Irving if he doesn't come back, why can't uh, I get Miles Turner though? Okay. But give He'll me help us. Right, so let me live in this dream scenario for you. Give me something that you genuinely think the Nets can move that you could get Miles Turner. I think we could give up probably a Joe Harris and a Nicholas Claxton Ooh, for him. Okay. I really do. Like, and I don't all think, your picks. At least uh, probably, like, probably one or two. You probably could give one or two I picks guess. away. I mean, whatever picks. We, I know we give up a lot of them for, for James Harden. Harden. Yeah. But I think a Joe Harris, Nick, Nicholas Claxton for him, I don't think that's like that bad of a deal. I got these scenarios for Sabonis and Turner. You you guys mentioned the Hornets and the Mavericks as potential destinations for Miles Turner. I said I'm Blazers. not sure if you guys said the Mavericks. Actually, I think I just brought Miles Turner for Miles Turner. Really, Blazers. even with KP, I'll tell you why in a bit. For Miles Turner, you guys talked about the Hornets fit. You guys talked about uh, the Nets fit as well. I think these three. Teams, you talked about the Blazers briefly. What about the Knicks? You giving up? So Mitch? you're done you're with done Mitch. Yes, I, I told him to give up on this years ago. Man. man, before the season, he was Defensive Player of the Year. So what's going? Like, like what's the I difference, like bro? He posted on yeah, his story the other day that he had a positive plus minus. Therefore, he had a positive impact <laughs> on the court. <laughs> oh, oh God, bro. Yeah, I I think Miles Turner would fit the Knicks better. Yeah, but I, I want to give you guys this hypothetical trade. As you guys are talking about Sabonis, I love the Mavericks thing because. 
I want to see three Europeans on one team. I think the optics of it just look pretty Definitely. cool. Memphis Grizzlies. Should the Grizzlies go after DeMontis Sabonis? If I'm Memphis and I offer you a trade and I say, I'll give you Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks, give me Sabonis. Nope. I can't, I, I can't trade Dylan Brooks right now. He's their best I'm gonna defender. You, I'm going to tell nah, you why. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I play in the Western Conference. I have to see Paul George and Kawhi four times a year. I have to see LeBron four times a year. I have to see guys like Devin Booker three, four times a year. Donovan Mitchell three, four times a year. I need Dylan Brooks. I need it. Perimeter defense is very important in the West. He's been very crucial for this run. that. And we are already one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I need it. For now. I ain't doing that. You got anybody else? It's like Jaron Jackson, too. It's like you you play the five. He can play the five. Okay. All right. How tall is Jaron Jackson? 6'11". He grew. Really? Really? He grew. Came in he just doesn't nine. move like a 6'11". He's weird. He's been balling these last couple of games, though. He's Can't nice. do it, so though. Sabonis is 6'11", too. And they move different. You see how just a different variation of big men? Nah, I can't do it, bro. Dylan Brooks is crazy. So what if Memphis just offers some of the young players they have? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe like a Tyus Jones or somebody. Oh, yeah. Like it, that. It, I feel like Jaren like Jer- Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, and John Morant for a Sabonis, I feel like I, I wouldn't want to do it. Everybody else, though, is up for game. Maybe not Desmond Bain either because he offers a spacing. No, you can't trade Desmond shooting. What's the most a team would be willing to give up for Sabonis? I don't think there's that much. I feel like draft capital. Players is tough, though. Is it? Or just him? What do you mean by that? (laughs) I don't think think trading for a player is tough. I just think certain players. No, no. I mean, like, exactly what I'm saying. Like, giving up players for Sabonis (laughs) is. Yeah. Like if I'm if no, I'm definitely. Pacers, especially I just if, be looking at him, I was just like, damn. <laughs> I know that isn't his most flattering pick by any means. That being bad, said, man. it's tough, especially if you're saying that you think Indiana should rebuild in the draft. Excuse me. He's what, only 25. He's no, not he's still old. a young ball player. <laughs> Which is hilarious. We're talking about him like he's old. I know he's only 25. Bro. Am I wrong to say he's a poor man's Jokic? Like, yeah. I I didn't acknowledge it. But do you understand the sentiment behind that? Poor nope. man's Jokic. No. Really? Can you explain it? Okay. I didn't. Jokic can pass the ball very well, rebound very well, can score pretty well. Now, Sabonis can basically do all those things except not as great as Jokic. Poor man Jokic. Jokic is a better, way better jump shooter, too. We we, we, live in, we letting that go? That's exactly what it means, though. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like a poor man's Jokic is disrespectful to Jokic. I feel like he's well, so much lower than no. Jokic. I feel a like poor man's Jokic is like legitimate. Like Sabonis? Yeah. His father. Arvidas? Yeah. I'll tell you what, basically exactly what I said is pretty spot on. I'm complimenting Jokic for being superior in everything except Sabonis does what Jokic does at not at a lower near, level. Exactly. Wow. Somebody said Sabonis to Washington. I did see that also. And they said Miles Turner should replace Steven Adams in Memphis. That'd be that would be tough. Yeah, that is very, very nice. He doesn't offer the passing Stephen Adams offers. No, though. and I agree with that. That's actually one of the things that I said for my assessment with the Memphis. Are you uh, with what, but what... what Passing defense, are you like Steven Adams is a great screener, too? Yeah, that's true. I mean, but yeah, that's tough, man. But Miles can offer you the defense, the shooting, just not the passing. Somebody said, and he's younger. Somebody says a bonus is a more offensive dad young. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. That made me laugh. Low key, though. Low key, though. Low key, though. Damn. I don't yeah. know. Sabonis is a tricky player. Indiana's in a tough spot, but I think they'll be able to figure it out, you know, because they have players that they can give up. I feel like Miles Turner is going to be easy to move. When they've had easy. top picks in the draft, at least in the lottery, they've usually hit on those players. Mm-hmm. Roy Hibbert, Paul George, 
Yeah. They've hit on those players before. PG was what pick? 13, 14th. 10th. 10th. Mm-hmm. Lotto. That's firm. That's so Fresno. firm. <laughs> Fresno State boy. We're starting a new segment for a basketball episodes called This Week in the NBA. Since we do one basketball show a week, there are a lot of stuff that goes on in the NBA. And sometimes they're they're not all on the topic list, but maybe you guys notice something that you want to talk about that's not on the list. So this week in the NBA, Drew, what did you see? Listen, man, it's pretty obvious. Me and Riv, this is his boy, one hundred percent. Go ahead. Sorry, before you, Isaiah Thomas has just assigned, uh, just signed with the league in the G League, so he's in the G League now. With what team? I didn't really want to read it. I didn't care that much, but All I just right. wanted to let right. you know because I know you're an Isaiah guy. So. Yeah, man, happy for him, man. Yeah. for real. <laughs> Yo, Steph Curry is going to break Ray Allen's three point record. If not tonight, most definitely next game. He's ten threes behind Ray Allen. Uh, Ray Allen had 1,300 games for him to get to. Uh, let me let me check this out really quick. Uh, 2,973 threes. In 786 games, Steph has hit t- uh, 2,964 threes. Now, my ultimate question is, do we think that this three-point record that Steph Curry will inevitably have and will end up having for years to come, do you think this is going to be the most unbreakable record in NBA history? No. I think with the volume, the, the volume increasing, and I think guys like, you know, J- Trey Young could probably break it, not because he's a better three-point shooter, just because of the volume of threes he make. I think when Steph did it, he kind of did it a little bit late in his career. Like, he started to up the volume of threes he takes towards late in his career. So I think now with guys coming in, there's definitely a chance where it can be. I don't think it's going to be one of the most number. I think, honestly, the one that might be – the, the record that might not be that might not be unbreakable is probably like when LeBron breaks the scoring record. record. Yeah, I think that would be the one before the three point. I think somebody else could definitely do it. It's like here, I'm trying to look at the three points made right now. You have Harden right now at twenty five oh nine. I'm going off active players that I'm seeing off the top of my top of my head. All right, twenty five oh nine with Harden and nine hundred and three games. So that's about 120 less than, excuse me, 120 more than Steph Curry. You have Damian Lillard who has like 80 games less than than Steph Curry, and he has him clean by 800 threes. Mm. I feel like when it's all said and done, Curry has, and you're, would you guys say you have probably three years of Curry in his prime, being the best Curry he can be, three years? He could push it forward. He'll, him, still, he'll still be an all-star caliber player until he's like 37. Is it, it's, so I'm trying to what, – what is his average three-pointers made in a season? Is it around 300? Yeah. As of lately? Yeah. At least. So let's say we multiply three times three seasons. So that's what? 900 threes. Mm-hmm. So he would be at about 3,800. Um, then let's say he could be a Ray Allen type player mm. towards the end of his career. Yep. Let's add on an extra – 250. No, nah, I was, I was saying like the hunt. Okay, I was going to say like the 150 to 200. So let's give it how many years after that do we think he'll stick around? I mean, if he's a corner type specialist. Steph has so said he Curry, doesn't want to play that. He doesn't long, want though. to, really. Curry, yeah. Curry has made 3.8 threes per game for his entire career. <laughs> All right, let's do this math really quick. All right. You're going to get the number he's currently 3.8 times 82, let's say. 311. That would be around his average of a season. 311. You don't think at 20 years old, if Trey Young does this 15, 16 more seasons, he can't break? I don't think Trey Young's as efficient that he can't be Steph Curry. Or he doesn't have to be efficient. He just has to have the volume. 
Personally, I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. I think he could if because if Steph wasn't. How many threes is Trey Young hitting? I'll tell you in a bit. Okay, go ahead. I think Steph, Steph, his MVP years when we started to see the threes take it to a different level. So I think Trey started that early in his career. So I think you know what I'm saying. I think he Trey's could at two point five a game. So and and Steph's we round both of them three to four. four. Yeah, three, three to four, four, four basically. So I think Trey he's probably gonna play do this longer because obviously he started earlier. So. I think he can do that, honestly. So that's what you saw. Drew, what did you see, Riff? Oh, for me, this is easy. All the Zion pictures. You know, I, I'm very confused. Everybody's showing pictures of Zion being fat. He's you know, not even Zion being overweight. And then I see this random picture the other yeah. day of Zion being mad skinny. But really mainly just Zion's injury setting him back. You know, him being shut down. I think this is insane. I think Zion's career is taking a big hit. These injuries. And I feel like... Walking into the draft, you know, I feel like these. Yo, no, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say. He was talking crazy before. If you're about to say the same thing, I'm not gonna say the same thing. Why say it. Keep the same energy. Keep the same energy, though. But the heat, because okay. that's how you feel. Okay, we were in the car, and I said before the draft, I would have took Jod number one. That's what I said. I've said that before. This is not a mystery. They know that. I've said that before. I would have took Jod at number one. Now, in hindsight, you look at it. One guy is always injured. The other guy. As the Grizzlies competitive, so I feel like the Grizzlies are fine with their pick. But nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Zion was on a historic pace in his career, and now you look at it, and he has he's missed more games now than he's played. So I think you know that's something that definitely needs to be taken. Like the Pelicans, not only does Zion, I don't even think he wants to be there, but he's not even healthy enough to play. So that's gonna hurt him down the line because he's still really young. Something that I saw that was. Kind of disrespectful this week in the NBA was um I don't know if you guys caught Lavar Ball's comments on Lamelo Ball asking Michael Jordan for Facts. any advice. Uh-huh. Uh, Lavar Ball basically went on a rant saying that man Michael Jordan played in the nineties he can't tell my son anything about today's <laughs> game he's one of the worst executives in the NBA he's starting to get traction because of my boy and it's like I don't know whether like I feel like Lavar made some valid points but in terms of being a basketball player I don't know how you can ask someone who's universally regarded as a top two basketball player of all time, how you can't pick his brain, how you can't pick his mind. And just a statement like that, another thing to piggyback off this is I have doubts of Lomelo Ball really staying long-term with the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. I think his brand and what he is and his fandom, I think it's just much bigger than the Charlotte Hornets organization. Mm. And with those comments being said about like from about Michael Jordan from his father, who has a lot of hot takes, I, I, I question the longevity of, Lamella Ball staying with this franchise. So I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think that's an outlandish statement. And I think that that could ruffle some feathers in the organization, especially coming from, like, from Michael Jordan's camp. I think when you look at Jordan pre Lamelo, he sucked. Terrible. But I think that's where he of, was right. I think as of lately, though, even with Gordon Hayward signing, when people thought it wasn't a good move, <laughs> you I think, think Kemba question. was bad. Terry Rozier. Thank you. Kemba wasn't bad. He no. was a good pick, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I, but I, I, MJ, I don't think he made that pick, if I'm not mistaken. But uh-huh. he, I could be wrong. But I'm saying as of lately, Gordon Haywood, I think, was a good signing in hindsight. Terry, Terry Rozier, I think, was a good Great signing in hindsight. Kelly Oubre, Bridges. right now, as it looked like it was an okay signing. Mm-hmm. Bridges was a good pick. P.J. Washington was a good pick. So mm-hmm. I think as of lately, he's, he's been getting better. Like, he's learning. He's been getting better. It's, it's yeah. been a learning curve for him. You know, he started young. Not young, but he's, he was fresh to this yeah. and he's a billionaire so whatever LeVar is saying doesn't really make sense because he's a billionaire and then how do you feel about the comments about him not being able to pick the mind of probably the greatest People basketball player in today's player game, game still pick MJ's brain and try to so he's a weirdo he averaged like two points I don't know what he's talking People about People are trying to say they're starting a, a promotion for a new uh, 
baller brand shoe. What do you think? It's going to be People still wear those? <laughs> it, yeah. make, it makes sense. <laughs> it may, it's a great marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you what, though. Thinking about what you said about you don't think that Lamella will stay long term. Well, not that I don't think I have fears that of okay, him which, stay committing long term. I'm just I'm just gonna comment on that. Uh-huh. I feel like Charlotte culture is underrated in the grand scheme of things. You have obviously J Cole, that type of th- that presence that he brings and to the Charlotte. Baby. The, the, the baby, baby is yeah. unfortunately <laughs> the canceled. He beat like, all the games. He he had a lot of traction before that, but you the culture in Charlotte is a lot different than how we perceive it in New York because obviously we're in the we're the lit. grandest stage and the, the biggest media market in the world. Who's we're more lit? New, New York. York. Okay. Let's before you the continue, media. let's hold on. Let's break okay. this up a little bit. Okay. Wait, New York's You're not more not, lit no, than no, NC. No, 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 wait, wait. You're not more lit. The Knicks are more lit. The Nets are not. Let's, bro, we're talking about the lights. Oh, no, we're talking about the teams. Yeah, bro. no, no. About- Brooklyn stop. <laughs> What are we talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Brooklyn is one of the best yeah. boroughs in New York. Now nah, you, 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 but you that's not, but not the Mecca. But you trying to say that the lifestyle is definitely up there. The Manhattan, yeah, lifestyle is amazing. How about my? How about a team like Miami, like a high market team? Oh yeah, that's what I'm getting to. But you try to say we. What do you mean? I'm saying we like because we live around the area. I'm not talking about the franchises. Yeah, we live around. New York. Yeah. You live around the Knicks. Yeah. I guess, yeah. You don't live around you Brooklyn, trying to, bro. You trying to spark some controversy. Nah, he is. Whatever, he is. Though. I don't like how you, you try know, to take that credit. His team start winning a couple games, you know. He, so oh, good. I don't like how you try to take some so credit. Good. You know what I'm saying? Bro, Barclays is the same distance from from, Basically. from here than MSG is. Yeah, you trying to violate right now. Okay. I mean, Actually, we look, as a Nets fan, we all know it's the Knicks, a little deeper. Barclays is deeper. It's 25 minutes from there. Barclays is deep. It's 25 minutes from MSG, yeah, bro. Far. I'm just saying. From MSG is what I'm saying. From I'm just saying, like, don't, don't, don't make but, this but a you, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I'm not making. I'm not. Because Brooklyn you, ain't the Mecca. That's where you completely, like, you're making you're making it out to be something oh, that has uh, nothing uh, to do uh, with teams. Uh, I'm talking about the lifestyle, everything, and higher market. I feel like he belongs. I feel like I could see him there. You going into the teams. I mean, JC, you know how Riv is, man. I like that. And this is going to get into my this week in the NBA. Shout out to Brandon Boston, 27 against Boston. He was picked in the second round, was projected to be a top 10 pick, but then slipped because he didn't have a great season at Kentucky. Now with the Clippers, I mean, he's looking really damn good. Trey Young also needs some love. I feel like we we can start having that debate of whether or not Trey Young is better than You're Luka. crazy. No, me you can have okay. that debate. For what? Trey it, being better than Luca. Oh, oh, oh. You could. This is just somebody else. I, I think whoever you go with is close. And that's so one of the more Trey fair trades. So you're basically history. telling us that Trey is becoming a top seven, eight player in the NBA. That's Absolutely. what you're saying. Okay. Absolutely. He's a beast. His shot creation and playmaking ability. Trey and Trey Young has led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, oh, that, now you're that, now you're yo, that, 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 that's what's going on right now. I don't know. What's going on right now? He called I, it a fluke. I was confused. Wait, but I do have a question too. You're taking Trey clean over Dame. Yes. Right now, yes. Yeah, right now, I'm taking a trail over Dame. Well, just even if I think it's a fluke, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It, oh, that still happened. Okay. So I have to acknowledge what happened. Uh, the Zion weight reports, you mentioned it. I think Ben Simmons, these trade talks are heating up. And it, in our Indiana segment, we didn't even name a trade for Ben Simmons. Maybe Ben Simmons goes to Indiana and they get back somebody. Up, it would have messed up what I'm going to say later when you ask what's the trade that you want to happen so I can say it. I'll tell you what, okay. Sabonis for Ben would be interesting. I was thinking more like Levert or something. I, I say I say Sabonis is interesting because you know what? That's basically, 
Obviously, Ben gives way better defense. He's more athletic than than Sabonis, but Sabonis' facilitating would be what I feel like if if I'm Philly, I want to try and replace that. If anything, like clearly that we ha- we have pretty solid defenders. Maxi has taken a, a huge step in his game in terms of guard play. You 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 bring back basically the same size, and now you bring in a a point forward who can facilitate on top of at least extend outside of the the uh, the paint. Excuse me. It's also been reported that the Warriors view James Wiseman as a star, and there's, they're probably not going to trade him. They need to think like that because they passed up on LaMelo. I think Wiseman's going to be huge for them. I think so, too. When he, when, once, once, once he gets Hopefully. healthy. I'm wrong? They passed up on LaMelo, but in hindsight, they're fine. They're so fine. I think, yes, they are obviously fine because the number one seed or number two, whatever they are right now. But regardless of that, you pass up on LaMelo, who Anthony Edwards is great. I'm still taking LaMelo. This week in the NBA also, the Rockets lost, but they continued their win streak. It got up to what? Six seven or seven games. games? Seven, seven games? Seven and one. Yeah. And you, Riv, you had a lot of... Uh-oh. You had a lot of mean stuff to say about Garrison Matthews. No, oh, I take everything to the chin. Oh, and that's what I respect. Garrison Matthews during that win streak was averaging 16 points per I seen, game. I seen, shooting I seen like about 45% from three. I got, I got three. added by this uh, uh, enemy of mine on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I got added, so... Are you gonna are you gonna expose them or not? Who's nah, that? nah, nah. He he knows who he is. He knows who he is. Okay, right. but um, yeah, Garrison Matthews did his thing. I apologize. Uh, uh, I can admit that on the live. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? I'm a man of my word. Use him in 2K. No, <laughs> I dropped I dropped 30 with him in 2K. Did you really? Yeah, I did. 30. He yeah. took like 40 shots. Because <laughs> <laughs> the shot creation sucks in that game, bro. I took OD shots of Garrison Matthews. But that was this past week in the NBA. Those are the things that we thought stood out to us the most. And I like that segment, to be honest with you. You should do that like every single week. The NBA is, a, is a, there's a lot of stuff that goes on week to week. Sure. So it, it's a great Definitely. idea to Beautiful highlight world. things that probably don't deserve an entire segment, but still deserve really to quick, be talked yeah. about. Rudy Gobert, it's, it's been feeling like he's been public enemy number one. I'm not too, I'm not quite sure what started it all. Joe Ingles talked about it and he thinks it's because of the COVID thing and everybody thinks he's the one that, you know, was the reason why these leagues shut down. Rudy Gobert is quietly a three-time defensive player of the year. He quietly has all of these accolades, yet he gets treated like he's just another guy in the NBA when he's been a huge part to the Utah Jazz's success. Now, I want to ask you, do you think Rudy Gobert gets way too much disrespect? Where do you see him amongst the top players in the NBA? And... Yeah, what is what are your thoughts on Rudy? <laughs> I think, you know, I think Rudy falls in the line with analytics versus hoopers. You know, I think he falls into that into that battle. But because I think analytics back him up so much, and I think hoopers don't respect him. You know, even with Pat Bad comments, he doesn't guard the best players. So I don't think, bro, shut up. It, it's not just <laughs> like it's not just about guarding the best players. Kawhi doesn't always guard the best players. Draymond doesn't always guard the best players because perimeter defense is important, but it's not the most important thing. Defense isn't everything thing. It's about you're like a safety on the court. It's about controlling your t- team defense is I think it's more impactful than perimeter defense because that's just a solo thing. Mm-hmm. You can have perimeter defenders, but I think a guy who can control his whole team on defense like a Draymond, like a Rudy Gobert, I think those guys really impact teams because they make you see the team when Rudy Gobert's off the floor. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Mm-hmm. But when he's on the floor, they're historically, beautifully, magically great on defense. So I think, you know, like I said, this falls into the line of 
analytics versus hoopers. You know what I'm saying? You think Rudy Gobert, he averages, what, 12 points? People think, oh, he shouldn't be this. He shouldn't be that. I think people just forget there's a whole other side of the game. It's not just offense and putting the ball in the hoop. There's defense. Defense matters. Defense is why some of these teams don't win, because especially these young teams. They don't play defense. Rudy Gobert, like you said, quietly has won three-time defensive player of the year. You know who did stuff like that? Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard was viewed as a top-five player in the league. He didn't score that much, but he was viewed as a top-five player in the league. He went to the finals. He changed the game. And Rudy Gobert may not be as good as Dwight, but he nonetheless has changed the game for his team. And he's put his team in comfortable positions every year to make the playoffs, to make deep runs. Now, you can say what you want last year about him being a liability against the Clippers. Okay, but you can also say Utah hasn't built good enough defenders around him so that he can not only so he can stop doing everybody's job for them which he's elite at by the way so I think you know guys like that just hate on Rudy Gobert for no reason I view him as a top 20 player in the NBA I think he's in that discussion he has to be his defense is just so much better than a lot we put we put guys who are in the top 10 top 15 with no defense for example I'm not saying He's better, but Trey Young, no defense, but his offensive game is so much great that we put him in that discussion. So I think Rudy Gobert, his defense matches a lot of guys' offensive game. So I think he should definitely be at least a top 20 player in the NBA. So the initial question, are people mad or holding like a vendetta against Rudy Gobert? I don't know if I would go out and say that people are mad at Rudy Gobert still. Why do you think people don't give Rudy Gobert the credit that he he deserves? 100%. Listen. Ultimately, what I think it comes down to, and me personally, obviously, someone who watches the game, who appreciates the game, can appreciate a guy who is very technical and very meticulous at what he does best. And that Rudy Gobert, in terms of rebounding, he's arguably the best rebounder in basketball right now. Shot blocking, arguably the best blocker in basketball, arguably the best defender. Right now, he has the second highest uh, uh, defensive rating. But I think what it comes down to, he's not the most exciting to watch. And it does not help that he plays in Utah. Say what you want about Utah. Listen, we love Utah. Utah has done a great job in supporting us. Public media or mainstream media, excuse me, does not find Utah appealing. And in terms of them translating that into broadcasting Gobert's game or even Donovan Mitchell's game, they refuse to. As great as Gobert has been, Gobert has been, I think his player efficiency rating ranks ninth right now in the NBA. He's been spectacular. But because he's not the most exciting, people aren't paying attention to him. And I feel it's unfair because you look at back in the day and, and, and people's game were, were so much more refined, but they didn't necessarily have to be the most flashy. All they cared about was winning. Nowadays, if you're not showing something flashy on Instagram, if you're not getting a highlight dunk, people really don't care about what you're doing. Look at a Steph Curry. Look at a Jimmy Butler. Steph Curry has changed the way that people watch basketball, has changed the way that people play basketball. He's a 6'3 dude that could shoot the lights out of a basketball. He's entertaining to watch. Jimmy Butler, he's entertaining to watch, but more so he has a personality that you can just gravitate towards. Gobert isn't winning a popularity contest. What he cares about is playing basketball at the highest level that he can. And ultimately, that's what it takes a toll on how people perceive him or how people want to judge who he is as a basketball player. It's not more so about a skill, but how so you can relate to him to a degree. And I feel like that's where 
I feel a disconnect towards mainstream media and actually caring about what a player does on a basketball court. I think I think the the cycle of disrespect towards Rudy Gobert stems from his contemporaries first and foremost. We saw an All Star weekend at, uh, or All Star break last year when LeBron James and Kevin Durant, or I think it was LeBron James, made a controversial statement saying, "Like, bro, nobody uses the Jazz in two K. Like, who uses the Jazz?" And I felt like LeBron saying that with how much impact he has, kind of neg- negatively uh, painted Rudy Gobert in like this type of or the Jazz in general in like a wrong light. Um, Rudy Gobert is not the most flashy player. He does average twelve points. He doesn't really have a post game. He can't really shoot. But like he said in his interview, he doesn't really care what anybody thinks. He knows what he's on the court for. And when he's on the court, he's and and I'm one of them. I was a person that up until last year, I, I'll say it. I thought it, this is going to sound crazy, but there was a time where I was debating Riv who was better between Sabonis and Rudy Gobert. That's how much disrespect I had yeah, towards Rudy wilding. Gobert. I was wild. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I, I, I take it. I was wilding. That's how much disrespect I had. But when I started to check the statistics and the awards and his impact on defense, it's just it, like I've seen I've seen people have Rudy Gobert as a top 10 player solely because of his defense, how game changing his defense is. I think in basketball, I'm pretty sure I think they had him as a top 15 player in the NBA just solely based off defense. That's a great channel to watch if you want to like get in tune with basketball. But other than that, I mean, Rudy Gobert style of play, like like these guys said, I mean, it, it's not the most flashy, but. It, but his defense gets the job done. And to Rivers' point, I mean, Utah doesn't really have the collection of that good defenders. Like, you have Royce O'Neal, who is probably guarding your best wing. He's undersized. They're going to get to the paint on him. I'm going to keep it on. He gets cooked a lot. He gets cooked a lot. And that's that's a guy that's like, a, like when I Their watch— premier defender. He's yes, an above-average defender. Yeah, it's, it's sad to say because he's, he's an above-average defender, and he's undersized. So I think, you know— I kind of get Giannis vibes from this because not a lot of players started respecting Giannis. I think for Rudy Gobert to reach that type of level, I think I think Rudy Gobert would have to win a championship because other up until last year, nobody nobody in the NBA was really respecting Giannis and his you know, Giannis in his game. You know At least I, Pierre Hoopers weren't. I hate and we have to you know this this new NBA right these new guys we have to stop getting mad at centers because they can't guard the perimeter. Like that—that's one of the things that boggles my mind. We get upset when centers can't guard perimeter players, and it's like that's not a really a knock on them. They're a center, you know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. not really supposed. Not everybody can be a Bam, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody could be an Anthony Davis, Facts. but not everybody can be a Rudy Gobert. You know what I'm saying? There's just different levels. He may not be, you know, this offensive machine, but in terms of rim protecting, help defense, he's one of the best all time. Defensive rebounding, all, all time. You yeah, know, not many guys can say that. Mm-hmm. Like he's up there. With the Hakeem's in terms of numbers, he's up there with the Hakeem's and the you know Dwight Howard's in terms of in terms of elite rim protection mm-hmm. and help side defense, shot alterations like he's he is like that for real. So mm-hmm. I, I just I don't get it. You know, even in this comment section, oh trade cat for Rudy Gobert, oh Aiden for Rudy Gobert, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you, Aiden for in Rudy terms Go- of Ray just the regular season, crazy. the Utah Jazz wouldn't be as good. Without Rudy Gobert, you can say in certain playoff situations he wouldn't be playable. That's understandable. That's that's some that's some bigs. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of playing up, like in terms of regular season, how they've been consistently great, you can't knock them. It's no way you can. Gobert means more to the Jazz than Donovan Mitchell. I'm asking. Oh, oh I think you were saying ah, defensively, uh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, that's what, that's without a doubt. In terms of you take everything into account, who means more? I think you have to go Donovan. Really. And there's no strings attached to that. That's purely what you believe. 
I think you have to go down just because it's basic. When he walked in, mm-hmm. they instantly became true. They went to a, the a dangerous round. team, true. you know. And his scoring, as of right, like his scoring is so dynamic and D Wade like you have to, you know, say he's just a. I, I think I don't think it's like a. I agree. Like no, no, no like I agree. That. I agree. But I think it's just a little bit. I would go probably a little bit Donovan just because his scoring in the playoff time. You need that guy who can go get a bucket. I think Donovan is that type of guy. I just think they complement each other well. For sure, Rudy Gobert. The part of the reason, part of the reason why I think he gets disrespected is because fans, NBA fans, they don't value rebounding and defense. If I told you somebody averages twenty three and five, and somebody else averages fifteen and fifteen. You'd probably think the twenty three and five guys better, just because we value scoring to that level. And you made an excellent point. You have these players who are pure scorers, and I'll mention one, Bradley Beal. Last year, he averaged thirty because he averaged thirty. Although he was one of the the league's worst graded defenders, people would automatically put Beal over Gobert strictly because of offense. But when we talk about defense, it doesn't matter what chart you look at. Any single advanced analytic stat or even basic stat, when you watch, when you look at these defensive stats and charts, Rudy Gobert is the most impactful and the most effective, and it's not even close. Yep. So for a guy that's a top two, top three defender in the NBA, his offense might not be a top tier. It's he's not. not he's not a top tier offensive guy. Yeah, he's not. But people have to realize that there's more to offense than just scoring, and just because he. Just because he averages like 15 points doesn't mean he doesn't create opportunities for others because in his rim runs, he creates a lot of open three-point shots. And it, it's funny because it, it makes you wonder what would guys say to players like Ben Wallace, Dennis Rodman, if they Great. played right now. Like guys who had no offensive ability, but defensively they were masterpieces. You know what I'm saying? Like ben, someone like Mark Eaton. Yeah, like right. what would they say to these guys that Maybe just Eaton. had no offense and just were strictly defensive players? Like what would this new this NBA with all the Twitter and Instagram and the jokes and the giggles? Dennis Rodman, I think, averaged at one point like three points. Like, but he had like a twenty board game. You 25. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he I was he was ridiculous. Ben Wallace, he didn't offer any any he offense. He never scored double digit in his career. Yeah, and it's I'm just it's crazy to me how people just like you said view scoring as the end all be all. And I think that's the It's more Hooper, entertaining. The Hooper know? versus and analytics thing. And I think it, it in large part is to guys on Twitter who just run up and oh yeah, he has the bag. He's different because he can put the ball in the back. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's like a whole other side of the game that we just forget about. And I think that's what's missing in the NBA. And and we talked about this um last year when when Beal was averaging thirty He's only doing that because he's on a bad team. Now that the Wizards are competitive, he's, he's averaging to, like what twenty three. Yeah, he's back a to game. him. Are we not going to give Russell Westbrook a little bit of credit for that? No, because he did it the year before. He did it after. He did he average thirty the year before? He did it too? twice. He did, he did, he did it did. with him and then without. Yeah, he okay, did. All right. so stop it. All right, I will apologize. <laughs> so stop it. Stop Lakers it. fans love to mention. Yeah, here you go. Now, no, no. Lakers <laughs> fans like to defend Westbrook because everyone else likes to slander him, and you he's guys been defend anybody that's on your team until he leaves. Nah, listen. I was I you was guys were defending Kuz and then Kuz left and Whoa. now you hate him. I ever, Not you. I said you guys. You, I'm speaking you. for gen- thank general. Thank you. In general. Thank you. Because I was about to get tight. Rudy Gobert had 17 points and 21 boards against Embiid, and held Embiid to 19 and nine. Talk eight about for 18 it. Shooting. Talk 19 about and nine. Talk I about just it. I, I just did. I just named you the stat. Talk about it. So another guy, Embiid, just just choked it up last year. Are you taking year. Gobert and oh, Gobert the, Embiid? Stop. Answer the question. Stop. Why are you asking me that? 
Not even <laughs> but, but a one on one, we see what he can do to I him. I don't care about no. Bro, he's way me better that. than him. Why you asking me that? Come on. He's he's better than obviously because his offensive game is just. He's, so he's, he's the lead on defense. Lead on defense too. <laughs> I, I agree. What's wrong with this guy? But Gobert can take him out of a game. Bro, that's like comparing Hakeem to Mark Eaton. I swear to God, that's just like it's that. It's just one Mark game, Eaton. though. It's one Come game. On it's one game, bro. Come on, bro. That's really what you just did. Yeah, it's not close. It is one game, so fair enough. Yeah. Oh, he he's probably had other games where, you know, he's done his thing, too, but... In a series, I think Embiid would do his thing. Again. Oh, yeah. I think he'll be fine. I don't yeah. think he'll be like remember taking said, up. Remember you said uh, Rudy could lock up Jokic? I can't. How did OG. that go? Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> he, he did it to me. <laughs> he like, crazy. Rudy could lock up Jokic. Now, he said Jokic was easy to take out the game that he had no like did problem he, he, seeing he, Rudy he, take he him heard, out. Like, it's like he heard me, and then he just he went out there and started on him. bugging. <laughs> I think fun. there's something with you and certain players that you're just super biased towards. And oh my sometimes God, yes. I think we all are. Yeah. No, we all we all, we all definitely are. Make that for assessment. you, it's the Rockets, though. Garrison Matthews, <laughs> he going back to this the guy Alperin Shengun, he wasn't high on him. I just hate he's looking that. like baby Jokic right oh, now. Oh, apparently uh, MB got uh, taken out of that game with injury. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I, hate, I just hate the Rockets, and I think that's a credit to you. Oh, why do you hate the Rockets? Because of uh, James Harden, Chris Paul, even before that, just. Ongoing battles with Steph that just made me hate him, and I hate Rockets fans and PJ Tucker fans. So come on, bro, what's wrong with PJ Tucker fans? It's like who cares? It's PJ He's Tucker. the only one I know. It's literally PJ Tucker. You, you you know what it is, bro? You wasn't on the show in That's the beginning, facts. so That's it's facts. like you didn't hear the nonsense he would or all the years. <laughs> what we did have like the, the rant about just the, the constant nonsense. That's so. his boy, though. Respectable. Or the constant sending audio messages screaming Tucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm thinking it's unimportant. Yeah. I hear Tucker. I'm like, come on, bro. Like that's crazy. It's cool though. You know, you've been watching Shangun though do his thing. We just text yo. What's wrong with you? We just texted about <laughs> yo, the other baby, day. He's baby Akeem. What? What? He's baby Akeem. What the hell is wrong? See, this is why I get mad. This is exactly <laughs> oh what it God. is, bro. bro I'm just, you didn't see that. That. Uh, nah, that he's tough. He's tough. Facts. He's tough though. Come on. I'm not gonna. I don't know about All Star. We're gonna. We're gonna wait and see. Let's give more <laughs> he minutes. All Star. He's been. You know, it's funny in the offseason when we did these draft analysis things. I was like, here we go. He won Turkish League MVP and Rev's like. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I still don't care. But I, he's he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He's like, it's not going to translate. It's we got to see. It's been all right. He's a rookie still. Yeah, like, so give him his credit. Fact. No, but I'm saying like to be a rookie and to still. We've seen rookies flame off. True. Michael Carter Williams. Tyreek Evans. I was about to say him. Oh, my God. Him too. Tyreek Evans. Yeah, we've seen Rick, Johnny Flynn. Michael yeah. Carter. You said Michael Carter uh, Williams. Bro won the whole rookie of the year and then flamed we out. We all thought he was going to be nice. Pat will <laughs> don't do that. Oh no, <laughs> RJ Barrett. Old. He wasn't good his rookie season. He was better his sophomore, and now he stinks. <laughs> so what's what are we doing here? He does kind of. Now nah, I wouldn't say he stinks. I'm not gonna say he stinks. He stinks. He's inconsistent. That's stinks. what he is. Today's stinks. show is sponsored by you guys, 10K Ooh, subscribers. Okay, that's for y'all. Yeah, but th- th- we have this because of them. That's a fact. Yeah. Most importantly, because of them. And that's why we have to be super honest. You know, this is what gets the bills paid. DraftKings right here. You guys heard about DraftKings. They are one of the leaders in sports betting. And this month they have some great promos. New customers who who can just bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get it on NFL action by using DraftKings daily fantasy sports for a chance to win huge cash prizes. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I didn't know you use DraftKings as heavily as you do. Oh, yeah, man. I'll tell you what. We were, Joel, we, we, we uh, excuse me, we went to the Scene Hall basketball game and all my boys were talking about betting uh, because the Minnesota Vikings were playing the Steelers. And we spoke a little bit about having a little bit of segment of, uh, of bets. So what I like to do personally, I don't, I like, you know, sometimes the spreads are intriguing to me if I really think that a team's going to win, but mostly where I immediately go are to the player props. I do one bet every weekend. That if, I, if I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet a decent amount of money, but I'm only going to take one that I really feel for sure on. Usually, look, and I'm giving away my, my, my tips for you guys. Running back, wide receiver props. You go right to the rush attempts. More often than not, that's where the money is. Because early in the season, they had guys like Najee Harris, 14 attempts. Joe Mixon, 14 attempts. You could just find the ones that are just so glaringly obvious to you that you can hit on. What sucks is that in in Jersey for college sports, there was just a bill that was that was you know an attempt to get past that just got shut down like not even close. It was like ten percent to ninety percent. Like they want no parts of it where you could bet on college games in your state. Scene Hall, Rutgers. Now we would have made some decent money. Have we been allowed to do that? Because that day, both Rutgers and Seen Hall won. He wasn't taking Rutgers. C- no, no he way. Wasn't taking no way. Rutgers. But Seen Hall. <laughs> you would have took Seen Hall, no but you was no not way. taking C- Rutgers. Seen Hall plays different in Prudential. Yeah, but I know for a fact no, you wouldn't have taken no Rutgers. No way, because Hell. that was one of the luckiest shots. Hell. It, you wouldn't have taken it even before the shot. Like, but just, that's what it's just because, another thing, when it comes to sports betting, DraftKings loses a lot of money on the Yankees. Why? Because it's area. Uh, area dictated a lot of fans or a lot of where sports betting is allowed is new york in new york fans go crazy for the yankees they lose a lot of money on the yankees people would just automatically just bet money on ruckers to be uh purdue just because they're homers you know what i'm saying that's just the type of thing that could happen so just to get back to to the to the player props i feel like player props are safer you can judge a player more so than you can judge an entire team you know when a Jonathan Taylor is going to play against a bum team that he's going to go off for over 100. It's just you got to be mindful of the matchups. That's really all that it, is, that it is. But we've been using DraftKings for years now. I turned 21. Of course, you download FanDuel. You, dra- you, you download uh, DraftKings right away. But you quickly, quickly learn that FanDuel is the app to lose money. I got to get my DraftKings username gotta talk and, to them. and login. Gotta I got to I gotta get you, it back bro. up, bro. I don't have it up right now. I used to use it. When I was underage, and now they locked my account. I mean, <laughs> so I need to get it back. Listen, man, we promote them every single time we do an episode. We got to get you back in their good graces. But DraftKings, the app, that really is the go-to app. Every single one of my boys. That scene hall game. game that we went to was my first time going to a college basketball game. You went to one of the better ones, and too. I feel like I the energy in there it, it feels different. Because college kids are just crazy, you know what I'm saying? It's just that that type of energy you only get from kids. I literally looked at my son for two hours. I was so mad. But I was supposed to be at the game. <laughs> facts, and I, had to watch. I was so angry. I'm just watching the game and just looking at him like, bro, <laughs> Yo. you just got me so mad. I needed like, one night off from you, bro. You couldn't give me that? That's funny. So you think if we did a poll, right, and we asked all our fans who, whose side are we on, who do you think would win? Like, who's the most likable one here? 
Let's ask the chat right now. Say that one more time. What's the like question? We did a poll and we asked who's the most likable on the pod. Who do you think would win? That's such a, a weird question to say. Because <laughs> you would know. lose. That's why you guys. No, that. no. No, I think Person- Drew would yeah, win. I was going to say, would. I'm pretty personable. Yeah. I think Drew goes first, I go second, you go third, and JC goes last. Yo, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> nah, I'd probably go nah, last. Just kidding. Nah, nah low-key. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go Because you, you have that I don't care attitude, which is fine. You know what I mean? That's not a bad thing. That's just you. Gangster. But me, I mean, I try to... He's really smiling and liking hey, everybody. Hey. Weirdo. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I try to be friends with everyone. Before we go on to the next segment, we're going to answer some questions from you guys in the chat. Okay. So drop in some questions in the chat right now, in the live stream chat on YouTube. We are going to answer a couple, then move on to the very next segment. That's but it. yeah, it was my first time at, at a college basketball game, and it, it felt... It felt very energetic. It felt like something that I needed to experience. All right. Someone asked, are you taking Vucevic or Gobert? Like, this should be pretty universal. We're taking Gobert. What was the question? Vucevic or Gobert? <laughs> you know I'm taking. Gobert. Hey, yo, you, Bias all on, included. Bro. I'm taking Vooch. <laughs> Big Vooch, man. That's my boy. Come on. Nah, Drew doesn't have a son. That's Riv. Riv has a son. What the hell? Somebody <laughs> said. Somebody thought you. Somebody had a said son. Drew's the most likable because Aww. his smile is cute. Thanks. Who said that? You can find it's smile is like, <laughs> no, but that's smile is cute. I haven't seen that. Drew ha, uh, Drew for his amazing laugh. Yo, shout out! I won best laugh in high school. Okay, we got some. Though. We got some questions here. So, this is from Benny the Bully. We rank your top five shooting guards. I have Levine at three, but I want to know if I'm biased for that take. Well, your name is Benny the Bully, so you're a Bulls <laughs> fan. So automatically, we're gonna assume that that is biased. But I think Zach is still in the same place as he was, if I'm not mistaken. You got hard. I, I still consider Harden a two. I'm wilding for taking Levine over Mitchell. Do you take? Do you think Levine's better than Booker? <sighs> That's close. Then yes, man. you are wild. All right, yes. All right, I do think that I. So who's one? Are we saying Harden's a, a two, or are we saying that Harden's a probably one? Probably say he's a one now. So Kyrie would be two. But he hasn't played. So throw Kyrie. So I think Donovan is the best shooting guard in the league. All right, then I'd probably put Levine too. I got Donovan, Levine, Booker. Top Don- five though. You need top five. The top five. These bums. Oh, Shay, Jalen Brown. As Donovan, J- Jalen Brown got to be in there for, for me, me. Donovan, Levine, Booker, Beal, Beal. Ooh, Brown. Can't disrespect him. Beal Brown. No, Brown Beal. Pardon me. Brown Beal. Are we saying DeMar DeRozan is a, is a three now? He's not a two. He's a okay, three. okay. That's what I'm asking. All right. I think that's pretty fair, honestly. I'd probably go Mitchell. I'd probably go Levine, then Booker. Then probably Beal. Who was your fifth? I had Brown and Beal. SGA is knocking at the door. Ooh, I think I pro- Brown is better I probably would take Beal over Brown, though. Even though... Brown has been pretty great offensively this year, and his defense obviously is still solid. Ooh, man, that's close, actually. I think they're interchangeable, honestly. Well, I'm going to say tied at four, both Beal and Brown. And for you, JC? I'll probably say, I'll say D. Mitch, one. I'll say Devin Booker, two. Levine, three. Beal, four. And then it's kind of hard to for me to decide between Jalen Brown and SGA, but I would say, say Jalen Brown slightly. This one is... I agree with your guys' list, by the way. It, the order might be a little bit the same, those a little bit five, different, though. but I think those are the five. This question from Nat Nas the Toad: Should the Cavs <laughs> insist on keeping Sexton? If they get Levert, I don't think they should. I, I think yeah. the best thing for the Cavs to do is to get a guard that fits with Garland better, 
and I'm looking at size, like a six five, six six guard. If may, if you're lucky, a six seven one. But that's who I think they need to fit around Sexton, a, a wing defender also. At that I, I agree. Position. I think if Levert, you can bank on Levert and get Levert, then I think that's probably the next best move and just keep waiting on that Garland improvement year by year. I think Colin, you can kind of walk away from Colin. If not, though, obviously you keep him because I think they were fine with him at this point. They were still going to make the playoffs. But I think Levert is probably a better fit next to Garland. Or maybe they can find somebody else that's a better fit. Mm-hmm. But I think... If you can find a better fit, then you go and let Sexton walk. But if not, keep Sexton. I'll tell you what, man. Garland has had some games recently where he just blacks out. So it's not like you necessarily need Sexton for his offensive output, even though when healthy, I do think that Sexton's probably their best scoring option. But Garland has shown that he could be that number one option when he has the opportunity and the ball in his hand. And he's a solid facilitator as well. So... For the money that Sexton's going to want, listen, I have been a huge advocate of, of keeping Sexton, but this was before seeing Darius Garland be the guy and actually seize the moment. He has some moments where he has some hiccups, but that's any young player. But if he's showing me early on that he could score 30 in back-to-back nights and continue to be a strong facilitator and get that offense going, you don't necessarily need Sexton for his offensive output, especially for his size, not providing as much as you would like on defense, especially for a two-guard for for his physique and what he's limited in doing, for the money that he's going to want, I think that it's all right to move on. I mean, coming off the injury and, you know, even last year, I felt like Colin Sexton was the odd man out of Cleveland if anybody was going to leave. So I believe that, like, you know, if they can get Karis LeVert, then I would be fine with Colin Sexton walking. I mean, this is the same guy who put up 25 points per game and nobody batted an eye about it. Uh, but when he started playing with talent around him, his his averages dropped to 16 points per game, 17 around there. I think Karis LeVert could fill that void. He's taller. Karis LeVert's a better playmaker, a better rebounder. And I, I think he's a better fit just because Colin Sexton sometimes to me is proven to be too ball dominant and not have the IQ per se to read the next play. And I think Karis LeVert has all those qualities that Sexton doesn't have. So this next question is from Gregory Castillo. Will Joel apologize to Spurs Twitter if the Knicks finish with a worse record? The Knicks might not make the playoffs, but there's no way in hell the Spurs <laughs> finish with a better record than the Knicks. I won't have to apologize for that. But Joel, do. Joel, do you still think I still will not apologize? No, no. Not if somebody calls me out on it, I'm like, okay, man, I apologize. Sorry, I was wrong. Um, This is from... Wild Hot M, Joel, do you still think James Harden is better than Steph Curry? No, I hope he, you're yeah, I hope you're off that plane at this no, point. No, he's not. He that was a point he was though. Oh. Uh, yeah. I didn't believe ship so. Ship kind of sailed. Ship sailed a long time the ago. Ship sailed me. doesn't mean that what he wasn't at one point. When was he better than Steph? Harden's younger than Steph, correct? Uh, by a year. They're probably like about the same. Harden's thirty two. Okay. Right. Steph's thirty three. Yeah, yeah, so about a year. When was he better we've than seen Steph? Steph just get better. When was he time. better than Steph? Hold on. When was he better than Steph? He's gonna say 2018. 2018. Oh, okay. That's the only year you could say. When Steph played five games. That's and twenty fifteen. Five games. Twenty. No, that was um. They made the West Conference Finals, bro. Yeah. Talking about that year. Oh, when he played with KD. They won the championship. Talking about that year. when Harden won MVP. You talking about when Steph played with KD, right? That yes. was the KD year. Yes. Oh, when Steph averaged the most points on the team with KD and Clay. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You can have that year. You can have it. You said 2019 too? Listen, those are throwaway years for me personally. I don't even How about the year he averaged 36? 
Yeah, you can have that year. You can definitely sure. have in twenty fifteen. I felt like he should have beat Curry out in MVP. Race. Oh well, he did it. That's my opinion. He should have. Which one was, was the unanimous, the unanimous MVP? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. We're off. I hate, I hate, the, Curry was I hate that you should have because it didn't happen. So since it didn't happen, <laughs> Steph was better. And who won the Rick? Guess who got beat out in the WCF that year? That deaded all that MVP stuff. Harden and Steph played way better than him. So yeah, Steph did whatever. Steph played an injury. Thoughts played. on the Knicks Pat struggles the injury. Come on, and bro. Julius Randle. This hurt. is from Click Two AM. Well, I think the Knicks right now are struggling to find an identity. If I said it last pod, I think everything that could have went wrong went wrong. We paid Julius Randle. Thankfully, it wasn't a max deal. We paid him around what you would pay, you know, a, an above average starter in the NBA. I like that we gave. Randall, the contract that is team friendly, but RJ Barrett hasn't been looking too good. He had that one thirty point performance and since then hasn't had a, a game that great since then. And he's been shooting not too well, man. I just, I've, I've lost morale on the Knicks. You know, I don't think the season is over. We can still make a big time trade, but as of right now, I'm not really too confident in our direction. Now we're going to answer two more questions. Um, are you taking Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes for Rookie of the Year? I know you feel very passionate about this, Riff. <laughs> Why do you think that? Because I think you think Mobley is the one. I think Mobley is number one just because of the simple fact that his team is in the playoffs right now. And that, that in large part, is he's one of the main reasons for that. But I think Scotty's a close two. But I think Cade is on his way. Oh, D. I think he's Cade been, is creeping and buggy. he is on his way. If his yeah. team wasn't – his team really does do, suck. Do, but if his team – because I think Scotty and Evan Mobley, they're contributing to winning teams. And even though Toronto isn't as, like, you know, isn't a playoff lock, they're creeping in the playoffs in the play. And so I think that's going to keep. But Cade, like I told people, he didn't have a preseason. He didn't have a training camp. Give him time. He's got the time. Now he's starting to figure it out. And the points are starting to come. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to get. They're not playing him as a spot up. They're giving him the ball now. So, But Evan is clear one for me. Only thing I want to see from Cade is his efficiency go up. Right now he's at 38% from the field. 38%. Listen, you're 100% right. That being said, he right now is leading rookies in points per game. He did miss a few games. But even still, I'm giving him his credit for that. He is, I think, second right now in assists per game. And he's, he gets a bunch of rebounds a game. So right now, I guess you have to give it to Mobley because he's been playing the entire season. The Cavs are in the playoffs, or right now in that playoff picture. But ultimately, I do think Cade Cunningham wins Rookie of the Year. Scotty Barnes has been great, but I think Cade really has just shown us what we expected finally over these last two, three weeks. And Cade is going to continue to only cook. I'm sticking with my Rookie of the Year pick. My Rookie of the Year pick was Evan Mobley. Um, I saw a stat the other day. The Cavaliers' defense, when Evan Mobley's on the floor, is ridiculously good. And the games that he doesn't play, they tail off. Uh, Evan Mobley's been a beast, shot blocking wise. He's a guy. He's a center who's like really unique. He's one of the few centers where you could ask to go on a switch and guard somebody. I saw a game where he was guarding Damian Lillard on a switch, held him to one for four, held his own. He's been playing winning basketball. He's been he's been huge for Cleveland and. I mean, I, I have him as my rookie of the year. I don't think it's going to change. I think Cade could pass up Scotty Barnes, though, if he keeps this up. But I think right now Evan Mobley's the guy running away with it. And now the last question we're going to answer, who's going to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals this year? This is from Glenn, who's a Utah Jazz fan, avid Utah Jazz fan. Who's going to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, Bulls and Bucks. 
I got the Bulls and Bucks meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think we take out Miami in round two. Bucks beat the scrubs over there, the Nets in round <laughs> two. And we gotta see the Bucks. We gotta see the Bucks in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. This okay. Is, this is tough, man. But I do think the Bulls actually make the ECF. And I just I cannot too well. I cannot no be on Regular camera season. saying that. The Nets are oh, going to have good. success personally. Oh, good. That you being said, that. it's whatever. You can't say that because you were talking crazy huh? before the game. You'll be so talking you, crazy. So you I'm going to talk crazy that. back. All right. <laughs> My only issue with taking the heat is He's that they, they've been plagued with injuries early. We don't know how Bam, if when is Bam coming back. Do we know? Is there a timetable? It's going right to be now? like three, three to four weeks. Okay, so I mean, he's going to be in shape by the time playoffs roll around. And Jimmy Butler, he needs to get healthy by then. But Jimmy Butler, I feel like. I don't want to say he tires easily because I feel like he's always on go. His motor is just one of the highest in the NBA, but he has to do a lot, and we're seeing it take a toll. Right? No, I'm talking about uh, Jimmy Butler. Oh, but KD, I guess similarly, but I feel like you can. I guess you can't say specifically you can rely on KD because he has the injury issues, but. <laughs> You hate talking about KD. I, I mean, I, what do you want me to say? He's been amazing this year when he plays, for sure. He's been spectacular He's when played he plays. He's played like in every game. Yeah, oh, He's missed two games, but they were just say. off rest. Though. Okay, all right. I'm just saying, last season, obviously, he missed some time, but come playoff time, he was there, and it's like he yeah, he's didn't not miss an injury a prone player. It was just that really? one. Really, you wouldn't say injury prone? No. I wouldn't call it Katie. The torn prone. Achilles when he missed it. the whole season when he broke his foot, and then it was like the last injury before that was like a while ago. In, when he broke his OKC. foot, yeah. So it's like he's. I don't think he has these freak acts. He has some injury bad prone. injuries. That foot injury. Yeah, he just has, the, when he has an injury, it's bad. Yeah. But he doesn't use the hamstring injury last season. Hamstring took him out, like kept him out a couple. For the most part, I think he's been fine though. Listen, ultimately. Yes, KD has been spectacular, but it's the and rest he's shown of the guys. That even if he gets hurt, he's going to come back and play the same. Exact so, who do you have in ECF? I think the Bulls are my team that I do think are going to go. It comes down to the Bucks and Heat because one, I just don't think the Nets are, are as good defensively as these two teams. And with that, I'm going Bucks too. I think I think Rib's pretty spot on with this. I'm wow. going Bulls and Bucks. My ECF is going to be the Nets and the Heat. I think the Heat beat the Bucks, and I think if in in the world if the Nets and the Bulls meet in the second round, I think we beat you in maybe six to seven games. I'm not going to violate the Bulls. The Bulls are a really good young team. Remember when I have you laughed at you laughed at me when I said the Bulls were contenders? Yeah, to win a champ. You said they no. Did he say contenders or win a championship? I said they're contenders. Okay, for I thought you. No, I, I thought you said win a championship. Contenders. I What's mean, the if joke they, here? If we come out the if we go yeah, to ECF, we can come out the East. What the hell? What are you saying? To, to, no, I thought my my thinking was that he said win a championship, if and I was we like, beat, whoa, yeah, we can go to the finals. That's a fact. I thought you said the Nets suck. You just yeah, you can't think, beat the Bucks in the second game. Y'all not beating the, the Bucks or Miami though. You think y'all are contenders? So if we beat y'all and y'all, I think we can beat you. We can beat y'all too, though. No, you can't. Which, why you we gonna see? That? We gonna see. Wait, but, but like, but like I said, Wait, but why you say because that? come playoff time, the come Nets are gonna play. Once. Kevin Durant is different. Nobody in your team stopping him. Like no, it's, I'm telling okay, you, we wait, saw wait, what wait, Kevin wait. Durant did last lost. year. We saw the work saw he lost. did. We saw him lose. We saw him lose. You saw him lose, but he ain't putting work. But he ain't putting work wait, though. But you said, you said, you said, you said Kevin Durant can be stopped. We know that's the Bucks. No, but I'm saying the Bucks are a more formidable opponent than y'all was last year and this year. I'm I'm more scared of the Bucks than I am of the Bulls. Ain't no world I'm gonna be scared of the Bulls in the playoffs. Crazy. No world. You know how you crazy? No world. You know how you crazy? Because you're a Bulls fan. We're, you know, no, that's your we're, team. We're, we're, we're a better, oh, yeah, 2-0 against no, us in the regular season? No, we're a better offensive team than that Bucks team was. Clearly. 
Our Lakers defense clear. not a better defensive team. Though. No, we're not. Hell but, no. But that's but we're a better offense. Like the same way how you. I feel like y'all in. I feel like y'all in the same tier. You're done. I really the do. Same yeah. way because Giannis you. averages twenty nine points per See, game. Chris Middleton give you twenty. But what's how they could give you eighteen? Like you acting like we're a better offensive team than the Bucks. What? No, I'm saying the same way. So we're the Bucks. So we're the Bucks on offense. They might be better offensively than the Bucks. The same way how you can't stop. Wait, wait. The same way how you can't. We can't stop Katie. You. Can't stop Demar or Zach. You have nothing. You told me Brenbury, I lied. No, and then he nah, showed you. Demar Derozan and Zach Levine are easier he to stop you. than Giannis. We don't have the personnel to to no, what. Let's, contributions of Chris Middleton, Drew how they can you give you 20. Them. You said you let me talk. Exactly. I was gonna say them. You let me talk. I'm saying Giannis is unstoppable in the paint. You have Chris Middleton who gives you 21 a game. You have cool. Drew Holiday. They're just as formidable of you guys on offensively. Defensively, they are okay. level. Okay. They're levels okay. above you guys. Okay. They have an MVP. Somebody that you said wasn't an elite they're offensive champions. player in okay. Giannis. Okay. Okay. So okay. They, they're definitely formidable First on offense. Okay. You could be better. You could be better. You could be slightly better. But y'all not way better than the Bulls on offense. I mean, than the Bucks on offense. And defensively, it's OD. I'm not understanding this conversation now because you're not. No, 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 Zach, I didn't say points, just as yes, formidable. You did. Yes, no, you I did. didn't. Yes, I said did. they are formidable on offense. Those two guys. We're a better. Yo, you wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chris Middleton, you said averages twenty one points a game, right? No, I said twenty twenty two. Last playoff run, he averaged yes, twenty five. He averaged twenty 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 two. Twenty twenty two. I'm hearing Zach, now, I'm Zach, and Demar are twenty six points. Per game scoring. Can I see bro. them in the playoffs first? Please. Yeah, DeMar please. in the playoffs is mid, bro. Please. Can yeah, I see yeah, them in the postseason yeah, yeah, yeah. first? But DeMar's been different this season. And, and but Chris Middleton was garbage. Time before out, that you, run. You said, Chris, you said up that. until this year, garbage, Chris Middleton was better than Zach Levine. But Chris Middleton in the you playoffs told me was garbage, that. though. Chris Middleton this year? No, I said before easy, last year. Before last year. Listen, bro. And what has DeMar DeRozan been? Go back to go back to the bubble when he was by himself and he beat the beat the Heat. They won one game. But regardless, he did it by himself. He's been he's not been the best in the playoffs. I'm just saying the same way how he said we don't have the personnel to Katie, he has. They have no person. I feel like anybody. I feel like it's they easier don't. to stop. Yeah, we, how you, you I don't feel have like the you're saying the Bucks Giannis, or you're saying the Nets? No, I'm talking about the Nets. More oh, listen, of a I, have, I agree. They, defensively, y'all are the Nets are top five in defense. The Nets are top five in defense. That's a fact. The Nets are top five in defense. The Nets are top five in defense. You heard that? They are. They dead are. I'm talking about the playoffs defensively. If you look at our roster and you look at their roster, we are more prone to stop them than they are to stop us. They have guys like Bruce. Freaking Brown and, listen, and DeAndre Bembry. You, you also they're they're good defenders, though. We actually have lockdown defenders, bro. We actually have lockdown defenders on our team, bro. Rip, let me ask you a question. Those. Talk to me. Which duo was better, Giannis and Middleton or Levine and Demar? Obviously, Giannis and Middleton. But which duo is better, Levine and Demar or Holiday and Chris Middleton? I'll tell you what. Hold but on, that's not their on. duo. You're you're excluding hold, the best listen, player on their listen, team, bro. I'm not no, trying I'm to not. overlook it's that. It's a duo. Gian, Giannis and their Middleton. Their duo is Chris Demar Middleton and, and, Levine. and Giannis, bro. Demar and Levine have been bugging this season. 
A combined 53 or whatever it is is crazy. Giannis is the best player by far, but then it's Levine, DeMar, and then Middleton. And that's no disrespect to Middleton. Yo, yeah. Bro, Yo, yeah, DeMar, DeMar and Levine have been great this They've year. They've been good. I'm not. I think a team would. Playoff time, though. I think a that's team in about. the playoffs would much rather want to face Levine and DeMar Duh. than face Giannis. Of course. I agree. I agree. That's fair. Without a doubt. That's fair. And that's the fact, fair. listen, we're all, all, all I'm alluding to. I even gave the Bulls six to seven games. I said they would be a good opponent. You acting like I flat out said we was going to sweep I'm saying, he's trying. All I'm saying is from a person, from just, if we look at three, we look at the Bucks. We put their roster. We put the Nets roster. We put our roster. There's no way you can sit there and say, okay, the Bulls roster can't match up with the Bucks. We have okay. guys that What's can stop. Here, we have guys that can stop Middleton. The same way they have guys that can stop us. Okay. We have guys that okay. can I match agree. up with Middleton. I agree what you're saying. You, but your team, you have nobody. Nah, I, I and I mean disagree. absolutely Yo, nobody crazy, that can we stop Giannis. Yo, we gonna stop see, our team. We're going to see come playoff time. I can't wait come playoff time. I hope we play out, bro. You better hope DeMar DeRozan don't freeze in the playoffs, bro. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I think what JC is saying is that, look, the Nets... That's his team. He's saying, look, we, <laughs> KD by himself with an injured heart and took the Bucks to seven. That's fair. You a telling tight, me, you telling Milwaukee, me, though. so JC saying, okay. you telling me with KD a and a healthy heart like this a, time, a we're not being Chicago? This is my rebuttal to that. The same way how you said KD with an injured team took the Bucks to seven, which I agree. He performed admirably. But you have told me, you have alluded Wait, to... Katie's one of the best postseason no, 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 performers listen, no, no, of all no, no, time, not, too. See, nobody's, we, we know oh, Katie's a mate. We know Katie's a mate. What's but, Lamar and Zach's track record in the playoffs, though? You just said, Wait, I, no, but what's their track record, though? But what's their track record, though? I'll tell you what. I, what's I, track record? I agree with that, though. You got to rely on Harden. Katie can't do it by himself. That's fine. Harden's going to get you 22, 21 a game. You just said Katie did his thing. The Bucks offensively, and we know the Bucks offensively in the playoffs... Weren't weren't that great. They weren't an elite offensive team. I think we can be an elite offensive team because we have those type of guys. That's what I'm saying. So the same way they said we have no answer for Katie. Nobody does. But you guys didn't have an answer for Giannis, and you guys don't have an answer for our the team, heat, anyways. The heat I think for this, you don't for, have an for answer this, for nobody for, for on our team. Week, I think we have to wait till the trade deadline to see the moves and everything made, and see a that's final fair, team that's come that's up. Fair. Like right I mean, now, we're two, like fair, y'all, we're zero and two against you guys. That's I mean, fine. I think it's. I think it's a completely different game in the playoffs, and I, I, I just, you know, Demar Derozan, his but playoff if we, if struggles. Last year, Zach Levine has Zach Levine ever made the playoffs? No, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't. It's gonna be a new environment for a lot of guys, and you know, it's like it. playoff I mean, basketball is different, bro. Nah, I definitely get it. But and we got somebody you who you think is the best listen, player. And yo, didn't look. you think? Don't you think James Harden is better than Zach and Demar? Does James Harden? All but right, but bro. you just we said. See. But you just we said playoff see. atmosphere. Joe we Harris sucks see. in the playoffs. We, we just saw he might not be on a team. He might not be on a team come playoff time. He might not be in a team come playoff time. Harden was on a hamstring. We know Harden was on a hamstring. We know, but he wasn't good in that Bucks series when he played. But he was hurt. He was hurt. We agree. He doesn't look good right now. He was OD. What are you talking about? He's averaging twenty two and ten. Like he's not looking like James Harden, but he's not whack. So if he's not looking all star, let me ask you a question. Answer this. Answer this with no bias, and you can answer this too. Who's been better this year? Just this year, Demar Derozan or James Harden? Answer that. Answer that right now. I'm going to use your argument. It's been 25 games. Answer that. Demar, Demar. I'll be honest. It's pretty even. Oh yeah, I'm out. Even I don't know. Demar's having a better year. You want to know why? You want to know why? You're forgetting the assist factors and everything that James Harden faces the most double teams in NBA. Bro, it's even. How is he getting double team when KD's on the floor? Bro, look at the stats. You have the computer right there. He's facing them. When Harden's on the floor without KD, the spacing is atrocious. Of course, bro. This is why. I'm just saying you could have said the same. We we said the same thing about D Book not making the playoffs or not doing anything, and then we seen it. That's what I'm saying. I was one of those advocates. I, am, am I was one I, of those advocates. Am, am, no, you like said I you said, just said I want to see it. You just if said he, playoffs if, to get shaky. We've seen I those type of it. guys, and then they. Just I think show Devin up. Booker's better than Zach. 
That was on my. That was where I had him second on the on the, on the shooting you guard. Had Levine right behind I him. had Donovan. Zach is so efficient though. I don't know how. Like I had the reason Donovan why I think and, Harden and, and Demar are right now are playing at the same level is because. Let Let me just say this. We know Demar is higher on the MVP voting list or the you know the mm-hmm. the ladder mm-hmm. the MVP ladder. That's because Demar is playing so much better than he usually played. That we're like, wow, Demar's having this crazy season. Done this before. If Harden has a season Demar's having right now, it's regular, normal for Harden. Right now, Harden isn't playing up to his standards. Yeah, Houston, Harden. but he's still averaging twenty-two and ten. He's been one of the better Basically, facilitators and shot creators, playmakers Whoa. in the entire NBA. Demar has been one of the best scorers in the league. He's been one of the best Bro, fourth quarter scorers in the league. He's been the best. We've seen this before, score though. though. We've seen this uh, from Demar. Demar gave you twenty seven and melted in the playoffs. It's, it's we've right seen now, it. Playing but we've seen it though. We, we're talking. Oh, about he's going to okay. be playing Kevin so, Durant. Okay, but, but he's, he's going to be playing Kevin Durant. Di- but have we seen? Go, but, have we see, but have we seen this type of Harden? I, I still think you got to wait to the end of the season to see how Harden plays. Bro. But have, I answer that. Have we seen this type of Harden? A, a double double Harden? Yeah. No, 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 no. I know what you know. Have we seen this type? You know what I'm saying, bro? Have we seen this type of Harden, bro? You you first of all you've tweeted you've texted right. you've texted me and said Harden is trash. You texted me said, I say he's playing like trash. Yeah, playing oh, like trash. So, but you just said he's been playing fine. Well, I mean, that game he went five for twenty one. What, what, what do you want me to say right now? What do you he's want me to shooting, say? Right now, Harden's shooting forty percent from the field and thirty four percent from three. That's just not They're Harden. Just even like that's just not. Harden. I mean, I ain't say that. I bro, said the margin better bro, this year. Harden's averaging twenty one eight and nine. Well, twenty one eight and ten basically. The Mars putting up a smooth twenty six six and five. It's because That's the volume that Harden's see, allowed see, see, to, to, time. to use to get these points. Can't wait. Harden's really not been shooting much, bro. What's his attempts? I'm not sure what his attempts are, but he hasn't been shooting much. His games are like 7 for 14 games now. He's not taking 25 I mean, last night he had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. He got the job done. I feel like the scoring will get there. If you watch James Harden, he doesn't look like how he looked in the beginning of the season. He looks more spry. He looks better. I think it's just... just He's averaging 15 attempts. That's nothing That's that's, that's low for Harden, yeah. So, we'll see. He's he's around 19, 20. Well, last season, he was at 16. The season before that, he was at 16, Yeah, but you got to look at it. You got to look at his numbers with... Without Kyrie, without Kyrie, his his field goal attempts jump up to twenty one. You know game. what? All right, I'll go to twenty nineteen. He was at basically twenty two. So yeah, it's a significant drop. Yeah, he's not taking the same shots he's taking. But this efficiency, man, is poop. It's Early, bad. Earlier in the show, Riv, you said that if you were redrafting the twenty nineteen NBA draft, you would have taken John Morant one over Zion Williamson. Yeah. Okay, the Memphis Grizzlies right now are winning without John Morant. They are six and one. They went on a five game winning streak without Ja. And with Ja, they are nine and ten on the season. Desmond Baines averaging 18, 5, and 2 when Morant doesn't play. Jaron Jackson's averaging 21, 5 with two blocks when Morant doesn't play. And Tyus Jones is up in his value, 9.7 assists per game, playing amazing defense. Do you think the Grizzlies playing this well is because Ja Morant has been out? Just wanted to quickly say this: Demar is at 19 field goals attempts a game. So okay, whoopsie do. Uh huh. And he's Trash. averaging 26. Four What's more his points, efficiency bro? though? Uh, it was clean. I should have. I look. I got. I got. I got, I got, you, I got it right you. here. All right. 49, 33, 88. He's shooting five percent. 88 from the free throw. Yes, clean. Anyways, it's hard to right? All right, talk to me about the Grizzlies. I think. I think fans. In total, like to do this when a team goes on a little streak, they like to 
make it seem like the team is much better without their player. I think Desmond Bain's little streak, I think it's been nice. You know, he's, he's, they needed him to step up at this moment without John Morant. Same thing for Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't think John Morant holds these guys back. I think they play better with John Morant. I just think when John Morant, when your best player goes out, your other guys have to step up. You know, we've seen it with the Clippers when Kawhi goes out. Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Zubak, Luke Kennard, they have to step up. We've seen it when Harden goes out. Pat Bev and over oh, KD goes out, Kyrie goes out, Pat Bev or Joe Harris. These boys got to step up. Professionals you know, are professional. Just, you have to step up at that moment to, you know, uplift your team. You still got to win games. The NBA don't stop for nobody. Now, do I think Jaron Jackson needs to continue this pace when John Moran comes back? Yes. I feel like when John Moran is there, he's not as aggressive. I think they rely a lot on John Moran serving up the plate for these boys and then they just eat. I think they need to start serving up their own plates. I think Jaron uh, Jackson needs to get in his own bag. But I think... A lot of it is he's been hurt a lot. And I think the consistency hasn't been there. I think he hasn't really fully become consistent with his role. Now, with his role being more fulfilled, I think he could come back. Because he's, we, we, I think me and Joel probably was on the same page. We expect Jaron Jackson to be that number two guy. Like him and Ja to be those superstar type players, especially defensively for Jaron Jackson. We think he can be that guy. And for Desmond Bain, you know, to uplift his scoring, I think that's just... You got to keep doing, yeah. You got to keep doing that because I think when a guy goes out, you got to play like that. But I think John Morant, him being out, was the best case for them because I think now these guys have gained more confidence. Like, yo, we can still play like this with Jaw coming back. We still we can do this. But now with Jaw coming back, everybody's gonna play better, and I think that just makes this team better. Desmond Bain's been having more ball handling responsibility in the, on this win streak. I think that's going to credit him for more. So now when Jaws there, he doesn't have to always have the ball. You, you told me he couldn't dribble. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah, we just we that was just, my we source. Just, we that was, was my source. About, we were just talking about it. Yeah. I said, hey, someone told me that you said Desmond Bain can't handle the ball. I'm not going to reveal my source. Nah, ball though. handling was very, very suspect. Very suspect. But you know, in the summer league, I saw he he improved on that a little bit. Summer league is just yeah. fraud. Bain a, playing a bunch <laughs> of college players. I'm basically around the same lines as Riv. But more so not just them being professionals and them having to step up when their number's called, but more so as if this is a young squad. And Jaron Jackson, he had his, I wouldn't say his development hindered, but to a degree, obviously, he inju- injuries hindered his development. But then John Morant came to the scene, and there goes a couple of touches. And by a couple, I mean a good amount of touches from Jaron Jackson's game. Because obviously, John Morant is the prime ball handler, the prime scorer of the squad. He's the best player on the team. Now we're seeing Ja go down and we're seeing these younger guys get more opportunities and gain confidence. They're playing at a very high level. Right now they have the highest defensive rating since Ja's been out. Now these boys are just playing very together right now and they're playing at a very high level because now they have this opportunity and now they're starting to feel themselves. Now they're getting comfortable. And I wouldn't say that Ja brings them down. I would say that it's the opportunity's not there. And now that Ja's not there, now he sees that, oh, I can trust Desmond Bain more than what I'm already trusting him to. Jaron Jackson can have the ball in his hand. I don't necessarily need to have it all the time. Dylan Brooks has just been consistently one of the best defenders, if not the best defender on their team. And he's still being consistent around that 15 to 17 points per game. Tyrus Young, Tyus Young, excuse me. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, excuse me. I'm sorry. Tyus Young. I'm, I'm not, I got um, Thaddeus Young's name in my head for some reason. But uh, Tyus Jones, facilitating the basketball. I think he's averaging 7.3 since Ja has gone down. He's had to take more of a role uh, in those games, excuse me. We're seeing a lot of these guys get opportunity. 
Desmond Bain has been fantastic. Over these last four, he's averaging 21, 5.5 rebounds a game, around two steals a game, shooting 47% from the field, 46% from three, 100% from the line over these last four. And on the season, he's shooting over 40% from three, which is better than Levine, Mitchell, Tyler Hero, Trey Young, Buddy Heald, Jason Tatum, PG, Luka, Harden, and Dame. He's a sniper. And now, I think once Ja comes back, he can utilize it in two ways. It's one, like I mentioned, he can trust these guys a little bit more. Or two, Ja's one of the most athletic guards in the game. Let's see if he could start to become a more off-ball offensive player. See it open up a whole different variation of what we already know Ja can be. We'll see him cut to the basket a little bit more. Maybe play outside the perimeter and start running around. Getting a little bit more open opportunities. There's guys that can handle the ball that are not John Morant and do it at a high level. So we're seeing this young... We've given the Grizzlies a bunch of credit for being one of the best drafters, one of the best player development teams there are in the league right now. We're seeing an effect while their best player is out right now. So this is just a credit to the to Grizzlies organization, and I think that Ja is going to greatly benefit from this when he comes back. I'll tell you what. Um, I believe that they can work together. Um John Moran's rookie season, Jaron Jackson Jr. averaged eighteen and five. I mean, he was giving, he was having good production. He was, but the thing is, he played sixty games that year. Last year, he only played eleven games. I think that him being now and that lack of chemistry being built last year with the new acquisitions on their team via the draft and free agency, I think that hindered them. I mean, if Jaron Jackson Jr. came for eleven games and then was expected to play high intensity basketball with John Moran when they didn't have that chemistry. All gear. 11 games is not enough to gear up from an injury into the playoffs. So um, I think it's just them building chemistry. As long as far as Desmond Bain, I mean, he is what he is. He's an elite shooter. Last year, he shot 43% from the from the three-point line as well. I don't think John, I don't think John Moran's absence has really like changed his game. I just think he's hitting more. He's attempting more threes because of his absence. But I think this is what Desmond Bain is, a catch-and-shoot player. Elite shooter, like you said, all those players that you listed that he shot bet that he's shooting better than right now. Desmond Bain is a sniper. But with John Rand's injury, obviously has came more opportunity. Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, these are like the last couple games he's played. He's at 25 points, 27 points, 26 points, 25. Since John Rand's in- injury, he's averaging 23 points per game with two blocks a game, shooting 41% from three and 51% from the field. My only thing is, I think that this season. When once John Moran comes back from his injury, I think that this this season has to be focused on the chemistry. We have to see Jaron Jackson play around this level so that he can so that this team can be taken seriously as a young contender in the Western Conference. I think if if everybody's playing up to par, if Jaron Jackson Jr. John Moran can build that chemistry, that one two punch, I think this is a team that we could see in the Western Conference maybe sneak into the second round. But it all it all depends on the chemistry. Last year they had eleven games. This year John Morant's hurt. They have to build that chemistry. And Jaron Jackson Jr., like we all said, he has to find a way to play with John Morant and complement his game because this is John Morant's team. When you look at the games that the Grizzlies have been in since John Morant went out and the wins they have accumulated, it's it's not surprising. They face Sacramento, Toronto, OKC, Dallas, Miami, Dallas again in the Lakers. Those are winnable games even for the Grizzlies without John Morant because Sacramento, we know what they are. They're trying to find themselves. Toronto was rebuilding. OKC, I mean, that was the worst game that's ever been played in basketball history. history. Dallas, 
They have not been too great of a team. Miami's dealing with a bunch of injuries in the Lakers. They suck. Um, easy, those are a lot of those are a lot of yo. That whole lineup was a lot of your teams. Kings, what Lakers. Talking about you were high on the Kings. You liked the Lakers. Sixty five wins and all that. Sixty five wins. <laughs> that's gonna die real quick. Ah man. They already bought to be at seventeen losses. Damn. I think already done, right? Be nah, I'm not at seventeen losses right now. But I think the Grizzlies are going to be much better when John Morant comes back. Memphis has one of the deepest rosters in the entire NBA. Desmond Bain is a top three shooter in the NBA, I think, currently. He's not top three. He's definitely a top five shooter in the NBA. Dylan Brooks, that's what's making him expendable to an extent because of Desmond Bain's emergence. Mm -hmm. emergence. Maybe Kyle Anderson goes. Because really, if you're going to play Desmond Bain at the two and Dylan Brooks at the three, there's really nowhere for Anderson to fit if it's not off if it's not on the bench. I said this to Riff before. Memphis is a Jaron Jackson Jr. breakout away from being a legit threat in the Western Conference. They have the depth, they have the pieces, they have the franchise point guard in Ja who's playing at an insane level. If Jaron Jackson can be consistent, I mean 20 and 5 every night. Because rebounding numbers for him aren't always going to be aren't going to be great because he's around the perimeter all the time, but that DPOY candidacy for him, if he can emerge to that type of player, the Memphis Grizzlies can be a legit threat in the Western Conference. Like they're up there with Denver for me in terms of top young cores and, and futures in mm-hmm. the West. What's what's their ceiling? What are we what are we saying their ceiling is this year? Talking about seeing I think second round is, is reasonable. I second think they round? can get second round, yeah. Second round? Yeah. Eastern uh, Western Is there a Conference. chance they can sneak to the third? Mm, I so don't Western Conference. You gotta beat be the crazy. Warriors or Suns or Jazz. Jazz. I don't think they're there yet. Or even the Lakers. I don't think they beat the Lakers. Thanks, bro. Yeah, they don't beat the Lakers. Yet. I wasn't even acknowledging you guys. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah. Lakers would beat Chicago. We would beat y'all. Easy. Easy? Nah, I'm capping. But we would beat y'all. How wouldn't you guys beat them? They have DeMar DeRozan. LeBron owns him. His daddy. That is very true. Mm-hmm. How about you guys you? would get scraped. What about Atlanta? You think you'd beat Atlanta? Yeah, we'd or, beat or them. Or Trey Young owned you guys? No, nah, we, we'd oh. beat them. Oh. We could beat them. <laughs> you got to get in. <laughs> got to oh, get wow. in. You say you got to get, <laughs> get in. Wow. Know? Do you think Hawks can make ECF or no way, no how? No. I'm not going to say no I way, no how. a miracle, yeah. I agree. I agree. Matchups. Yeah. Matchups, true. You know what I'm saying? Not sure. they, if they face the Bulls, they can definitely get in. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Eh. Why? Why are you? Hitting I, still, I got the Bulls. Stuff. I think the Bulls. Are Stop better. worrying about the guy who's trying to get in. Like he's. Hey, that's me right now. That's me right now. So I got. Well, you have LeBron. Nah, we'll be all right. So we're can, gonna be. Yo, when, when, when the like big that. three play, we're nice. When the big three, what's the next second? I think we've only lost twice when the big three play. That's cap. I mean, LeBron's missed hella games. Lost the Warriors. We actually did lose. Lost to the Clippers. To the Grizzlies. That's three losses. Now you beat the Grizzlies. No, we lost to the Grizzlies when the big three you lost played. to the Clippers too, and you lost to the Suns. I actually wonder if we lost to OKC with the big three. No, LeBron did not play. Tried to cap two losses. I said three actually. Not like four. Might be at four. I think we're at. We might be at four. What do you think Memphis' ceiling is? Uh, it really. It depends. Everything's like because what if Memphis goes on a. Atlanta run, you know what I'm saying, and just I know we're saying there's in no the way. West. Yeah, I know they're saying there's no. We think I know we're probably all gonna say there's no way they could be Phoenix, Golden State, Utah, or, Utah. or the can. Lakers. Yeah, and that's what I said. I know what we're gonna say, but I feel like we said that about Atlanta. There's no way they beat Philly. There's no way they shouldn't you know have beat Philly. Yeah, like and there's yeah, that's what. So I was rough. like, what if they go on a magical run and make to WCF? You know what I'm saying? Money's not looking their way, but 
you know, it can happen. But I think their ceiling probably is the second round. I they need, could get lucky, I though. I need to see them play great teams during this stretch of games that they're on right now. The way that they're playing right now, I want to see this against solid teams in the Western Conference before I could say that they could, by some miracle, make it to the, East, the Western Conference Finals. It's They have to see the Suns. They have to beat them. They have to see a team like Golden State, and they have to beat them. They're not going to beat none of those teams. Bro. Or the Jazz. The Jazz are just one them. of the best regular season teams the there Jazz are. The Jazz just scraped them. Yeah. <laughs> and they got better. The game, I don't know, bro. Jo- uh, it would be so tough play. for it to happen. What if Jaron Jackson... Go, he comes crazy against yeah. Gobert. Gobert got to come out there, man. I don't know. Jaron Jackson on the perimeter, man. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Stop playing. You're being too nice right Stop now. Bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> y'all say, we said the same thing about Atlanta. I'm just saying it happens. I mean, but do you think Atlanta's going back to the to the ECF? It's not about going back. It's just no, about having that no, one. No, no, we're not so talking question, about that one. You, you think they're going back though? You're nah, saying Atlanta? No, nah. I don't think so. Fair. But uh, to stay on the Grizzlies, would you sit Stephen Adams if you play the Jazz so they're forced to play a small ball? Because I feel like if you have Steven Adams out there, that's where uh, Gobert is fine to play down low. You don't necessarily need him to play the perimeter against Jaron Jackson. Do you feel like you can't you keep Steven Adams off the court so that way he's forced to come out? And guard Jaron Jackson? Yes. Well, it depends on who's at the four. Because then you have Dylan. I don't know if Dylan if Brooks is Kyle is playing play. the four, I think they're fine with Gobert sitting. How, how tall is Dylan Brooks? Six seven. Six seven. I don't know if he I mean, Ja was to getting the to the four. paint at will, so it didn't really didn't really matter. Yeah. He's going crazy. Yeah, he's getting to the paint at will. So it's, I don't think that really affects him. I, I just, I don't know. Like Utah's, the top four teams are a problem for him. I, like, what if there's a scenario where it's 1 8 and then 4 5 is like the Lakers or Utah? So now you might only have to see Phoenix and maybe they can sneak one out. You know what I'm saying? They get to the second round. Maybe they can sneak one against Phoenix. You know, it's like so many scenarios where they may only have to see one of those top heavy teams and maybe they cup a lot of wins. I'm just saying anything is definitely possible for this team. Another team that's been on a hot streak in the Western Conference has have been the Sacramento Kings. They have not been as great as Memphis, but since firing Luke Walton, they are five and four. They're currently eleven fifteen in the West, the tenth seed, tie for ninth. Alvin Gentry is their interim head coach. So since firing Luke Walton, what do you think has been the change within Sacramento? You need to go first. <laughs> I really want to hear what you have to say, Mister. Kings. It's all right. This is tough. <laughs> what me. did he say about the Kings that was so bad? I, I just I said don't that, remember. Yeah, no, I just said that they No, we were just it was never like nothing bad bad. We were just sleeper, on opposite. Were yeah, we were just team. on opposite ends of the spectrum with the My Kings. two sleeper teams have just not been good. Yeah. So that's all that comes Sleeper teams to. were the Kings and who Kings else? and Pacers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um that being said, I feel like a little bit of difference that we're seeing De'Aaron Fox wake up. He kind of was cold to start the season, and now over these last couple of games, we're seeing him get into his bag. Average, not average, but touch games where he's at, that he has thirty points. A couple of games in this stretch where he's played very well, but I feel like I'm not ready to say that they're really different yet. I feel like five and four is a modest record. Sure, it's better than the six and eleven start, but five and four, like they went from being bad to to average to slightly above. You know what I'm saying? At best. They have really good wins. Sometimes, you know, they, they look very good, like against the, my Lakers and, and winning that game in triple overtime where they should have had no business even being in that game at all. They go from being having no business to, to, to being in the game to winning. Then you have games like back-to-back nights against the Clippers. You mentioned, uh, obviously, PG didn't play one of those games, but PG played one of those games. And the Clippers are a team that if PG plays, they should at least get one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On back-to-back nights, that's, those are very good Ws, but then you have some tough ones. 
Last night, De'Aaron Fox has a chance to, to either send the game into overtime or to seal it on his own. Now, De'Aaron isn't the greatest free throw shooter. I think he's a career 72% free throw shooter, but this year he's up to 75. And if you want to get the respect of being that primetime up-and-coming, well, he's already up-and-coming, but if you want the respect of being a primetime ball player, you need to hit your free throws in the big moments. I feel like as a guard, you should be able to hit free throws. I feel like, like as a guard, efficient. you need to be at 80. Except I, I think you should be at 85 and up. Like Fair as enough. a guard, you should definitely, Fair enough. that should be like one of the main elite parts of your game, honestly. And it's like you you have this really bad loss to, to Charlotte where obviously, like I spoke, they could have easily won the game or at minimum gone to overtime and then you lose to Memphis. Memphis, sure, they've been on a very hot streak recently, but you caught them at one of their earliest uh, runs where John Morant was not playing. That's a winnable game. I do like the fact that Marvin Bagley's starting to get a little bit more involved. We're seeing slowly but surely his minutes start to creep up. I think last game he touched over 25 minutes, and that was in a regular uh, regulation uh, time period. Uh, He had over 25 against the Lakers, but that's because they played uh, three overtimes. So now we're starting to see him get incorporated a little bit more. I just think that we need to see more consistent play from not just De'Aaron Fox, because obviously De'Aaron Fox is what makes them go. We need to see Rashawn Holmes continue to keep it up. We need to see Buddy Heald's three-point percentage creep back up. He needs to, This team just needs to be more oriented or just find something to orient themselves around. Either let it be offense where you're amazing at or let it be defense. We know defensively it's not it. So you need to give in to one side or the other because if not, you're going to continue to border around mediocrity. So you you touched on Marvin Bagley. When he plays 20 minutes, for the most part, he gets 10 points. You know, he had a double-double against the Hornets. He had a double-double against the Clippers. Like you said, against that Lakers game, he five for five. He didn't miss. You know what I'm saying? And even in the overtime game, he played He played good. I think he hit some key shots in, in overtimes in the clutch. You know, so he's been getting – Luke Walton's gone. He's been getting some burn. He's been doing all right in his – in the grand scheme of things, in his presence. Luke Walton was a horrible coach. We know it. He sucked. It wasn't that good. Like you said, Darian Fox woke up. And when Darian Fox finally woke up, you could tell this team just started to play much, much better on the defensive end, on the offensive end. They just played with a little bit more energy. Davion Mitchell has been what he's been all year. He's been as advertised. He's that defensive lockdown. His scoring has looked a little better than what it was in college. I think with this Kings team, you just see a little bit more spark. You know what I'm saying? Like Luke Walton is gone. It's like now we feel free. And when a young team like that feels free and they feel loose and you feel like we can go out there and we can make mistakes and we cannot get penalized for it. I think they just play so much better. And I think with the Kings, a new coach was needed. A new coach was very much advertised because people around the world think this team has talent. And you have Darian Fox, you have Tyrese Halliburton, Marvin Bagley is still, he's still a good player. Buddy Hield is there, Davion Mitchell, Harrison Barnes. So now, like, what can this team do? You know, they're tied for ninth right now with uh, Minnesota and the Trailblazers. So this team has a chance to make the play-in. And I feel like a play-in is a step in their direction for of sure. finally being a competent team. It's just, can they be consistent? You know, there's been times when they go in these streaks where they lose about 10, 12 straight games in a row, but then they go in these streaks where they win about eight, nine in a row. So it's about the consistency. Alvin Gentry, I don't think he's a bad coach. He's solid. You know, he, yeah, he's like, all right. He's I think he coach. was preemptively fired from... New Orleans. I think that that I wasn't. Think they built it. They just let it tear down and then blame True. Gentry. I think Gentry is an all right coach, but I think this team just plays with with way more energy. And like you said, Fox waking up was the main key to that. Um, the things that I've noticed from the Kings uh, offensively since Luke Wallen's been gone, they've obviously gotten a, a lot better. They have 
posted games where they had 125 points, 141, albeit that was an overtime game, 124, 142, <laughs> 123 points. You know, offensively, they are potent. They're number four in points per game, like I said, number four in the in paint points as well. So this is a team that likes to drive. And I have to see more from I have to see more from Sacramento because this is still one of the worst defensive teams. And they're five and four. It's not like I mean it's a step in the right direction, but it's not like they're like eight and two since he's been fired. They're five and four. They're we're what 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 twenty five percent of the season in? Five about to say like you ever say right? no, that's pretty close. Like twenty five percent of the season in, they're five and four. For me to be a believer in them getting better, I would have to see more sustained success. Um, five and four, oh, it's a good record. They're playing Cleveland right now. Last I checked, they they were losing that game. I think they're gonna lose that game. I don't <laughs> I think they're better than Cleveland, right but um, you know, I think it's just a too 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 much of a small sample size. I feel like they're having the same problems. Uh, when Luke Walton was there with Alvin Gentry, I mean, they are scoring more points. They are a pulling offense. They're a team that scores a lot of points, but they're a team that's horrible on defense. Number 29 in points allowed a game. Number 24 in opponent uh, margin per points. They're terrible in the paint. They are the worst team at stopping the drive in the NBA. They allow 52 points in the paint. And then on top of that, they're 28th in rebounds. They're one of the worst rebounding teams as well. So this is the team that I have to see. You know, I have to see more sustained success. Five and four is good. They're ninth seed right now. Hopefully they can make the play play in tournament right now. But I mean, five and four is not enough to have me as a believer in the Sacramento Kings. I have to see more sustained success. You want to say something, Joel? Uh, just a quick note, actually. How you want to ask him in this? No, no. <laughs> no, no it looked like he wanted to say something. Uh, yeah. Word. That, that is why. Um, What's unfortunate to me is that my boy Rashawn Holmes has been really, really good this oh, season. He's not go. Jared Allen. Hey, that is exactly what I was going to say. Jared so Allen has been. No, listen, Rashawn Holmes has been dogging. I mean, his PR But I'm saying, are you saying now it's not like. No, what I'm saying is unfortunate is that as Rashawn Holmes has been steady increasing as well, Jared Allen, same thing. They're just both on a on a, a upward trend. And I would have <laughs> liked to see some kind of variation. You, 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 you want to know what's the thing? Because if, if you guys don't know, me and Drew had an argument over who's better between Rashawn Holmes and Jared Allen. If you look at the <laughs> if you look at the numbers before this season, Holmes versus Allen, Holmes looks like he has better numbers. But when you actually watch Jared Allen play versus Rashawn Holmes, <laughs> easy, easy. I don't can, like that. You can like that. you can see easily that Allen easily? is better. Come on, now. yeah. Rashawn Holmes has been arguably their best player. In what? terms of you take every you take everything <laughs> over into Harrison account. Barnes, Harrison Barnes, over I'll give, I'll Fox, give, Fox, you <laughs> take everything into account. Yeah, this guy on, defensively, bro. offensively, again, come on, come on. he leads bro, their team not, in PR. He's not an elite offensive player. I, I, no, no, defensive no, player. I mean, he's not. We're really about this. He's not. Really, no, he's not. No, not to the level not, of Jared Allen. No, of course. That's what I'm saying. That's where. Chill. What the hell? Like, come on. No Jared Allen. Not even go over. No one's mentioned him. But. 14 points per game, almost 10, <laughs> 10 rebounds a game, almost 1.5 blocks a game. Again, his PR is, I think... <laughs> You're telling me he's Martian Gortat. <laughs> I remember Martian Gortat. He was actually good. He was good. He's Nene. Yeah, he was good for a time. <laughs> nah, there's nothing wrong with those. Nene's good. Yeah, it was nothing. Nene was good, though. There's nothing wrong with those guys. No, no, I know. Oh, because you're about to... No, no, I feel I'm like just thinking, about to, No, like, I'm thinking about it. He's definitely Martian Gortat. What was Andrew Bogut's average? He's not his Andrew Bogut. No, you think he, Andrew Bogut's better than him? Defensively, offensively, he's better defensively. He's not offensively, Bogut okay. was amazing. Yeah, no. defensively, he does have it. He carried Curry to the championship. Oh, my gosh. When he there got hurt, go. that did change everything, though. <laughs> yeah, but come on. They wanted to... I know, I know. Sky. I'm just saying. Like, I'm, I'm just... Bogut. <laughs> Jared Allen's been going crazy. He has bro. been. He has been. He's been going crazy. 
He has been. I told you he was good a while ago. No one's doubted that he was nice. I I definitely knew Jared Allen was nice, but Rashawn Holmes is mad good, in my opinion. Mad good. I feel like like Rashawn Holmes is... Thank you. I feel like Rashawn Holmes is like a whatever player. Like, I don't really... Like Whatever I, player, are I, you serious? I don't, like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care. I just think he's like. If you had Rashawn Holmes on your team, oh my God. I don't want thanking the good Lord. I, I, I don't. I would want other center. I'm not saying he's whack. He's a good player, but he's like a whatever. He's like a guy he's that like not whatever. I don't, I, like, give me another whatever player so I understand what you. Who you're would saying. you want? Who would you want? Rashawn Holmes or Javale McGee? I feel like. I feel like. Honestly, I was JaVale. I, yeah, Jav- <laughs> yo, you saw Javale McGee last night. He was bugging last was night. He was hitting threes. For my, team, for my team, I would want JaVale. Defensively, just defensively, yeah, I would take JaVale. Y'all are coming crazy right now. But nah, Rashawn Holmes, Holmes is not whack, though. He's just like a player that's like was a 6'9 like big. JaVale McGee. JaVale tough. I mean, yeah. I already told you JaVale's numbers compared to Aiden's. I'll take Valanchunas over him. <laughs> Easily. Easily, bro. Easily. He's just doing this. No, I'm saying like <laughs> Easily. So that's, yeah. nah, but you think the Kings should trade De'Aaron Fox? And let Tyrese run the one because I know that's that's a debate out there. Depends and on where the Knicks are one of the destinations. Yeah. You know, trading yeah. RJ to, to Sacramento. I feel like them saying Sabonis is a whatever player is way more disrespectful than me. That's saying, actually no, Sean no, Holmes sure. is a that's whatever player. A deal. For sure. Fox for RJ <laughs> and the RJ goes to the Kings. You gotta give him some picks though. Wait, Fox where? Fox to go to the Knicks. You want for Fox? RJ? They Fox need, is nice. They need Fox. Are you off that Fox is better than John Morant? Because I have am. to be. I I'm never done. I never said Fox is better than Ja. You sure? Nah. You sure? Are you sure? Are you positive? I, think I you remember did, vividly. I, think I was the only person that said <laughs> job. Bro. I agreed with him though because I thought yeah, Fox I was the only person that said I might have. I might have said Fox was better, but I think what I really said uh-huh. was that you told me that Ja and Fox weren't on the same tier last year. And you last told year. you told me that Fox couldn't do what Ja did with Memphis. I believed it. I last still year. I do it. agree that I do agree with that. I believe I believed it whether it was like I believe it and I still believe it. like it was Fox I, put up twenty five last year, right? It's like when you look at like you said, when you look at both of them play, Yo, Fox there's is no nice, way though. you no, think Fox, Fox, Fox is on level with Jaws. I think Jaws on a different tier. And now it's just now he's just proving he's me taking, right. He, he's taking, like, he's, he's, he's Fox is averaging twenty four still. That's cool. He no, really? he's averaging twenty one. Let me see. He's averaging twenty one. I was just looking. He was having, he's averaging 21. He is, Sorry, he is. over the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, without that's without what I'm saying. He's, yes, correct. Without no, Walton. Like I said, he's been turning it on, and that's one of the main reasons why Definitely, the Kings yeah. have been playing better. He was he was cold. Uh, was Harrison why? Barnes was their I leading was scorer for a good part, uh, portion why? of the season. He was mid. You said he was the most oh, one of the most overrated players in the league. You're wild. I believe Fox? that. I still Fox, yeah, I believe and that. Fox is overrated? I believe we put him on this pedestal and he ain't really do shit. Bro, he's in year what, what pedestal? Was he in four? Wait, wait, what? Something what? Like what that. pedestal? Yeah, year four. I've never heard anybody say he's top five anything. I feel like we put him on this all star type pedestal. He's on that cat that, that, that he trajectory. could be an all star. No, that like he is, and it's like, like stamped all star. Yeah, I See, mean, not in the West. Listen, I'm not saying he's Devin Booker, but I'm saying you felt the exact same way about Devin Booker. Yeah. How about we give him time? That's fair. He's kind of going through the same thing D Book was going through too. Playing on, you I mean, not but, 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 but wait, wait. But you, you just laid the lawn. But you here. can't tell me they're talented and they can make the playoffs and then they don't make the playoffs and you tell me they're not good. You can't do I that. I didn't say they're not they're good. They're in a plan. No, right I'm saying, now, you, you just told me we have to wait and see and give it time. Devin Booker, at least with his situation, the team sucked. Fair. You have told me that the Kings are good, good enough. Talent. So you I can't keep telling me that. Okay. And then Fox is supposed to be that guy. And they're not, you know what I'm saying? You can't keep telling me that. Eventually, something's got to give. But at least he still has his team in contention to be. In the playoffs, the right Suns now. weren't even in the playoffs. They're, they're still in contention, though. But I'm just saying they're still in contention. We'll see. We'll see at the end of the year because they don't make it. And you told me they can. What are we? What are we doing here? All right, fine. This next topic we're about to talk about is is really intriguing for me. I, I want to actually oh, hear what you guys are going to say. 
Anthony Davis oh, hasn't gotten off to the best start this season. Many people are speculating over why he's been struggling so much, even though he's still averaging great numbers, 24 and 10. But people are still nitpicking at things. He doesn't look the same, all this and all that. And the numbers do compare the eye test because a lot of his defensive numbers are down. And Anthony Davis said he has nothing left to prove. Drew, you sent it in the chat. I don't know where. When did Davis say that? How recent it was, an article. was that? It was an, I want to say it was like a couple days ago, three, okay. four days ago. He has nothing left to prove. Rev, you're not a big <laughs> fan of Anthony Davis. That's actually Is cat. he? Oh. Now you're not a big fan. Oh no, no, my no, no, God. No, 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 no. I used to be a big fan. That's what I was about to say. I used to oh, actually be. Remember, Lakers, remember, I used, I used to, a, to like Giannis. Used I used to, like to be AD. a like real AD stand guy. Like, okay, okay but you're not AD. right now. No, and, and this is why. Does Anthony Davis still have a lot left to prove? I'm surprised yeah. I'm not going first. But <laughs> no, go you shouldn't go first. But this is why I'm not. This is why I'm not a fan. Because of stuff like this. You, Anthony Davis, you screamed out the numbers. You felt like he's been playing at a great level. I feel like the numbers don't, the eye test don't match the numbers. I feel like when you watch AD play, you, we put superstars at this level, and and from from you, from you, you have both told me that Anthony Davis, you have screamed on this air live and said Anthony Davis is the top two player in the NBA. You said that after you won the chip after the twenty twenty yeah, season. Let, let, yes, you said, I'm going to add context. I'm going to context everything. Context everything. Right. Trust me, all I'm right. going to make all sure right. I right. give all you guys context. You said after he won the chip, he had his amazing run in the bubble. You said that you. AD is a top two player in the NBA after LeBron James. Okay, so you put him on that pedestal. He comes into the next year. Plays like garbage. To Anthony's standards, he plays like garbage. Yeah, to, to another guy that's probably elite numbers, to Anthony Davis, because now you put him on it's this mid. pedestal yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's a top two player. I believe he was a top seven player in the NBA. I believe that at that moment he was a top seven player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He plays like garbage. They get bounced out in the first round to Phoenix. Uh, you, talk about talk about what he did. We know. He, when he played, he was phenomenal. When he played, but he didn't play. Now he comes into this year. He's been... Good to great. He has his moments. His shooting numbers hasn't been great. For for all we know, the Anthony Davis, the reason terrible. why he's been Even viewed terrible. as this elite player is because his ability to stretch out into the perimeter and take you in the post. His shooting numbers haven't been good. We've put him on this pedestal with the Stephs of the world, with the LeBrons of the world, with the Kevin Durants of the world. We've put him on this level that he should be on. I feel like... When you, th there's been moments where people have said, not you guys, there's been moments where people have said, this man is better than Tim Duncan. Yes. <laughs> people have said, this man is better than Tim Duncan. Yes. Okay. I've heard it. I've seen so it. if we put him on this pedestal, there shouldn't be moments. And this man has never won an MVP in his life. This man has never won a defensive player in the year in his life. This man has been, Giannis and him have been neck and neck for the best power forward in the league. Giannis has year after year cemented himself and separated himself from Anthony Davis year after year, year after, after year. MVP, MVP, DPOY, DP, year after year, he has cemented himself, he has separated himself, championship from being the best big man in the league at the power forward position. Anthony Davis has, since that championship run, felt like he's earned enough. He's felt like he doesn't have to work as hard as he should. But I feel like you just reached your prime. You ju you're 28 years Agreed. old. You you are in that ascension of those guys that should take over the league. When LeBron, Harden, Steph, Lee, Kevin Durant, Lee, you are the next group of guys that should be taking over the league. And you haven't taken that crown. LeBron shouldn't be at age 37, whatever he is, 
leading the team in scoring. He shouldn't be. You should be the number one guy. This is supposed to be your team. LeBron said it. This is going to be Anthony Davis' team. This should have been his team last year. Granny got hurt. This year, this should be his team. But he just looks like he doesn't have that drive. He doesn't have that 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 motivation like Giannis has, or even just any type of star in the league that mo- staff like that motivation like these top guys in the league to want to get better. You, there's no way you can say I've won everything. You, I, I don't have nothing else to prove. You have a lot to prove. Yeah, you won that chip, but you still have more to prove. You still have to prove that you're one of the best guys in the game. You still have to prove that you consistently can do this on a given night. You still have to prove that you're an MVP in this league. You still have to prove that we've been hearing all about it. And I know you're an elite defensive player. Okay, go show me. Go out there and win a defensive player of the year. Giannis done it. Go Bears done it. Go show us why you're one of the best defensive players of the year. You have the ability to do it. You're versatile. You can block shots. You have the ability to do it. Go show us something. You are viewed as one of the most talented bigs in NBA history. We we all view you as that. So now go out and show us why you're one of the most talented bigs. Go out and show us why we can put you over guys like Charles Barkley because of your talent. KG and them guys. Why you should be in that conversation. That's why it's like... It's honestly disgusting that he can say something like that at 28 years old when you only have one ring. Like, there's so much left to prove in this NBA, especially when you're playing in a building that Shaq, Kobe, Magic, Kareem, James, like these guys, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, these guys have built and these guys have put banners in that ring. And you have the nerve to say that playing in that arena. I think that's just completely disrespectful to the Lakers organization, in my opinion. Boy, he's weak. All right, so before I go into my Anthony Davis tangent, let me just say, the year in, year out, Giannis is proving that he's better than Anthony Davis. I completely disagree with the year in, year out because it wasn't until last season where he was the guy and got it done and won a championship that people unanimously said that he's better than Anthony Davis because prior to that, in the playoffs, Giannis met a brick wall every single year. And Anthony Davis, the first time he had that chance to win a championship, he did. So that whole year in, year out proving he's better than Anthony Davis, I backtrack on. I don't I I definitely don't agree with that mm. sentiment. That mm. being said, in terms of mm. caught you. In terms of I was him, rebuttal, but I don't want to let him. No, but good. No, no, because no, I haven't I gotten to my main Don't point. Do your thing, bro. It gets you your main. All right, here we go. In terms of him having nothing left to prove, me as a fan of his, I hate that. Because there's certain players that are allowed to say things like that. And those are ones that have gotten to a point in their career where they're towards the tail end or, you know, they're coming to an end. I'm cool with a guy like KD saying that. I don't want to say LeBron because that's obvious. Steph Curry, I'm okay with. Anthony Davis, like you mentioned, is just entering the prime of his career. Look at 28 years old and the history of that. Steph Curry, MVP. Russell Westbrook, MVP. James Harden, MVP. Anthony Davis, like you mentioned, is supposed to be in this top five class. And you're 100% right. After that 2020 season, it could have been debated he was the number two player in the NBA. But in terms of having something to prove, I mean, at this point in time, eight-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, three-time block champ, 2020 NBA champion, 2020, uh, excuse me, 2012-2013 All-Rookie, four-time All-Defense, made the 75th anniversary NBA team. Has an all-star game MVP. He has the accolades. So I understand what he means in that sense. He has nothing left to prove. Like, he's this great all-world basketball player. Yes. But I don't like it because you are a type of ball player that people look at and expect you to be among the greats of the game. 
You're not a regular ball player in the NBA where you're trying to scratch the surface and get your name put out there and you want people to respect your game. You're beyond that. He surpassed that years ago. I think Anthony Davis needs to understand that his name is at a higher pedestal than a bunch of other guys. And I understand that he's not doing what Anthony Davis has done in the past, but that's solely because his shooting hasn't been there. This is the the, the lowest percentage he's had from three-point since his third year in the league. And that year, he didn't even average a full attempt. So this has been probably his worst shooting year. And it's not probable. It's the most definite. This is his worst performance. I think he's at 18% from, from three-point percentage. You compare that to that first year in L.A. where he was shooting 33% and he was taking around three attempts a game. It's night and day. That's the reason why we're not seeing AD or, or, or having AD praised as much as he should be because he's averaging 24 on 18% from three. Even still with all this, he's has a, the eighth highest PER in the league, 17th in, in defensive rating, and, and people are giving him, him crap for... For not being the same defensive player, he's still a top 20 defensive player. I understand that's not the top five defensive player that we're accustomed to, but he's had to take on a load much more than what he was expecting going into the season, given the fact that LeBron's been in and out of the lineup. Okay, first of all, you talk about the load. When Anthony Davis won a ring, what was his load? It depends. Going Series to series, I would say that Nugget series was his. That he had to take the most responsibility for us to win that 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 champion that excuse me that series to move on to the championship. Since Giannis has reached MVP status, has his load not been bigger than Anthony Davis since L- Anthony Davis walked into LA? I agree with that. So how can you sit there and make an excuse on how his load when Giannis has consistently carried not carried I don't want to say carried but has consistently put this Bucks team on top of the league in terms of defense? And offense has consistently kept him as a number one or number two seed without a top 15 player. Like, I think we all don't think Chris Middleton's top 15. Maybe he might not even be top 20. I mean, I don't know where we. He's on that cusp of 20. Yeah, so he, without a top 15, top 20 fact player, he, he's been doing this with a, a, you know, not a consistent superstar like LeBron James. I understand. So I don't think I think you're just making excuses for the fact that AD shouldn't AD should be where Giannis is right now. Like he he should be. He should be in that on that type of tier. What I'll say to this is Giannis is a better athlete more physically than Anthony Davis is. Oh, okay. In terms of that's what I'm saying. In terms of physical attributes, Giannis has that over Anthony Davis. He has the stamina over Anthony Davis. His body can withstand being that brute force down low. Anthony Davis, if he was hitting his threes, this isn't a conversation of whether Anthony Davis is regressing or not. He's just not hitting right now. This is the worst he's shot in his career. If he was hitting at 25%, he's averaging 28, his normal. So I understand, yes, his shooting is bad and his defense is down. But at this point... He is not physically who Giannis is. I'm. Uh, I agree with you. Giannis is better than Anthony Davis. I, I would be arrogant, ignorant to not understand that at this point in time. That being said, physically, Anthony Davis just doesn't have what it takes to be that bump and grind bruiser type ball player, and it's unfortunate. What does that if, mean to 
What does because, that mean? He's more skilled because than if we're only compare, he is more skilled than Giannis. And yes, but the only reason why we're not seeing that You're being, at full look at hold on, let me finish. The only reason we're not seeing that at full capacity right now is because he's not hitting. If he was hitting, this is this isn't a conversation. I think this all stemmed from Drew saying he doesn't agree with your assessment that Giannis has been better than AD year in and year out. After the Lakers won the championship in the bubble, was it not? A it universal was, no, thing, universal. thinking that AD was better than Giannis. No. It was a pretty, it was pretty big amount universal. of people saying AD is better than Giannis. I heard it. Uh, I heard it, but the, okay, you say after the, when walking into the next season after that ring. Yeah, I think I, I think, think that so, put yeah, I think, I, I think see, that put AD over Giannis but, for that. But, year, but before that, that ring, before that ring, people had Giannis over AD. That's okay. that's that's where I'm going. There, there was only a point, and in Giannis's little run, he had. Where people thought AD was better, and that was the bubble, the ring, the bubble. Then the next season happened. Giannis, people put Giannis back over AD. There was never a big moment. There was never a full length year where people thought, "No, AD is better than Giannis." And during Giannis's, like when he was at the peak of his power, that 2020 it, season, Anthony Davis was phenomenal. Average yes, but there was people still who put player of the year who put, conversation. Giannis won it. Giannis won I understand it. that. In the MVP. I understand that. That's what I'm he saying. Like he, the, way, the way you're saying he was in the conversation. Because yeah, LeBron was on it. his team. That's why he didn't ultimately didn't win get DPOI? those awards. No, MVP or Defensive Player oh, of the oh, Year. Oh. Yeah, Giannis I mean, is the main guy. That's, that's why what, That's what I think. Like, the bubble was when But I'm people, saying at that time, though. At, at the bubble, AD was better. Everybody considered AD, but it. that was it. Like after oh, that. Year in, year out, though. And that was, what, two years ago? Well, last year, Giannis was better. He got hurt. And again, we saw what AD could do when he when he's at full capacity. Yeah, back we, to back we, thirty four. Uh, back to back thirty four. We're up two one. He goes yeah, out. Okay. Series changes. That's fair. So you think AD has more left to prove without a doubt? I do, that's I listen, where you stand no, on. As I well. do think so too. I mean, listen, you're not a regular player. You're a, a top seventy five player in the eyes of the basketball media. The, the in the in all of people that think that that whoever took this list into account, they said Anthony Davis is a top seventy five player. All time. So in terms of you wanting to be up there with the greatest ever, you have something left to prove. You're 28 years old. And where do you stand on this, JC? I mean, as a fan, I feel like that's kind of a disrespectful statement to make. Be Albeit Anthony Davis is one of the most talented players in the NBA. We're talking about a guy who before this season could stretch the floor, could hit the mid-range, had a post game, could guard and guard opposing guards could defend the rim. He could do it all. He could basically do what Giannis is doing now, but he was a little, he was more skilled than Giannis. So um, with that being said, I mean, there was a point in time where Rivers right. I was, I was looking across Twitter and there was people putting him in the same breath as Tim Duncan. Once you're in the same breath or once people think you're as good as Tim Duncan, that's when all bets are off. You can't say anything like this. Uh, Last year, Albeit he was injured last year, but even in the start of the season, he was only giving you twenty one a game. Clear regression from last year, and I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say. Yeah, he was hurt. I don't want. I don't want to say it was. It was him mentally, but I felt like. I felt like it was a combination of physically and mentally. He wasn't a hundred percent, and then after winning the championship, right after the bubble to go into another season, I kind of give him some slack for that in a way. You know, he wasn't performing that well, but then up until this year, you look at Anthony Davis. We all looked at him as a floor spacer and everything. Across the line, from 3 to 10 feet, he's at 44%, which is the worst in his career. From 10 to 16, 32%, which is the worst from his career. From 16 to 
16 feet to three-point range, he's at 41%, which is one of the worst of his career. And then at the three-point line, he's at 19%, which is abysmal. It's one of the worst in the NBA for his shot attempts per game that he takes. Um, my only question to, I guess, Anthony Davis, obviously he's not going to see it, but my only question to Anthony <laughs> hey, Davis hey, as, he, a, he's watching. as a player is, like, do you really want to cement yourself as a top-five power forward? Because right now, players like Kevin Garnett who are all around superstar players who gave it 100%, who are there in the accumulative stats and the defensive stats and and everything, they're over you. I'm not going to give Anthony Davis that praise of being top five just because he's talented. You're 28 years old. You're in the prime of your career. We've seen you do it in the the playoffs. Anthony Davis in that bubble run averaged about 27, 29 points per game. He was amazing. He hit a game winner against Denver. I feel like he was the best player. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for that. But I feel like since that time, I could be wrong, but just looking at him, I feel like he's mailed it in. And then those statements, furthermore, make it seem like he's mailed it in from this championship, like he doesn't want it. Like Riff said, LeBron's 37 years old. LeBron's averaging 26 points per game. This team looks better when LeBron's there. But you you can only go so far with, I mean, we know how far LeBron can take you. But even LeBron said, there was a point in time where I'm going to retire and this is going to be your team and you're going to have to carry it. And right now, he doesn't look like he's ready for that type of responsibility. Um, Do I think he could carry a team? I mean, the numbers suggest that he can, but even in New Orleans, he was having success seasons where he was averaging 29 and 13 in a couple playoff berths in a in a uh, a six seed upset over Portland that one year. He was amazing in that series. So we know Anthony Davis has his ability. It's just up to him if he can sustain that ability and sustain that greatness. So I guess my only question just in just in general is Anthony Davis, do you really want to be a top five power forward? Or are you content with how your career has gone right now? And if you're content with how your career has gone right now, bro, you're 28 years old. You still have a lot of time to prove and to add to your resume, which is already pretty impressive. People think you're a top 75 player, but in my opinion, he's like, in my opinion, he's going to have to do more to be in that top five power forward list for me. He's just going to have to do more. It's not going to be off talent. Anthony Davis has to continue to get better and just show that he belongs in those type of lists where people kind of see him. And I mean, I've seen him be compared to them, Tim Duncan. It's I think ridiculous. it's ridiculous. So um, Anthony Davis is 28 years old. He's still got time. Hopefully he can change around. He's a, he's a great talent. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he can turn his career around from what it's been right now. Like it's been underwhelming. A little just, underwhelming for think, his standard because he's that great of a player. I just think as a great player, it's just he's la- this season. It's, it's just and he's still averaging twenty four. And last year he was hurt, and when he was healthy, he was amazing. Every guy, aside from the, the Luca and Embiid, probably for the most part, the top guys that he gets compared to, they have something. You know, an MVP, a DPOI, they have that, that magical season. Yeah, like Harden. He the one knock on Harden, he doesn't have a ring, but in terms of with 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 superstars and with players, they you you build up, you bulk up that individual life, and then you get the winning. Harden for him is just now that team win, that that ring. He his individuals from an individual standpoint, he's cemented. He has nothing left to prove from an individual standpoint, but he has to get that ring. Mm-hmm. With LeBron, Curry, KD, they have nothing left to prove. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Giannis. He's individually. He, honestly, Giannis is more liable to say, "I have nothing left to prove." See that because he got between, that ring. He finished it off. You you finished it off. You didn't you didn't assemble yourself. Still going hard. He's st- that's why that's still thing. going he still crazy. Feels like he has left, something left to prove. He's 26, crazy, so it's like bro, 27, 27, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, at one point, I, yeah, Giannis is 27. You got to take the challenge, man. You play for the Lakers. Man. I play with LeBron. I I don't disagree with what you're saying too much in in the sense of Giannis. If he were to say he has none left to prove, it would mean a little bit more than Anthony Davis. 
just for the fact that Giannis was the best player on his team and he didn't even win finals MVP as great as he played. No doubt about it. He was fantastic. Yeah, nobody's winning that over LeBron. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's LeBron James. Yeah. And, and even still a little bit of what you said, you, I, you didn't really say it openly, but yeah. I just feel like the general consensus is that Anthony Davis needs to be the best player for us to win a championship this season. I have said that he needs to be our best player, but the way that LeBron has been scoring, I feel as if it's not that essential for him to be the best player. But I think defensively, th- that's without question. He needs to be a 10 out of 10 on the defensive side of the ball, given the fact that our defense is whack. But in terms of Giannis and having nothing left to prove compared to AD, Giannis would never say that. Giannis is too humble, too dedicated, too respectful of the game to and even to himself, to say that he has nothing left to prove this early in his career. Giannis understands that where he's at right now, Mm -hmm. there has been a handful of guys in that position. Almost no one. I think Magic is the only one that was that young, that won a championship that quickly with the resume that Giannis has. Oh wait, with the sorry, you understand like the DPO? Tim Duncan. Okay, that's another one. That is Kareem. Yeah, Kareem Bryant did it. But think about the names that we're saying. These are all top ten guys. Legends. So I understand that Giannis is at a different pace, and that's why Giannis is better than Anthony Davis right now. But I expected Anthony Davis to be a little bit more hungry. And Giannis that's not is what at I'm a seeing. different pace because he put in the work. Correct. AD I didn't put, I don't think he put it. Well, I'm not going to knock him for the Pelicans because, you know what I'm saying? He was still a great, he was yeah, a great, he was great player. They the did Pelicans. that to him. But, I, but I'm saying LA, you know, you got to put in the work. Giannis put in that work. You didn't expect Milwaukee to win. You know, you drop a couple luck, you get a couple talented guys, boom, championship. You know, it, it happens. Luck plays a part in a lot of championships. But Giannis put in that work individually to be one of the best players in the league. And I feel like AD just doesn't put in enough work in the offseason or on his spare time. We caught him playing the game and streaming and shooting at guys with Steph Curry jerseys. Talk about take that. Like, what's up with him? Like, he on some weird shit. But yeah. I, I just feel like he doesn't put in enough work. As when these other guys, Steph at 33, still putting in that work. You know, Kevin Durant, he's in the gym. He doesn't even want to. He said he don't want to start a family because he's all about basketball right now. Guys like that, LeBron, he spends all that money on his body because he's still. He, LeBron really has nothing to prove. But he feel like he's still. LeBron's trying to be the to greatest. Yeah, he, like you still always have that. When you're a great player, you still. Like MJ said it. You still always make up something in your head to, to keeps you going, to keeps you grinding, have that that personal goal that keeps you pushing. Steph Curry has come out and said he feels like he has nothing left to prove, but he always has that personal goal that pushes him and keeps him going. And AD, I feel like kind of not like Ben Simmons, but kind of in that sense, kind of doesn't have that motivation and that drive because he just feels like he won that championship and he felt and he's like talented. He's, he he doesn't like he like he's talented. So whatever, like he's he's going to get his 20 and 10 off talent alone, but to that cements the great players is that hard work. You know what I'm saying? If you look I, at Anthony Davis, the accolades are there. Eight-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defensive Team, three-time Block Chip, NBA Champion. But like you said, he's missing that DPOY. Charles Barkley MVP, called MVP. him out on inside the NBA on TNT. He told Anthony Davis he needs to be the one to play better, and he would hate for Frank Vogel to get <laughs> fired because of AD's yeah, play. Yep. But you look at these numbers. Players are shooting 46.7% when defended by AD this season. That's 1.3% better than their usual field goal percentage. A career worse for him mm. and the first time in his career where players are shooting better when guarded by him. And among the top five shot contesters in the NBA, he is the only one allowing a positive 
field goal percentage difference. You can, you can just see it from the so eye this test. So this has been a different AD. Yeah, you can see it from watching him play. He just doesn't look disengaged. And you mentioned he has the accolades to get into the Hall of Fame, but I feel like he just doesn't have those accolades to be considered mm-hmm. putting that in that room with, you know, KG, MVP, DPOI, champion, Tim Duncan. Carl we don't Malone. even got to speak about that. Carl Malone, he may not have the ring, but he's a back. He, he's he's a, OD. He's different. Back-to-back MVP. Not back-to-back, but he has two MVPs. Dirk, champion, MVP, like... He doesn't. He Giannis now put walked into that room with everything. He doesn't have those to put like those ring those MVPs and GP, those are the separators from legends, whole like superstars and great players. You know what I'm saying? The difference between Paul George and the KDs, like those those are the differences. You know what I'm saying? So he just has to get those. He's 28. He can still turn, turn around. around. But Luca's coming. Trey Young's coming. Tatum is Giannis here. Giannis is still here. Like, Giannis is still here. These guys are coming. You know, Luca. I feel like he's already better than AD. But these young guys are on their way. Jokic. He now he got an MVP. He could possibly Hopefully get another one. Coming soon. Yeah. yeah Hopefully. Like, these guys are on their way, and AD's letting the league pass him. The league don't stop for nobody. He got to continue to just put in that work. JC, I want you to start off this topic mm-hmm. because it about? <laughs> it's about the Chicago Bulls. I think you should know what it's about. Uh, Bulls. They have been oh, torn yeah. apart by this COVID dilemma <sighs> right now. I mean, right now, right now, Alex Caruso is playing power forward in the starting lineup for the Bulls. That's how bad COVID has hit them. Kobe White got it. DeRozan got it. Javante Green got it. Derek Jones Jr., Matt Thomas. You guys Stanley had to Johnson bring on. Got it. Stanley Johnson, you guys just brought him yeah. on. Chicago got COVID. Yeah. The Bulls have a lot of people out right now currently because they're in league protocols. But when they were all healthy and playing together, this looked like one of the top teams in the East. Currently, they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference at 17 and 9 at the time of this recording. But what's their ceiling? You know, Drew and Riv, you guys both have said you're picking them to make the Eastern Conference Finals. JC, you told Riv, no way in hell they're going to get past Brooklyn. (laughs) Not even Brooklyn, Miami, or Milwaukee. So in in your opinion, what's the ceiling for the Bulls, and can they go to the conference championship? All right, so (sighs) maybe I was being a little too disrespectful (laughs) to the Bulls. I mean, obviously, what they've been doing this season is really impressive. As far as them missing all their players, I mean, I think it it could affect them in two ways. Maybe in the standings a little bit. You don't have DeMar DeRozan who's been an MVP candidate. And then another another thing, some players have lingering effects because of COVID. I mean, Jason Tatum last year didn't feel the same way. So hopefully that doesn't, you know, mess with any player's health or long-term health. But I mean, other than that, I think I think Chicago's a really good team. I like what they're building. I like the the addition of Caruso and everything. They have good defenders across the board. I think their ceiling can be an Eastern Conference Finals. I think there could be a world where they might upset. Uh, um, I think they're more susceptible to upset a, a Brooklyn or a Miami rather than a Milwaukee. Just, just my opinion. But there is a world where they could get to, to the Eastern Conference Finals. But my ceiling for them, I mean, where I think they'll be is I think they'll be a competitive second round team. I think anybody between Milwaukee, Miami, or Brooklyn, whoever plays them, it's it, they're gonna they're gonna be in a dogfight with the Chicago Bulls because they are a very good team, and you know they are led by statistically the best two man punch in the NBA. Hopefully this play transitions into the playoffs for Demar Derozan because we know he's had his shortcomings. Hopefully Zach Levine can perform great in his first postseason outing. That's gonna happen this year because they are gonna make it. But I mean other than that, I don't think this team's gonna be any less than a second round second round team to an Eastern Conference team. I think that's I think that's where I have them at right now. Can they beat the Nets? I think the Nets beat them in six or seven. 
But that's how I feel about him. I just, and I, you know, I, based off my team, you know, I, I watched. And I like using them in 2K. I've watched almost <laughs> every single game that we've played. And honestly, we can, the only problem we have is we lack offense sometimes in a half court set. And we struggle with bigs, you know, Embiid, you know, even Sabonis and Miles Turner, we struggled mightily with bigs, you know. Bam, we struggled with Bam a lot. But I just I just don't see a world where if we beat a team like Miami, it's considered an upset. I feel like we are on the same level as them. You know, I, I feel like we match up perfectly with them to an extent, especially from a from the guards perspective. I okay, think I agree. we match up well, we have the guards that can defend them and we have the wings that can do, I, I think Milwaukee probably posed the motor because we Vucevic can't guard Giannis you know what I'm saying no. Pat will if he comes back he can't they're just too imposing down low but I think Brooklyn is a good matchup for us too I just don't see a world where Miami is this universally so much better than us when we're we're I feel like we're a better offensive team than that and we're not we're probably not good in the, on defense but we're an elite defensive team ourselves you know we have Lonzo we have Caruso Zach is giving his effort on defense even Demar he's giving his effort on defense Javante Green is a really good defender like DJ jo- Derek Jones Jr is a really good defender so I just like this this world where we're not on the same level as Miami I don't know I don't I don't really see it you know what I'm saying what about Milwaukee though I, I think Milwaukee is better than us I think Giannis is the the, the, the main factor, he just separates them from us because we don't have any bigs. We don't have a backup big either. But I think we're right in that room with Brooklyn and Miami because we can match up with both teams, honestly. I think, the, like you said, we do have to see Zach in a playoff environment. But the way with the way he scores, you know, I just feel like it'll, it'll kind of like it's going to shift seamlessly into the offense. And then you don't like they don't have anybody really to, to guard him because Jimmy can't guard everybody. You know what I'm saying? He, he can't. He's going to have to check DeMar. How about Oladipo check coming Zach. back? I mean, That's a lot to ask of him. It is a lot to ask of him, but I, like like you said, new medicine, you True. know, this new new day in the NBA. I, I'm 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 not really. Oh, you don't need no more. I'm not really worried. I just feel like like Miami. We match. I think our our ceiling is an Eastern Conference final. I think we do have the talent. We have That's the personnel. The yeah, I think our ceiling. You can't is be a championship. You can't go to the championship. I, I don't think the first year we would. It would be that. I think we have to get that that playoff. I think playoff chemistry is important. We have to get that in order. I think our team chemistry in the regular season. I think it's amazing. I think Lonzo, Caruso, Javante Green has gelled. But I think you know next year is going to be a little bit better because if Zach comes back, we'll have, we'll be more in tune. Pat will be back. But I think right now we're definitely Eastern Conference team, and I think we're right in that room with Brooklyn and Miami. I feel like the ceiling is going to the finals. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I do think that Milwaukee is the one team I look at genuinely and think that's the number one team to beat. In terms of the Nets, I'm not sold on them defensively come playoff time and offensively outside of KD. Harden, you should be able to rely on. But we've seen what what happens to Harden, excuse me, when the the, the lights shine the brightest. He has great moments for sure. (laughs) He has great moments for sure. Oh, boy. But there's some moments that obviously he's not the James Harden that we're accustomed to. And then outside of those two guys, who are we really relying on here? Patty Mills. Champion. Maybe, I'm blanking on his name, Joe Harris, excuse me. It's like these aren't guys that I'm genuinely happy with. Aldridge has been solid this year. We'll see what happens with him if his play continues to, to be this high, you know, at this point in his career come playoff time. But Miami... It's an interesting team to me because defensively, when they're all healthy, this team is one of the best teams in the NBA for sure. Offensively, they've answered a couple of questions, but now 
the biggest question is health. You have Jimmy already in and out of the lineup with health issues. You have Bam Adebayo who just had surgery. And he's probably going to be back most definitely by playoff time. But already we're getting the injury scare. And that's what that's what worries me. I think Bulls ultimately are complete in the sense where they are a good defensive team and have great offense. But that's why I look at Milwaukee and I just think they're the most complete team because defensively they've shown it. They could be the best defensive team in the league. And offensively, they have Giannis, who could average 30. They have Middleton, who come playoff time, at least last season, could give you 22 to 25 points. And Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders at the guard position there is in the NBA. So I just look at Milwaukee, and I think they're the best team. But the polls are no slouch. I think Levine is going to be spectacular come playoff time. I just think he has a different type of swagger to him. His confidence is at a different level. I don't think that he could be touched in that sense. I have no worries with him. DeMar doesn't have to worry about LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I don't know who really can guard DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs on the Nets. I don't think anyone can do it. They don't have anybody. I don't think on Miami, they probably do. Jimmy Butler, yes. Um, And on Milwaukee... Are you putting Drew Holiday on, on Demar Derozan? I don't think no, that's a great idea. You'll probably Zach. put um, Middleton. You probably put Middleton on, on Demar. But then, what's going on with Levine? It's like they have a lot of offensive pieces that could give a lot of team fits, and they have very good team chemistry very early on. And I haven't even mentioned the contributions of Lonzo and Caruso at all. Caruso has been huge for you guys. And, and Lonzo has been shooting very efficiently from three. He's been one of the best defenders in the league. He deserves a first-team all-defense this year. I just think that I'm looking at the Bulls, and I'm very, very impressed from what I'm seeing. And there is not a team that I can see that they cannot beat in a seven-game series. But they're not my number one team right now. DeMar DeRozan isn't good in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if he's facing LeBron. He faced the Pacers... He averaged 18 points per game, shot 32% from the field, shot 17% from three. That was in the 2016 playoffs. I, did they win that series? They did win that series in seven. But DeMar DeRozan. He got locked up that year. PG yeah. locked him. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to DeMar's credit, there hasn't been a season in the playoffs, at least, that he's averaged under 20. Oh, yeah, but his regular season averages, he, he, those, he those numbers are all down from his... Regular season averages. But I think things are a little bit different now that he has another option next to him that can give Kyle equal. Lowry wasn't that. He's not, not equal, though. He's not of equal. He's not Zach. Offense. He's not. I know he's not Zach, but that's still Kyle Lowry. But no, he's, I understand, no. but he's not Zach on offense. Correct. I was wrong about the Bulls in the sense of they've been a little bit better than I've expected. That, that's pretty much it. And not even that. Like It's not like they've been better than I've expected. I was just wrong in the sense that they're not as good as the Knicks. <laughs> Nonetheless, I mean, the Knicks aren't as good as the Bulls. Nonetheless, the Bulls don't frighten anybody. You guys aren't frightening anybody. What makes you say that? Am I worried about Vucevic, who's not that good of a defender, if I'm another team? If I'm the Bucks, No. Or the Heat? No. I told you DeMar DeRozan doesn't perform in the playoffs. Forget about the Nets. I know you don't trust the Nets' defense. Forget about them. Well... What if, what if they face the Bucs? What if Drew Holiday is on DeMar DeRozan? Oh, no. Bucks are a bad matchup for Bu- us. Bucks are scary. Oh, DeMar DeRozan is going to be virtually useless in that series. What about if they face the Heat? If Jimmy Butler or P.J. Tucker 
are guarding him. If P.J. Tucker's guarding DeMar DeRozan, he has no chance. Let's just get that clear right now. Um, Didn't Jimmy just have a shit show last year? It happens. Oh. Oh, okay. Just, they no, need, just, they, just, need, just, they just, need Hero to be what he That was the first time in Butler's career this really happened to him. They need Hero to continue doing what he's been doing. I understand, but against Miami, oh, yeah, they'll lock down DeMar for sure. The Nets, you're right. I, the Nets probably won't lock down those players, but I trust Harden and KD over anybody the Bulls got. That's fair. Chicago, you guys are going to have a great regular season. You're going to have a disappointed playoffs, kind of like the Knicks last year. Here we go. That's what you're going to have. You're going to have a disappointed <laughs> playoffs. Yo, if you get to the second round, I'll applaud you. But depending on that first round matchup, who can beat you us? Might, Atlanta could scrape you. Scrape? scrape? Yes. You're doing it again. Now, he just wants you guys to be the new Knicks. You're doing it again. You, 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 your first, you walked in this year. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be better than the Knicks. We're third seed. The Bulls would be six. Okay. Now you look stupid. 25 games in. Now we're the number one seed. Or the, I think we're probably two right now. We're the number two seed in the league. You're at the bottom yeah. of the barrel. Now you're saying, all right. <laughs> I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I, I was wrong about them being better than the Knicks. But now <laughs> we, I don't fear the Bulls. Now you're saying we're not feared. Listen, you got to stop spinning your narratives every 25, 30 game. You keep spinning your narratives. Let me ask you, Rev. Talk Can, to me. Scrape? You said scrape, Tell me though. who you, you would take in the playoffs. I got it. Nets or Bulls? Nets. Bucks or Bulls? Bulls. Really? Bucks. Heat or Bucks? Oh, Heat or Bulls? Bulls. You're taking the Bulls over yes. the Heat? You okay. you feel more confident about the Heat than you do the Nets right now? Yes, because of Kevin Durant. Yes, or because, <laughs> the Bulls. Yes, the Bulls or the Sixers fully healthy. Ooh, that'd be a t- wait. What's fully healthy with Ben? Let's assume Ben gets traded for a player. Right <sighs> I hate when you do that. Without Jimmy or Bam. Um, no, tomorrow. There's like Sixers are a bad matchup for yeah, us. Yeah, I know. So I would say Sixers. You didn't put the. Elbow. The uh, Heat in there. It's still good enough to win. Heat, Nets, Bulls, Sixers. Those are four teams that I think they can Sixers? definitively beat you. Wait, in say, the that, say that list again. Said Sixers. Bulls, Bucks, Nets, Sixers. Now, who can we beat on that list? None, in my you're, opinion. You're dumb. In my opinion, you're you, dumb. Can't, you can't beat none of them. He meant the, seven. I'm sorry. He said the said, Sixers. No, he said. He, he, Sixers. You think the Heat he, can be? He, he said the Nets, Sixers. Bulls, the team he Bucks, said barely me. would make the playoffs. Yeah. He said oh, the Sixers. The Heat. The Bucks, the Nets, the Nets and the Bucks. That's and fine. You can have that assessment. Think the Hawks. Yeah. I think the Hawks can. That's an evenly matchup. You can evenly, have that. I don't. Matchup. I don't understand how you can say that's evenly matchup. It's they, an even matchup. How do you say that's evenly matchup? They don't, they're not as good as us defensively and offensively. We're better. Than who? They're than better the Hawks. Than you you're just saying that now is just straight emotion. So now, nah, so defensively, now, they're better. Yeah, it's just it's motion. But there are five teams that are better than you guys. What's the, what's the fifth? That you I think four. that I think at their at their peak are better than you guys. The only thing the Heat definitively have over Who's the Nets, Bulls is Bucks, defense. Bulls, uh-huh. Sixers. Who's the fifth? I'm thinking about the fifth. It might have just been four. But let's say, say but let's say, but let's say, Sixers. let's say you get the third seed. Sixers. Let Let's say you get the third seed. Let's say the Bulls finish with the third seed, and the sixth seed is are the Sixers. You feel confident in that? I feel confident, but that's a tricky, that's a tough series because they have Embiid and we struggle with bigs. That's the Bulls' ceiling is the second round. But I Conference think, finals is not happening. But you just, <laughs> hold on, because you're a spinner. You just, you just, you just said Atlanta would scrape us. Right. And you think Atlanta is better than us. Okay. Yet you had no, you had no fact to, to back that up. We, we, we just told you we're better defensively and offensively, but you just felt, they're better. So emotion. You said the Sixers, you would pick 
to beat us. Yet you barely had them getting in the playoffs. Emotion. Now the Bucks. We all agree the Bucks are. Well, bad use matchup. context to that. Why did I have Philly barely getting into the playoffs? I don't remember. Why did you have Philly barely? Because Embiid is because Embiid is hurt a lot, and Embiid Philly was a top five seed until Embiid went out, and then they slipped in the standings. Right. So that's the reason why. But fully healthy Embiid, they're they're easily a top five seed in the East. But we're talking. So okay, so. Philly, you just think they're just better than us. I think they are better than you guys. And then you said Atlanta would scrape us. Yes. So you think Atlanta, you put that Atlanta in that conversation of teams that would beat us. Five teams, yeah, there are five teams in the East Conference that can beat you guys. Okay. So can Atlanta so six, go to the so, ECF? No. So then Because they're not in that upper echelon for me. So there's only three teams that can go to the ECF? Yes. The Bucks, okay. Heat, and Nets. So the, we're the sixth Where's best the team fourth? in the East. Where's the fourth team in the... Uh, give me a fourth, though. You're saying three teams. Four. Heat, no, Bucks, Nets, team. Atlanta, Philly. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying three teams are a lock for the ECF? Nets, no, Bucks, three, Heat. I, there's only three teams in the East that I think can make the ECF. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So we're Nets, the, Bucks, Heat. So we're the sixth best team in the East. I'll say you're like 5A, 5B. Cool. You're around there. 5A. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. From what they've shown you this season, that's what you've come away he with? He hasn't watched this play. Bruh. It's clear. It's very clear. It's mad clear. He hasn't watched. They his got play. chemistry quick as hell on that team. They're a great team. They're just not as great as these other teams. Not as great as Philly. I don't think you guys can what beat is, Miami, bro. Well, what has what is what has Philly listen, done this, to this show this you they're guy, great? Is Levine? Is they were the first seed last year. They had Ben. Yeah, with Ben. Even without Ben, though, they were pretty good. And I think even even without Ben this year, they were at one point the first seed as well. Yeah, for like the first. You told me in the beginning. It's too early. That was like the first seed for like they eight. They, nine, got, and they got hurt. I mean, and B got hurt. Do you think yeah, and Tobias was in COVID also to begin the year? Yeah, I mean, he came back and they're still what five and two with but, him. They but who's holding? Him. Who's holding Levine on the Sixers? I don't think anybody Matisse? is Matisse. I don't think That's anybody is Matisse. But then you have Demar. You have Lonzo. Why do I care about Lonzo as a scorer? <laughs> He's still a great three point shooter. Okay, I have to close out on him. But like in terms of him having the ball and doing something, but, but again, I, I don't care. What but then that's Matisse, when, Matisse could take out Zach, you think? Possible. I'm trying to figure out who. Jesus I'm trying to figure Christ. out who. I'm trying to figure nah, out who. Like who's guarding Embiid? Other than that, I'm trying nah, to figure he out. He knowledge that nobody's guarding yeah, but I'm, no, that's But that's, that's, that's why I'm confused. I'm trying to figure out outside of Embiid, who am I trying to figure out? Who am I confused about? Like, who am I worried you about? You have nobody that can guard Tobias, bro. <laughs> he started laughing at you. <laughs> How about Maxi? Oh, God. <laughs> if you put lines on Tobias, who's going to guard Maxi? No, Caruso? no, no. I'm trying to, no, no. It's not even Maxie's that. Maxi's going crazy. I, I swear to God, bro, Derek Jones Jr. could guard Tobias Harris. Like, like, I promise you he can do it, bro. Like, I'm you not, said probably, I'm not, yeah, probably like, I'm not getting in on the dishes. Yeah, like, he just, probably yeah, could. Like, he said the Sixers, like, he's like, what? <laughs> Tyrese Maxi, Danny Green, Seth Curry. I don't got an answer for Seth Curry, bro. We have Alex Caruso, bro. I don't know. Seth is one of the best. I get it, bro. You're, you, you didn't realize the Bulls would be this good, so now you have to backtrack. You know, you have to make up another. No, not, I mean, you have to make up another agenda <laughs> yeah, to fit the yeah. purpose. I get it, bro. But come on, bro. You, come so on. you're so you're telling me that you're making Eastern Conference Finals. You pick them to go to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, finals. we can make these. We're the we're the we're tied for the. We are. It's a three A three B between us and Miami. I believe. Okay. I don't think the Hawks. You. I don't even. I'm not. I don't. I don't. If I, we see the Hawks, we are not. Yeah. We won't get scraped in five. Wow. It won't be embarrassing. We won't know. We're going to beat them in five or six games. There is no, 
oh, we can't score. Randall, no, there is none of that. They're not going to lock us up. They're not going <laughs> to do none of that. They're, what they, they're not going to embarrass us at home. It's none of that. It's going to be Zach and DeMar. We have Lonzo. We have Caruso for defense. And we're going to be fine. If we play the Philly, Joel Embiid is going to be a problem. I've He's acknowledged a problem that. for anybody. Hey, JC, I've acknowledged Biggs. He's going to be a problem. But outside of Embiid, we're not worried about Tobias, Mid-Harris. Like, we're not. We're not worried about Maxi. We're not worried about Seth Curry. We're not worried Danny about Green. Danny Green, Shake Milton. We're not worried about them. Like, what are you saying? And then Washington, I'm not acknowledging them. Charlotte, I'm not acknowledging them. Who else? Indiana, Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> It, they may be a trouble, but I'm not really acknowledging them too much. It's the it's he the, said they may be a trouble. <laughs> it's the top. It's the Nets and the Bucks in Miami. I'm worried about everybody else. If first of all, but the way our team is constructed, if we're worried about anybody else, we didn't do our, we didn't do a good job in the offseason, in my opinion. If if we can't beat those other teams, then this season is a failure because we put ourselves in position. We feel like to be in that conversation with Miami and the Bucks and the Nets. So if we can't beat those other teams, we should blow it up. Honestly, I feel like because we. Put ourselves in comfortable position. And you said, oh, my God, DeMar's not good in the playoffs. Yeah, that's cool. Toronto DeMar. This is a whole different energy, DeMar. Zach's been different. DeMar's different. You can see, I mean, if you watch the games, I don't know if you have, but if you watch the games, you can see it's a different type of vibe. The ball is moving. The, the game is solid. The pick and rolls are there. The defense has been there. DeMar is playing defense this year. The knock on him is he couldn't play defense. No, he's playing defense. So it's like a different energy, different vibe. Chicago, we go. We'll be alright, bro. I don't. You're a hater, though, so I don't know what you're gonna do. I'm just realistic. I'm realistic about your goals. I don't want you to be heartbroken. I know you. I'm not will you be. guys. We're not gonna lose in the first round, bro. Uh, unless I never we, said you're gonna lose in the first round. No, it's possible. I, I, I just, we play I just Miami. Said, if we're four or five and it's Miami, nice. I just said ceiling is. If it's round. four or five and Miami beats us, would you consider that a failure? No, because that's a team I think could beat you. Personally. Would you consider that a failure? If we're fifth and Miami's four, flip flop, it doesn't matter. Would you consider that's that a definitely a failure for your season? I, I think. But so you just too, said Miami's man. better, so nah, I was in failure nah, be, because you have to get past the first round. But you, but hope, with the moves hope, you guys made, you got to get past the first we, round. We think we can beat Miami, so we're we're we would consider that getting a failure. out in the first round no, though. I, we consider that a failure. But you said we are the sixth best team in the, in the league in the East. So a sixth best team isn't really. Looking to get out the no, first round. No, I didn't round. say that. I said that in the playoffs, I wouldn't take out over these teams. Oh, so you think we're but, okay? So playoffs. But if you, if you, but I, I said it in the regular season, you guys are going to be great. Well, if COVID. you, if you have to face the Heat in a four-five matchup in the reg, in the playoffs, that mm -hmm. means you didn't do your job in the regular season. So that means that is a failure. The Bulls should, with all the injuries to the Sixers, with Embiid being with Ben Simmons out, you just got with, his hold on, hold on, with 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 with. Miami Heat's injuries, Bam, Jimmy Butler, we know he's in and out. Yeah, y'all should be a top three seed in the East. We just got eight players on COVID. COVID. That's a week. That's like one week clean. We're already one and one. You're right, but guess who's playing for your guess who's playing tonight though? Guess who's starting? Zach. Lonzo. Zach and Vooch. Zach yeah. and Vooch. So yeah, you got two all-stars still on the court. Plus a first NBA all first team all defense guy in Lonzo. I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't. So, I don't so you should still, that's not, it's yeah, not like you guys just have complete scrubs on the court. That's not now. necessarily true though, bro. Cause it, cause we, we, we're starting guys like, like. You have the, three of your top four guys playing. The, still. First, no, that's, first of all, you can't even say that because you didn't even have Lonzo as a top four guy on our team. You thought Caruso was on the same level. So you can't. I do think Caruso's so on the same level. you can't switch up your take now, no, bro. No, hold up. I do think Caruso's on the same level, but. As. As Lonzo. I do think they're in the same tier as players. As They are in the same tier. But Lonzo is the starting guy. He's the one getting more of the load. A whole bench. I don't agree with that. That whole Caruso's on the same Lonzo 
tier. He's getting what load? He's still the starter. Oh. Oh, okay. Listen, I mean, I, and I, mean, I love Caruso. Lonzo is a better passer than he is. Defensively, as great as Caruso is, Lonzo is a better defender. He shoots the ball better. I don't, I don't I think, think he does that, shoot the I, ball better. I don't know about that defense part. Defensively, is Caruso first team all defense? He he should Yo, be. Really? He's OD. He's, OD. he's a better defender than I, Lonzo. Lonzo's a better team defender. Okay. That's ooh, That's tough. Crusoe, Crusoe's. I, listen, you don't have to tell me about how great Crusoe's no, Crusoe defense is. Guarding I mean, you are forwards, you bro. are a guy who uses Perk thirty six to defend your <laughs> THT narrative. Whoa, 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 whoa! Now, now you're backtracking on THT. <laughs> so now he was he you was could, bad. Now he was good. Now he's bad look, again. Look, look, look at Lonzo Caruso's, Caruso's right Perk thirty six numbers, and you're gonna see one guy have better ones, and it's gonna be Caruso. All right, let's see. Yeah, Caruso's averaging eight points and like five assists, and I don't know how less than like. Like in mate, less Lonzo's than twelve, average in twelve and five, twelve five and five. Like if you're t- you're telling me if Caruso starts, he can't average twelve five and five. Were you asking me? Nah, yeah. I thought no. I'm- All right, he's averaging per thirty six, ten, <laughs> five, four point seven with a lead. Caruso, defense. excuse or- me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ten, yeah, ten five four point seven with a lead defense. Caruso, yes. He's guarding power forwards. He's six four. Oh, listen. You have to tell me. I miss him every single day. I just, I'm just now. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm confused about that Atlanta man. The Atlanta now all of a sudden. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't get it. I'm out on that one. Losing me with that one, but he said Atlanta was scrape. Yeah, wow. Scrape is. Uh, well, they get Bogey, DeAndre Hunter back. It'll be a formidable opponent for you guys. Bogey is a mismatch. He's their third leading scorer. Yeah, Lonzo's per 36 this season would be 13, five, and six. Uh, Lonzo. Lonzo and Caruso aren't stat guys, so you looking into the stats aren't you're not going to really know how valuable they are. Lonzo shooting forty two percent from three. Yes, yes, yes. He's a good three point shooter. Yes, He's I know what Lonzo nice. is, but is bro? If they start Caruso, they aren't losing. Like, what are they losing? Oh well, no, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm just saying same Lonzo. Tier, but, though. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Same you, tier. Uh, if you if you start one uh, guy over the other and you don't lose much, that's the same tier. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Lonzo's just a little bit above Caruso. He's better. I think he is better. Yeah, but they're, they're in the same better. tier, though. But he's better. He can still be in the same tier. And I understand. Be okay. Like Dame All right. Kyrie. You All think right. Dame better than Kyrie when he's healthy, right? That type of. Yeah, but they're in the same tier type yeah, of guards. It. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Fair we'll enough. see. We'll see. This, this is another narrative we're waiting to destroy. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I just, just can't wait. You know, uh, Bulls Nation, right? Try to be. Let's get it. We've been great. We've been, first of all, it's funny because he said we'll struggle during that that dangerous run we had against those elite teams. Eight we didn't five. struggle. Yeah, we didn't struggle. We played actually phenomenal. He was wrong again. He said, <laughs> guy said Lonzo couldn't. He wasn't that great of a perimeter def- defender. Wrong again. Dude's been elite. Don't know what he be talking about. Dude said Knicks third seed. Wrong again. They're at the bottom of the East. Don't know what he said. Lonzo would be the fourth ball handler on the squad. Wrong again. He's literally the third. Vooch honestly shouldn't even get touches anymore. No, I said I said that Lonzo was gonna be the fourth option. He is. And no, you said he'll be the fourth nah, ball handler. Fall. You said no, I said get more I, ball handling. What I actually said was that Lonzo is going to be a spot up shooter in your offense because he's not gonna touch the ball over Levine and Demar. And Vooch. You said Vooch. You did that, and he touches the ball more than Vooch, bro. Well, ball handling. Let me keep it on Caruso gets the in ball. Ter- more in terms of touches, who gets it more, Vucevic or Lonzo? Who gets Lonzo. Who gets touches more? Lonzo. Vucevic. Like, I know. I know. Lonzo's right gonna dribble the ball more. 
But t- in terms of touches and okay, you go do something with it. Yeah, bro, it's definitely Vucevic getting more I mean, touches but than you, Lonzo. You made it seem like as if Lonzo wasn't going to be a point guard. I made it seem like Lonzo was going to be a three and D point guard. That's what he's going to. No, be. you made it seem like he wasn't going to be like he wasn't going to have opportunities to play make to initiate the offense when he's been doing that. Well, he like, does it, but behind two guys in front of him. Demar does he, and this is why I know you don't watch games. Demar doesn't even go play making. He's literally when he gets the ball, it's literally just go get a bucket. He doesn't. Well, it's not about the play. It's about just having the ball in general. But that's what we. But that's literally what you just said. It's not about just dribbling the ball. That's literally having the ball in your possession. And now when I say he's been playmaking, you're saying, no, it's about having the ball in the possession. If that's the case, Lonzo is literally having the ball in his possession around the same amount of time. Not more than DeRozan or Levine. Not not more, but he's having the ball in his possession. You made it seem like he was never going to get it. He's just going to stand in the corner (laughs) all day, shoot a three, and then go back and play defense. But what is he doing? What He's averaging 12 points and five assists. Those are mid-numbers. He's he's leading the team in, in assists, though. With five. But still, he's leading the, the guy team. guy right behind him is at four who comes off the bench. I mean, you said DeMar was going to be one of the leading... He's going to lead the team in assists because he was that type of playmaker. You said that. And DeMar hasn't... He hasn't... I'm not saying he can't. He he's hasn't... Because he's taking that... He's fully embraced the role as a scorer. we told you was going to happen. He was going to be that no, scorer. I, I, I never said DeRozan wasn't going to be the scorer. I said oh. because DeRozan and Levine are both going to have the ball... There's going to be limited opportunity for Lonzo within that offense. Limited is insane. You have to just watch this. Bro. And I told you, I gave you the stats. DeRozan and Le- Levine are one of the better ISO scorers no, in did. the NBA. You did. And I even, we were even arguing about who are, who, how many players is DeRozan better than in the ISO. And I told you, his numbers right now, he ranks within the no, top five. you told five. me statistics. And I told you, told you I told you what these guys' roles are going to be within the given construct of the offensive system. In terms of ISO, it's going to be DeMar and Levine. Yeah, you, In terms of oh, pick yeah. and roll ball handler and using screens and, and roles with Vucevic, it's been DeMar and Levine over Lonzo. Lonzo, bro, 40% of the time Lonzo was spotting up in the offense. Forty uh, percent of the time. Forty percent. I mean, you told no, me. No, that's an actual stat. Like his frequency spotting up is that you, much. You told me statistically, Demar Derozan was one of the best ice players. You told me that, and I I understand statistically, but this is where statistics don't always back up what you're saying. Because statistically, he may be one of the best ISO players in the league, but I'm sure there's more better ISO players in the NBA. Statistically, you might be right, but like I said, what number would you say he is? I wouldn't give it a no. I wouldn't give a number. On he never it, gave it a number. But I'll, but he I'll say this. Number. You're saying so you're you're right now saying that that stat is flawed because you don't believe DeMar is one of the best ISO scorers in the league, or at least the number doesn't back up his ranking. No, I'm saying it, yes, it's a little okay, bit flawed. Okay, but you're the same guy that not too long ago said Levine and DeMar are the best duo in the NBA. Yeah. And you think DeMar's better than Harden this year as well. He's been playing better, yes. Okay. So the numbers do back that up because this year he's been getting a lot of his production from exactly that. And he's been in the MVP conversation. Well, we weren't talking about this year, though. You gave me numbers from his career. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, but in Toronto, he was an all-star. Yeah, but, Consensus all I said was, yeah, but, but see, this is why you're, 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 you're trying to switch up what I'm saying. I'm saying statistically you may have been right, but I'm sure if we really sat down and watched guys, there's probably more, maybe 10 or 12 more guys where you could think, no, nah, I think he's a better ISO player than DeMar. So you're telling me you're, there's guys that you'd, you'd prefer but that are not definitively better. No, see. Because just because no, you prefer because, a guy doesn't mean he's better. Just because statistically it says one thing doesn't mean that's definitively the fact. Statistically, Andre Drummond is one of the best rebounders in the league, but that doesn't mean that's a 
downright fact. You have but to look at offensive rebounds. That is a fact. You have to look though. at defensive rebounds. You have to look at rebounds that actually matter. Like wait, that's, that that is a fact though. Is he not one of the best rebounders in the league? No, I'm saying I said statistically, it may look like he's the best rebounder. You said in the one league. of the best. no. I said he's the best rebounder in All the right, league. In isolation, but it doesn't mean it's, let's it's go, proven. Let's go through it. You're taking James Harden. You're taking Demar Derozan in isolation. Taking James Harden. Harder. Jason Tatum. But James Harden's numbers for his career have been better in the ISO than DeMar. Jason Tatum or DeMar DeRozan? I'm taking Tatum. Tatum. I'm taking Tatum, but it's really a toss-up. It's not a toss-up, bro. KD is easy. Taking DeMar? I'm taking Tatum. Yeah, me too. I'm taking Tatum. Tatum easily. I'm taking KD. Paul George or DeMar DeRozan? I'll take a PG. I just want to hear all your answers. Take a PG. In the ISO, it's close. Especially when the mid range, but you see bro. what I'm saying, though, right? Statistics could tell you, like eye test PG, is really bro. different from statistics, bro. Because you, you no way you look at it, you look at both of them play, and you think, no, nah, I'm taking Demar. No, you really go. It's PG, is, like yeah. as an ISO player. But you take PG as a complete player. There's no doubt. But as strictly no, we're just in the talking, ISO, we're just strictly talking ISO. Right we're talking strictly ISO. ISO right effectiveness is it's pretty close. It's like flipping apples. Pretty close Luka? in terms of what? Luca or Demar in ISO? Luca, Luca. All right, Damian, Dame, Bradley Beal. Demar, who really? I think it's close. I think that one's pretty close. I think you're splitting hairs with that one. Devin, Probably Demar this year though. Devin Booker or Demar? Booker. I'm going yeah. Booker. Yeah. Trey Young. Trey Young. Demar's a better ISO player. Yeah, Trey Young. I mean Demar. SGA. Demar's SGA. better. You taking SGA? I'm taking it. That that one's very preference. That, that was yeah, preference. Uh-huh. That, was that preference. one is actually closer than people might think, but I think that's it. Of people like I would give. <clears throat> we'll see, man. We'll see at the end of the year, man. I when guess we, LeBron. When we, what the? We'll see at the end of the year, man. <laughs> yeah, he's so, in the he's ECF, you know what I'm saying? Why'd you say what, though? Huh? Why'd you say what? <laughs> oh, just a mess one. That's all. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a mess one. Who are you taking, though? LeBron. Okay. It's LeBron. You taking DeMar? Statistically, what you doing? You taking LeBron? <laughs> taking LeBron all day. <laughs> Statistically, you might go with DeRozan. But Come you on. got... This, this is where you got to, like... <laughs> That's facts, though. This is where you have to... You have to know the specific of what you're talking about because as an offensive player, there's no doubt Luka is far superior than DeRozan. But strictly as an ISO score, Giannis? Moving out the way, strictly as an ISO score, DeMar and Luka are very comparable. I understand what you mean. I get what you're saying. Like there's not there's not one guy that's far superior to the other. Same thing with Trey Young. Because DeMar can't play make on those guys' levels, but none of those guys that we just mentioned outside of Kevin Durant can shoot the mid-range as well as DeMar. Tatum PG, can't do it. I think PG can. Tatum P- can't? I think PG no. can. Tatum's not as efficient Tatum d- from d- the mid-range. difficulty the, at the mid-range, though, yeah, his difficult shot-making. Yeah, yeah, he hits a lot of difficult shots. I don't know, bro. I think Paul George Paul can. George, of course he can, but it's not as efficient as DeMar. I think DeMar, DeMar's a top-five mid-range but, shooter in the NBA. I think, see, yeah, I, and I think this the is, only thing that takes PG up a notch is... This is difficult it, shot, shot No, making. it's him, just him that he can shoot from three. No, I see that's... And I think if that's, DeMar could shoot from three efficiently on these ice shots... I think that's where we differ because a lot of these guys take a lot of tough shots and they DeMar hit those shots. If DeMar, DeMar takes his, some tough shots. He does, but his his a lot of his mid-range ISO one-on-ones, like, is, there aren't really... Tough shots, like a lot of them sometimes are open I mean, or on a fast break where he catches somebody off guard. Like a lot of them aren't tough as like as tough. Not I'm not gonna say tough, but as tough as like PG or Tatum, who's one of the most shot. I don't see I don't see PG 
in the post as often as Demar. PG gets in the on, on those turnaround mid range jump shots. PG gets in the post. It depends. So we we not just gonna act like all Demar's isos are coming from fast oh, breaking transition. Say that. I'm, I'm just saying he, I don't think he takes his toughest shots. Who has a more guys. refined post game, Demar or PG? Demar. 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 But I think it's close. But he'll take you off. That's like PG is just better off the dribble than. Than Demar is just that's, in terms. That's ISO. Of, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, no, for sure. That, that plays into ISO for sure. And the fact that he can st- extend outside the three point range is Demar why he's hitting like a lot of tough mid range shots. Yeah, like, you I made it sound like I saw, he I saw a compilation no, I this year of his I, tough mid range shots. Wait, wait, he hit some crazy. Why tough. do you do that? I literally just said, let me not say he don't hit tough shots. He hits. I literally just said that. But you were talking about the other guys' degree of difficulty. Like no, I said I just felt like theirs were are much. No, I just no. I just said. Let me not say he don't hit tough shots. He hits tough shots, but I just think they hit him at a tougher rate. That's all I said. You assumed. Yeah, Tatum. Tatum like, hits a lot of Tatum, tough shots. Yeah, Tatum yeah. hits tough. Like I'm not Side saying Demar step, hits tough like, shots, but like th- this is where you don't watch us. I watched every like almost every. You don't watch us, so it's like it's hard. For, you're <laughs> just gonna say, oh yeah, I, Demar hits tough shots. Yeah, I know. I had actual knowledge of what he's done because I've watched this play. And there's a lot of times where Demar is open, but there's a lot of times where he does hit you with the. You're gonna see the well, highlight. The on, yeah, you'll see the highlight on Instagram when he hits you. You jump. He gets the and one, so you'll see that. Yeah, that's a tough shot. Yeah, he hits tough shots, but no, I'll see the consistent hit, hit, open mid range, or he gets a big backup mid range, but it's an open shot. Like I'll see. That's why it's like difficult. Paul George and Jason Tatum, in a sense, Kevin Durant too. A lot of this, they don't really care. Like they they don't care who's in front. They don't care about separation. They're just going to go over the top. Demar doesn't always do that. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's really just eye test statistics. So you're telling me that why's your voice Demar? So you're telling me that, okay, Paul George and Jason, and they hit a tougher rate of shots because they can't create the separation DeMar can create. Well, no. he said they don't, uh, you say they don't. That's what you basically said. You basically said they no, hit tougher shots because they don't create the space DeMar creates. Not necessarily. I said they, they hit tougher shots because they don't care. See, DeMar is looking for the, he's looking for the, um, the mismatch. PG and Tatum don't care who's in front of them. PJ Tucker could be there. Kawhi can be there. They're gonna take that. They're gonna take their shot, no matter who's in front of you. That's why I'm saying the degree could be a bit difficult. Demar is looking for the mismatch. He's looking for this the separation, or he's looking for the big. That's why sometimes it can seem like it's an easy shot. That's what I'm saying. The separation. First of all, PG's a better ball handler by far than Demar. He's way more shiftier. He's way more smoother. So he's forever going to get his sh- Tatum too. And you, come on, let's not play dumb here. We no, know. I know. Yeah. But so since you're a, not, you're not making much sense. No, I am. Everybody understands me except you. So I, I'm making sense. No, because you're not making much sense. No, I am. Everybody understands me except you. So it, it can't be me. It has and the to fact be you. that you're you're penalizing Demar, <laughs> no, you're I'm penalizing not. Demar for getting more separation. Then on him, then on the Paul George one, when you're talking about like. The handle, I get part, I'm not but that doesn't mean he's a better ISO score than Demar. No, I'm not penalizing him though. And you just and and then you talked about Demar. He's getting his shots off a of mismatch, bro. Every player in the league is is hunting for mismatches. No, but that's the, see, you're you're trying to. So make you're this. so you're you you because this what you said in specific. You said Paul George and K. They don't care about who's in front of them. I've seen Demar go at other elite defenders. It's not like Demar passes up those opportunities just because they're an elite defender. I. I've also seen Demar. The Bulls versus Heat game was was Demar not going at PG Tucker? Not all the time. You were the one that just said, "Oh, PG, he don't care if PG Tucker is right there." Yeah, but Demar ain't either. Demar didn't do that all the time. Demar was looking for Duncan Robinson a lot. Demar was looking for Tyler Hero a lot. So what are you talking about? But I, but Demar, you're, but you're Demar it, goes wait, wait, for those matchups too. No, no, no. You're trying to make you're getting emotional because you're trying to make it seem like I was penalizing him. I wasn't. 
I just felt like those two guys hit at a difficult, a little bit more difficult rate. I literally said Demar hits tough shots. I said that, and like you can go up. I said that, and I literally said Demar gets separation. I said that. You just see, you're trying to penalize me for say, what I didn't. But would you say PG gets? I just hits. feel like you're talking out your ass because you're giving. I'm not because everybody you're giving out but, because but, you're you giving out that? something that is just on your opinion on the it's few games you, that you've seen. See, but like, seen would you about would, 17, 18 would you games? Would you say that PG hits? higher degree difficulty shots because he's shooting threes and he's in isolation? Are you saying that because he gets actually on the block, he'll actually try and size someone up and he's making tougher shots? Both. I feel even, like even when he gets in the mid-range, he's usually jabs that jabs that he doesn't one, even go on the block the, all the time. The one reason why I will agree with you is because he can extend outside the three-point mm-hmm. range. And those are higher d- degree difficulty shots. I didn't even than bring that up though, and that's a part of an isolation. But I didn't that's, even need to Because that's it mostly about, what I'm thinking I'm about. I'm just speaking from a mid-range and, perspective. And Tatum, same thing. I feel like Tatum out of the three players takes the most difficult shots because he puts that on himself. He's he's mostly yeah. I wouldn't say mostly, but like he enjoys being in the post, hitting post fades. That's just Tatum. So I feel like that's why he hit, he out of all of them hit a higher degree difficulty shots. But PG hits higher degree difficulty shots for me personally because he can extend outside that three point range and he'll try and size up any defender and he'll put up a shot. He doesn't care. I just think it's difficult to to measure something of that magnitude without having a defined statistic behind it. Like you, you can't tell me somebody hits more contested shots than somebody else. When well, Jason De- Demar, Demar's, Demar's career is made up of tough contested mid range jump shots. You that's sure. what that's his career is made you know up of. But wait, you but do you have a stat to prove that? But here, but all you have to know is you this. just have to watch that's all it. of his highlights. Wait, wait, okay, wait. All you have oh. to know is this: mid range, mid range shots. Hold on, wait, wait. You just said, you just said, there's no. Do you wish there was a defined stat to prove what we're talking about? Then I just asked you, is there a defined stat to prove what you said? You said you just have to watch his highlight mixtapes. That was your rebuttal. You see what I'm talking about? That All was right, your that's basically what Riff said. That's, that, I know what you're saying. Your I know what you're saying, but I'm not comparing Demar to another player in this instance. But I'm saying that's what I'm I was just saying. saying. We when we think about Demar, we think about him posting up and hitting mid range jump shots on on turn around I mean, turnaround shoulders, said, and those are hard contested mid range jump shots. Yeah, we praise Demar because he is if a top five mid-range scorer in NBA history, bro. Like, I, this I, guy's that efficient from the mid-range. But I think... There, I think over 75% of his baskets have come from the mid-range. But I think the same way how you said that, this, that's the same way we could say about Jason Tatum and Paul Jernsky. Like, we praise them, really, for their ISO tough shot making. Like, the same way we could say That's why I said it really just depends. I, I, like, I do... I think we... I wish we can have a stat for it. But it really just... Honestly, that's really no. There just, are stats for it. you. Just don't have it let with me t- you. Let me take because there are stats for. I mean, because it's like it. De- it really because when depends. you talk about because I asked like, you, look, PG when you talk DeMar, when you, you talk when you talk about PG and Demar, PG, he's a better player all around. He's a better player. Okay, so but ISO, if we're just better? talking about strictly like an ISO, ISO player, who's better? who's better? I think Demar's a better but, ISO player but, than okay, PG. So, okay, so you said Demar is a better ISO player than PG, but. Demar only does one thing you feel like better, and that's the mid range. Three pointer is a part of an ISO. Getting to the basket is a part of an ISO. Post up, getting your separation of shot is a part of an ISO. PG probably does all that better than. So how is Demar a better a better ISO player? If you you've admitted that PG probably does more in the ISO, but only only Demar is probably a better mid range shooter. When PG is just not probably not just good, but he's a he's, great mid range shooter. shooter. That's the thing. See, because I think Demar, regardless of because he can't hit the two point shot, mm-hmm. he's mastered his arsenal within the area. Like in terms yeah, of a fin- okay. in terms of as a finisher, I think PG and Demar are right there. Like I don't I don't know who Demar might have the edge slightly. What separates them? The three, but I think I PG is a 
better offensive player. He is. Like, he's a better offensive player. But in terms of, okay, I want somebody to get me a bucket, whether I'm choosing DeMar or PG, I feel like I'm going to get a result that I'm happy with. Well, that's PG's game. So you're basically saying they're on the same level because PG's game is an ISO. He's They're not nice on the player. same level because PG on defense, it just separates him. Well, I'm talking about just from an offensive like standpoint. If, if DeMar had Jimmy Butler's defense, we're talking about him as a top 10 player in the league. That's a good point. If he was two-way like that, like PG, he gets that nod because are you he's saying, a DPOY candidate. Are you saying offensively Paul George and DeMar are on the same level? Or are you saying that you would, because I feel like this is me personally, because DeMar's game is within the three-point line, that's why PG has the edge. I think PG's a better offensive player because he can handle the ball better and he Correct. can he can play make better. Yeah. But even as playmakers, they're very similar. I just think what DeMar does in the mid-range and his shot creation within there, within there is better than PG's in that area. I think Paul George is better three-point shooter. I that's agree why with when that. we're that's why because that's his game. That's he why has when to we're great when that. we're talking about no, that's why when we're talking about as an ISO player in general, yeah, like PG can shoot the three, but PG can't shoot as efficiently. But see, I think yeah, as Demar from the mid range, I think the gap between them as mid range shooters and three point shooters are it's just too big of a gap for you to say. I think I would take Demar because PG is a better three point shooter by far. Like it's not even close. So it's like the gap, and even the, the shots he takes from the three point line in his ISO. It's difficult. He still hits those, and Demar doesn't take those. So it's like, but I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. So this was episode 136. We asked you guys to ask us some questions on social media, and we were going to answer them on the pod right now. So we have a couple. A lot of these are basketball questions, but we're going to try to aim for for some that, if it's a basketball question or a football one, it's insanely interesting, or something that's just about us. So. First one, not related to sports, but how did you meet and what made you want to make a podcast? I feel like we answered this question already. Yeah, we get this question pretty often. Uh, I guess I'll give mine because obviously I was a late addition. Uh, me and Joel, uh, well, Riv, I've known for a minute. We went to, to middle school together, but me and Joel, we used to we we were talking on on Twitter one day. We we're like, "Yo, let's play Xbox." We played Xbox. We used to just chop it up with sports. One day, he just asked me to be on the podcast. Uh, but in terms of like you guys, you guys, I don't know how you two met. Truthfully, we all went to the same elementary school, so we've known each other forever. You and Joel all, went all to three of us. Yes. Oh, did you go to Parker Hillers Jackson? You're disgusting. I went to Jackson. Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Went to Lily K. Parker? No, no, no. I went to Fairmount because I'm real. That one sucks. You had a, you, you, you guys about? had a lunchroom in the basement. Oh my gosh! You guys ate like literally underground. It was the first floor. Nah, bro, because I remember we took a field the high trip there. Is on the basement. We took a field trip there, and bro, it was literally in the basement. Like, we had to really go downstairs. The like, high school. Your window in the was literally bro, like bro, bro, it was bro, like bro, your window, bro. and then like I can see the floor, like the concrete oh, floor, hello? and then the, hello? the playground. The high schools. I've never been to the, the high school. Uh, okay, well, calf. see, then you're just talking out your ass there. Yeah, I, just, I barely went to I've that. Never either. went to the high school, calf. But Yeah, we. Uh, I don't remember how we all met. I just know we all went to school together. I so I remember how I met Riv. Why you giggle like Cause that? Because you was because <laughs> you was a, you was being an ass, bro. I remember it's not new. We was it was mad long ago. We was playing. I, I used to go to some something called a a program where like if your parents worked late, you would be able to. Are you stay about after to, school? Yeah, bro, after school. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one time we was we was playing basketball. It was I ever? It was like one of my first times there. Um, 
we was on the same team. I shot the ball, I missed. And Rip was like, yo, bro, you suck, bro. Don't ever shoot the basketball <laughs> again when I'm on your team, bro. <laughs> and then after that, it was just like, I don't know, after that, like, I, he was always after, in the after school program. Then, you know, we we grew, we started growing closer. We always had a friendship, like, n- not nothing crazy, like a, a crazy friendship, but we always remained in touch. This guy, I mean, I've been his friend since we was like in second grade. Like we've been we've been tight. Um, I mean, we live pretty close to each other. I live like a block away, so I've known Joel probably person on a personal level more than probably anybody here. And then Drew, I went to school with Andrew, but I really never ever had a conversation. I just saw Andrew from afar. But yeah, I I, I thought Andrew was like I thought he was a pretty cool guy. Like Thanks, from man. what I seen from like. Joel said he he didn't he didn't mess with me. Yeah, nah, he, <laughs> yeah, he told me he didn't. But like, I mean, but Drew, I just thought he was cool. I mean, I didn't think much of it. Like, we never really ever Facts. had a conversation at all. Yeah, on any nah, type of level. Yeah, I don't, on a personal like personal personal level, nah, I didn't. I don't like know all. I know like like me and Joel was always cool. We always went to the Y together, and me and JC we always hooped together. So there's always that hooper and friendship thing yeah. there. But like on a personal level, nah, I probably I don't, I, like I don't remember when I met you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't even remember middle you. School. To be all right, we met in middle school. Um, I don't. I don't really remember. Like I don't. Like I don't vividly remember like a moment yo, where I shared the, with you. Honestly. Yo, the first time I, I saw Drew, I lied. It was not in high school, bro. It was in the us versus them game against the teachers, bro. I remember it was in middle school. I remember that because you guys was always a grade above us. I, that's when I first saw Drew. You went to middle school with us? Yeah, yeah bro. Yo, yo that's, I really that's don't a rough remember moment for wow. me personally. I got blown out. Now we yeah. got we got messed up and I missed a wide yo, open layup. Yo, y'all let Mr. Gashion fry up. <laughs> yo, he was, was going wild. crazy. Yo, he's he dead nice. Hella threes. He was dead nice. He was bugging out on us. And I had like some other. I didn't even go to. The I had game. a block I on Mr. Mr. Hansen. Do you know what I'm, ta- you know what I'm talking about? Mr. Hansen like six five. Exactly yeah. why I was lit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I saw. Yeah. So uh, what made us do the podcast? We was we just used to argue on Twitter all the time and or in person. I was just like I was just like yo, let's do this on a podcast and. Very next week, we rented out a WeWork studio, and we went and we recorded the first episode of the podcast. It got a lot of great reception, and then we've just been doing did, it since then. How did then. Drew get on? I, I don't remember. Just, how did he get on? He just said that uh, he he they were talking on Xbox. No, on the pod? That's how he got on? Yeah, and then Joel said you should slide through, and, and he came through to oh, me on the podcast. Wow. I thought it was like you were begging or something. Come on. Oh, that's my not gosh. Me. That's not now, me. There's people that real life beg to get on. Like, I was in the gym the other day, right? And I don't know who this guy is. I was with you. I remember. Yeah, he said, I never up? asked you. Like, that was. I, I never, he never asked me. Yeah, and he was like, yo, what up, Riff? I'm like, what up? Like, I don't know who he is, but I was just like, all right, you know my name, so I must know you. And he was like, yo, you got to give me on your pod, bro. Yeah, I want to be up there chatting with you, bro. Yeah, I be chatting. I'm like, word, word. Like, I hear you. Like, I'm not really, I'm trying to play, though. I don't really want to talk about the pod in the gym. I'm trying to hoop. He like, bro, give me up there, bro. Yeah, man, your man's be saying, yeah, I be chatting up there, bro. I know what I be talking about. I don't know who he is. I don't. He's probably going to see this and be like, damn, Riv, you don't know me. I don't honestly <laughs> genuinely know him. But he's, he's there are people icy. all the time that DM, DM us and they, Asked to be on the podcast. I was in the shop yesterday and some guy that I barely know asked. He's like, yo, we ain't gonna let me on the podcast so I can talk about Jay-Z. I'm like, what? Bro, we have, <laughs> I was like, bro, we, were, we, we talking basketball and football, bro. We don't What's talk about no music. So the goat. this was on Twitter. This is from Mystic Mac, OG Illuminati. Hey, that's my boy, that's Ernesto. Boy? Oh, okay. Let me look at his profile picture. <laughs> okay. Did, was he with us at the scene hall game or no? No, he wasn't. Okay. Big fan of the pod and the preparation you guys put into it and your chemistry as hosts. Can we expect in the future more coverage on other sports like baseball and hockey 
and maybe some MMA slash boxing too. All right, I'll, 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 I'll shout him out real quick. Ernesto, really cool dude. I, I me and him, him, him and my brother were were uh, boys in high school, and we met through Twitter. Um, but he's big into MMA, so I figured that he was gonna he was gonna ask something related to that. Listen, I would love for us to get into baseball. I know baseball is probably gonna be my thing, and I might do a little bit of that on my TikTok. If you guys want to follow that at Andrew. That being said, I would I love Andrew. for all of us, Andrew with five A's. Can't forget that Andrew with five A's, all platforms. I would love if we could talk baseball or just get like a general, like one topic. We talk about the biggest thing of the week, and that's really it. Um, hockey is tough. No, hockey is tough, man. Like I do boxing outside. Oh, MMA. MMA. I'm down to talk MMA. Nah, yeah, MMA. I'm down to do. That. do I'm, MMA. I'm more just, than down. Hockey losing me. I, I, I Hockey's can't. tough, man. I can't even front. Like and it boxing is like the same ten guys. Boxing is actually boxing is fun, bro. Interesting, but it's like to it's talk about to it. I'm like. Because uh, UFC low key is the same, like watch, it's basically bro. the same thing. But like, if you're tonight, really Poirier and Oliveira. I feel like with UFC, you can talk about you know jujitsu. You get the MMA guys, the wrestlers. But boxing is just like, oh, who's the better striker? This guy, this guy, or like, who's gonna fight Fury? You got Javante Davis. You got Wilder, dumb, nice. Anthony. Like, it's like I know There's like a lot of good. It's boxers, like the bro. same dudes every year with UFC. At least it's like like a, a Terence Crawford and like yeah. a who's that other guy that that they've been begging. Terence Crawford's been trying to fight for a while. God, I keep forget, I keep forgetting his name. I think the next sport we'll branch into is MMA. I'm with that. If that, if that. But I think Combat. that's going to be the next one we we branch into. Yo, I, don't into any, baseball, I don't know. I don't know anything so about I MMA. Like, I just feel like baseball's dying. That's why we got to save it. <laughs> what you mean we? I don't think we save. I just, it. I just, I, yo, I just could, think baseball's man. boring, bro. It's it's a three hour game, nine innings, little to no action. It's only fun somebody hits 160 some odd games. I just not really a fan. Your team sucks. I'm a Yankee fan. Shut your mouth. Your team sucks. Your team just lost the World Series. Y'all suck. Oh my God, we lost the World Series. Your Congrats. team lost. Y'all have one ring. Y'all are losers. Hey, listen, man. I just got became. I was fan. about to say, y'all have one ring. Yeah, y'all suck. I seen it. Yankees. We just, Yo, we the just Mets, beat you guys. The Mets you guys look scary though. They say that every oh, year and they tell off. Y'all can't beat us. Hold on, all the time. Drew, okay. y'all can't all beat us. Oh, y'all Yankees. be cheating. We didn't cheat last year. This, this, y'all didn't see us. You didn't get far. Whatever, man. We didn't cheat. We still went to the World Series. So what are you going to say now? Yo, Jayhawk was getting me tight. And Surge. All they're doing is shin on baseball. To end off the show, I just want to give a shout out to our listeners and our fans that have been watching. Thank you guys so much for watching the live stream. We are going to answer some questions once we end the audio recording of the podcast. So we'll still be on this stream and we'll, we'll, we'll answer some of your questions. But let me just quickly say... 10,000 subscribers. That's a gigantic milestone. Live. We just started getting on TikTok a couple months ago. We're at we're, we're at 60,000 followers on there. We've been on YouTube for a while now. We're at 10,000 subscribers. And this is just an amazing feeling. Two years ago when this podcast started, it we never thought it'd, it'd get this big. This whole room used to be red. You know, I redid <laughs> it. I got the equipment. And now we, used we, to sit we like look. right over there. Yeah. And now we look. You know, semi-professional. You can kind of still see it to basement. But <laughs> the next step for us is getting a warehouse and being on some Pat McAfee stuff, having, you know, a basketball court in the warehouse, all, a bunch of other he festivities. He's like screaming OD in his, uh, his podcast. His podcast is fired, though. I was watching. Yeah. I was crying. He was so funny. Like, he just be... One time, they was wrestling in there. But yeah, this has been an amazing journey. And despite all the negative stuff that might come our way, it, it never will outweigh the positive when we get to wake up and talk about sports and we have people to talk about sports with that view the content and also respond and give the reaction to whatever we say. 
so we can always hear their input on who wins debates. And I think that's always fun. So thank you guys so much for getting us to this point. It's a big, big, big milestone. And we got to plan something out for like some celebration one of these days. I'm with that. I'm yeah. more than with that. 10K is crazy. What do you got in mind? This guy's, he's <laughs> lifeless. That's what, what? it is. Man. I didn't even say anything. You're we should go. No, we should. Um, we should. Um, Hit Miller's. I'm with Miller's. Miller's. You just want to drink. What are you talking about? They got great wings. Miller's suck. That is stupid, man. We should you go to Bahama Breeze. Yo, say less. See, look, look, you was about less. to downplay me. Say when less. trying to go. You can do that. I'm with it whenever. You was trying to downplay me. You said you was just going to downplay me. After Tuesday, it's lit. Well, I ain't got no more school done? after oh, Tuesday. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's messed up, bro. I'm a first responder. You got to dab me or else you're against first responders. Nah, Thank we you. lit. Yeah, we could do something though for sure. I'm mad as hell I missed that scene hall game, but we could definitely do something. Man, that scene hall game was a That movie. was a really great game. It was a movie. I, I, scene hall is always lit, no matter how bad they are. Prudential it's always lit, bro. always lit up. But thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. And we'll see you next time.